Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. Back after a week off. It's Monday, June 17th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Appreciate it. 702-586-7857. If you want to call and talk about High Point, Adam Cincerillo won for the fourth straight time. Eli Tomac won the 450s with a 3-2 score. Uh, plenty to talk about. We can talk MXGP as well if you want. Uh, we're going to give away a bunch of stuff tonight. Uh, we'll, t- we'll show you how. We'll tell you how. We're going to have some great guests as well. Looking forward to this one. I'm stoked to talk to you guys. I'm stoked that you're listening. And if you're not listening on uh, pulpamexshow.com or listening via the archives or whatever, and if you're watching on Facebook Live, what's up, everybody? Thank you on RacerX Online. Thanks for checking it out and watching it. I'll tell you what. It's been cool to see you guys watch the show, but it's really making the Pulpamex Show chat room go for shit. So I think you guys are all discussing everything uh, about how good looking we are over on Facebook and not so much in our all chat room anymore. All people in the chat room are 95% dildos. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Good show tonight. Mitch Payton will be on. Uh, I love talking to Mitch Payton. I love interviews with Mitch Payton. He's always honest. He's always outgoing. And, uh, man, we got lots to talk about when it comes to, to that. Uh, Colt Nichols will be on from Star Yamaha. Always like Colt. Talking to him. Led some laps in the second moto this week at High Point and uh, went 5-5 on the day. Friend of the show, Canadian motocross correspondent Phil Nicoletti will join us as well to talk about that, what happened up there. He's not happy about it. Only one moto was completed up in Canada, in my home province in Manitoba. And we'll talk about why and the what's and the ins and outs of that with Phil coming on the show. Later on in studio, Eric Perrinard will be in. Uh, He's on a landing uh, shortly and coming in studio, and Eric will talk about X Games in China and Enduro Cross and the Hawaiian Supercross and the Montreal Supercross and all the off-season stuff that Eric is always has his hand in and a really interesting guy, really fun to talk to and always learn something after talking to Eric. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll have him in studio shortly and also in studio all show long. He's the uh, owner of EagleGrit.com. He is the uh, voice on you, that you see on Fox Sports in Supercross, uh, as well as NBC Sports Supercross. Damn it. Uh, he's also a regional arena cross champion. He wore LBZ gear in Supercross. Daniel Blair. I usually come in excited. I'm a little let down right now. Yeah. I don't... Uh want to admit this right out of the gate, wow. but yep. I, I'm a huge yep. failure. I'm not going to make excuses and blame my bike and my settings. Right. Yeah. It was me. It was all me. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, thanks. yeah, let's get to that right at the top, shall we? Uh, well, no, let's do this first. Uh, got to pay some bills. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, EVS Sports, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Pro Filter, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, LA Honda World, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Labs, all on board with us. And also taking your calls in the corner, in the corner, producing the show, holding things down. Riding buddy, Travis Marks. What's up, bud? Hey, riding buddy. What's up, riding four, buddy? Four time. What's going on? We, 
Marks has been riding. He is now 2-2 with versus JT. Is that why you're being nicer to him? Or is it because he was here early? Because he was here early. Okay. Um, how was it? How's it getting back in the saddle on your uh, CRF 450 powered by W, Michelin, uh, Wrench Rabbit? Wrench Rabbit, yeah. Um, who am I Race Tech. Race Tech. Vertex. Vertex. Man. Vortex. Vortex. Yeah, how is that? It's been great. You've been having fun? It's been great. I have. Uh, <clears throat> I've only ridden a couple times, and it's been a rough go as far as fitness. <laughs> and when I say rough, <laughs> I mean go to the, the, the hardware store and get the roughest kind of sandpaper. That you can, it's rough. Like you had to go to the doctor afterwards? Dude. Did can you I, see the picture of me laying in the dirt? Can I, I was literally laying down after I, by the truck because I couldn't. Like, look, you're a good rider. I can see that you have some skills. Hey, thanks. But it is surprising to me how little fitness you have. And I'm not, this is not coming from someone in, in great shape. Uh, that's me. Yeah, no, it's. But uh, riding, you know, riding fitness yeah, is different. Oh yeah. And your, Mark's. Your muscle, you have weird muscles you didn't dude. even know you had. <laughs> but I mean, I, ha- I haven't been doing anything physical for a long time. You know, I had a, little, a few stints where I would. Uh, doing anything physical. <laughs> so this isn't riding shape. This is just no, life this is shape. Just He's life just shape, not in dude. shape at no, all. It's bad. It's bad. So uh, I'm going to get. I'm going to get back into but, some fitness. But are you enjoying it the little bit you've been doing it? Yeah. yeah no, it's been yeah, fun. Right. It's been fun. It, it's frustrating because I do want to go faster because I know I can. Uh, but you just can't. But I, I know I can, but I <laughs> but can't. You, just can't. Yeah, you no. can see he has some skills. Uh, yeah, that's right. in there somewhere. Right. But right. He, right. you might need to get in a little bit of life shape first so but that like, you can put I, together one whole I'm lap. in terrible shape. And I can outmodo him. Yeah, but you're riding a lot now. Are you getting in better I'm, I'm, shape? Yeah, Dude, I'm Steve riding can better. put in some laps. I can, I can, I'm riding better. How many laps can you go at short. full pace? And when I say full, I mean safe pace. But I, how... I did I did a 17 minute or really? Yeah. That's that's Pretty good. Oh, that's you think? Really... I don't yeah. think that that's good. Good. It's longer than a lights 250 main supercross. <laughs> I, I guess I did 17. Man, uh, I jumped in and I was just kind of trying to pace him a little bit and run like some smooth laps instead of going balls out and trying to be superstar and, and wasting myself in a half a lap. It's awesome. And I think I got like maybe nine, eight, nine minutes. That's pretty good too. No, I, it was it was a struggle. It was a struggle. The last time I rode, I if I pushed and tried to like yeah. to see if what I had left, it was like a, a lap. <laughs> but if I went down to about 75% and yeah. just went like pure style, like yeah. I want everyone to see that I have good style yeah. still and that's it. Right. I could probably do four or five laps. That's about where. But that, I was but that was yeah. one day after six. If I get a few, I yeah. could probably get there. But yeah, yeah I went to Kiel on Wednesday, and then I went riding Friday with him. So I was already kind of ready to go. But um, I don't even think I could put in a full heater, like one lap heater. Like I if could, you threw it down your hardest, you could get maybe halfway. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'd be freaking toast. Well, thanks to. Uh, I'm tired just thinking about it. Thanks to Jason at Western Raceway for letting us come out. Um, of course, he's pumped up and tired, but he breaks out his drone. Yeah, I've, I've, never been, I've never gone riding with a guy who broke out a drone in between motos. Well, but Mark's did. Mark's well, like... Brrr. He had to get his confidence back. Right, right. It was shattered from the first ride. I had to do something in my downtime. Yeah, Don't yeah. act like you weren't impressed. Did, did, you, did, you, did, did you make a video of it following me around or no? Uh, no, because my gimbal was stuck. Oh. Yeah, so I don't I know what a, that means. The camera. I was with Pookie the other night. My gimbal got stuck, yeah. too. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll get a little, it fixed a little laugh from upstairs. Right. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll make you a banger for sure next All time. All right. Uh, I can't. I posted a banger because fucking Kiefer wouldn't leave me alone. It was good. You got, a lot, of, I, you got I, a lot of hits dude, on there. People were happy. Rocks and Plessinger, Phil, Osborne, uh, me, Craig, me. you. Okay, I was uh, saying, I left you a nice little comment. Chad. Uh, just Everybody all these riders pumped. came out of the woodwork. 
So it was pretty funny. Um, but no, that's my, cool. They were all supportive too. Like no one was taking like shots. No, they seemed to be pretty yeah, positive. No one was like, "I hey, fatso." Like you know what I mean. So that, that part's good. Uh, the guy who runs his mouth. Right. Take a look at him now. Bitch right. uh, Payton, Colt Nichols, Phil Nicoletti on the show. Eric yeah, Pinard, good. good. Good show. Um, I like it. And Mark, so yeah, thanks to all those companies. Your wheels look sick, by the way, from W. Thank you. Yes, and, uh, and you know, thanks to the other guys too. My motor runs good. Well, okay, he comes first time he takes it out. <laughs> the, the bolt holding the uh, the ground for the stator uh, or the coil is is undone. Okay, I was oh, like, and, I was like, bike I is this? and he, I changed tires for him. I put tires on for him the week before, and I just put thirty pounds in there or fifty pounds <laughs> because I just want to set the. Beat. Yeah, of course. He he didn't take the air I pressure. I forgot off. to check the air pressure. So he went up there with thirty pounds in each tire and a bike that was cutting out. He's like, the, man, I'm really uh, bad. It's like, yeah, uh, give yourself some God credit. You're marks. riding at thirty. Yeah, needless to say, the second time yeah, out was a little better. Was better. Yeah. And based on what I know of like the local terrain, I'm assuming Western's a little slick anyway. A little slick. Yeah, okay. So uh, <laughs> yeah. how was that right? That had to have been tough. 30 pounds is good. Yeah. yeah. So We'll try uh, that again. Thanks to all those companies for helping you get on board and, and fixing that 06 CR450. Oh, it's an 06. It's an 06. It's a good bike. Yeah. I had a 06, let's see, I had an 06 Honda 450, ended up sending it down to Mexico. I used to race down there all the time. So I ended up shipping it down there, and for like six or seven years, I raced that bike down there. <laughs> and. They would do stuff with it when I was gone, like ride it and work on it, and then I'd go back down, and things were really different. But it was still the old 06. Like I, that was one of my favorite models ever. The 08 I thought was the right, best, right? But that 06, 7, 8 run was yeah, they were good. Was awesome for um, fifty. So thanks, uh, thanks for everybody for helping out, Marks, and getting rediscovering his love of riding right now. So. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, don't forget, uh, if, there's, if you're buying on Amazon, go to the Amazon widget on pulpmex.com. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. Make your purchase. We get a small slice of that. We can afford to keep ballers like Daniel Blair coming in here and Eric Pernard and everybody else. And uh, Patreon as well. Get some early access to podcasts on Patreon. Get some T-shirts on Patreon. Also, uh, pulpmex code on Karcher website. Uh, if you're in the market for a, a pressure washer, and who isn't? Um, gas or electric, whatever it is. Uh, use the code pulpmex when you check out at Karcher website to save with those guys so thanks to those guys for stepping up and in 10 cycles as well pulpamex 10 is the code to save with those guys so thank you for that and thanks robbie for getting on the taser nation appreciate the the love of there so all right so daniel uh before we get to talk about high point and uh and lots certainly uh phil's coming up here shortly um so i, I don't know six months ago you were in here and we were talking about the Triple Crowns, and yeah. i was telling you about these teams complaining about the lack of time between the Triple Crowns to do a tire Change the oil and a clutch. And you said you could do it in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You said, no problem. I can do it in 10 minutes. Yep. So you, you got in early, no plane trouble like you had last time. Nope. We're sitting here at like 5 o'clock, and I'm like, why don't we do this? Yep. C- coincidentally, my bike needs the oil ch- change, so that, yep, that worked out perfect. all right. So we went out. We're going to put the video up. Should we tell people? Or should we just? I already told them. I mean, I feel like a complete failure, so it. I didn't get it. Just plain and simple. I did not get ten minutes. Sixteen oh eight. Sixteen oh eight. But let's but let's be clear. Tire off, tire I, back on, clutch, oil, oil back into the bike. Yes. Now the tire, no problem. The wheel, it's not a tire. The, the wheel swap. Uh the oil, no problem. The clutch, I had some trouble with. But I'm still gonna sit here in firm belief that a factory mechanic could pull it in 10, no problem. I, you watched what I did. It was bad. The, and it was 16. The, the discussion wasn't whether a factory guy can do it. It was whether you could do it. It stemmed from me telling the factory mechanics to stop complaining about their lack of time. Uh-huh. They can pull it off. Yeah. And I still believe that. No problem. I did it in 16, and it was so bad. I, how bad was the clutch? 
No, not good. It was not we good. Fil- we filmed it all. We're going to put it on social yeah, media. And but. so I still, now after watching me and kind of gauging the time and kind of seeing it all actually happen, do you believe a fact, could Kranz do it in 10 minutes? Kranz could do it in 10 minutes. Thank you. Then, so I proved but my the, point the that idea- it's possible. I, on the other hand, no way in hell. Not even close. I love, in how, fact, you, I love how you're turning this into like you're still right. The bottom I, I have, line I, is there's you, a hint, you listen, said. I know. I have a hint of self-righteousness in me, all right? And I'm going to just go and say. <laughs> I failed, but it can be done. And that was the original point that I was making. No, no, no. The original point was you could do it in 10 minutes. That's the original point. Me doing it in 10 was sarcastically proving the point that it could, which I can't, but they still can. So whatever. I will accept the fact that I failed hard, but I will sit here today 100% belief, no problem at all for a factory mechanic. 10 minutes, easy. They could do it. They could do it unless, especially if they have power tools. You know, especially we're, if call, we're calling Paul Perbinos right now. Okay. We're going to call Perbinos. And Perbinos right if now. it's Kranz or Barsha's mechanic, who probably change a lot of clutches, they're really good at it. They could do it in eight. Easy. All right. Let's, let's, let's call Perbinos. Let's see, if this, let's, let's see what he says. Because this was the original debate. This was, this was the talk. Calling Paul Perbinos, former factory mechanic. Maybe he's not answering. All right, he's not answering. Okay, but have, get him to call back. Yeah, but don't tell him what I got in time. Right. No, I want to. No, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. see what he actually thinks. Someone you, you, of my skill set. You can't could do it. Turn in. this into a victory for yourself, though. I, I can. I could find a way. <laughs> and I, no, I, I I did fail hard. Um, I thought for sure just some silly T handles weren't going to be a problem. It was a big problem. Especially because it was a big problem. It was. It was just I got nervous. I didn't want you to tell me what time it was. I. Halfway through, I cracked and said, okay, what yeah. time is it? Once I found out I was at six and a half, right. I may have lost my cool. And then from then, I just couldn't <laughs> even do it. But I didn't quit. I, I wanted you, to quit. And I gave you some help because the things that the factory mechanic would know along the way. Like to, to put to, the brake pedal yeah, down? Yeah. yeah, there's, I mean, you, right. but then again, if these factory teams have like 100 people in their semi. So I'm a triple crown with the team around them. They can get it done in 10 minutes. That, that's my point. So, all triple crowns next year. 17 <laughs> rounds. They can do it. Quit crying. All right. There we go. Um, okay. So, what are you more surprised at? Phil Nicoletti coming up here shortly, by the way. What are you more surprised at, Daniel Blair? First of all, well, I'm most surprised that you are now watching all the Nationals. That's number one. Every lap this year. Every because Is it because your show's on Racer X Network and now you feel like... Well, I have to at least know... What I'm, okay, I'll, I'll let a secret out of the bag. In years past, let's just say we put out some podcasts without me watching anything but the highlight videos. And I pretended I knew what I was talking about, but I did enough. I needed to step it up a little bit. Yeah. And so I have watched every single lap. I feel like the quality of the show has been the exact same. I mean, <laughs> I might know a little bit more. Like, okay, I, I, I didn't just watch highlights now, so I did see what like, the, the whole track looks okay. like. You know, But no, it, I'll, I'll be honest with you, as much as I hate to admit it, I'm actually enjoying it a lot. I've, I've enjoyed my Saturdays. I haven't watched them all live, right. but I enjoy watching the outdoors. It's been good. Weege and Grant have been great. It's, I've had a good time, and I love the race. The race has been good, too. I, I've enjoyed it. Uh Tough, tough deal with Wygant and the and the uh, sc- scoring tower. Yeah, you know what? I love how it's all going back to him too. Yeah. When it's like not really his fault. We had a watch beeping, but now he says it wasn't the watch. I heard him. Yeah, I heard him back out of that one. I I'm not buying it. Um, <laughs> Still the watch. He got ripped this week pretty hard. I saw online. I guess he dropped the old red Honda green Cowie a couple times. Oh, he did. And people are losing it. And uh, I just I find that to be. I didn't funny. hear that part. I watched it too. I had the Canadian thing open. I had the motor, the American stuff open, and then I had my fantasy open. How'd you do in Pulp Van? By the way, oh, four seventy-five, big week. Back in, uh, I was Good eleven. Job. I was eleven hundredth uh-huh. going into the weekend, and now I'm five fifty-three. 
That's a yeah. big jump. Good, good, good job. Okay, so we're back to oh, our... and four seventy five with Jerry Robin, with Jerry Robin. Jerry got twentieth in a moto or twenty first, so not bad. He uh, didn't. He okay, didn't so for me. here's here's what I want to ask you about. Bigger surprise right now, AC four for four, or that Roxon, it Roxon's winning motos got the red plate against the beast Eli Tomac. Like bigger surprise to you, AC. Yeah. Um, not that he is such a surprise. I would have never said he was going to win the first four. I mean, he was one of the guys going yeah. in. But to be able to win four in a row and just be kind of handling this the way he has. Yeah. And mainly because, I mean, you guys saw the Vegas Supercross. I had to do the walk over there and do the interview after the main. And that was, for me, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was mm-hmm. interview that guy and where he was at that moment. And I thought, I, th- I figured he would be okay this summer, but I thought there's got to be a, a time period where he's going to be a little goofy just from that. The fact that he has rebounded and put those four together, yeah. so much respect. He, I mean, because that's hard to get over, and he's gotten over it like that. So I, just, I'm, I'm pumped for him. You can see he, he, makes, uh, he makes a bad start work. He rips through the pack. His fitness is on point. His he wears those guys down. Yeah, has been good. Yeah. There's been moments, the Lawrence battle and Paula – um, there was one other one too. I think the very first moto of the year where he sat there behind Cooper for a long, he's not freaking out. Adam freaks out when he's not in the lead. Yeah. And for whatever reason, maybe he learned his, le- I don't know what's going on mentally, physically, whatever, right. but he just looks more patient, almost like, Hey, it's 35 minutes. This is going to be okay. It's 24 moto championship. We're going to be okay. He just seems more patient. And I think for him, just taking one step back is helping him a lot because he's always been impatient and a little I feel like he's always ridden a little emotional. Yep. He seems emotionless when yep. he's riding, and that's way better for him. Um, he's gone four for four, man. Like, he's got over a moto lead. Yeah. This is not what we thought would happen. We no. just put him in that group of guys. No, but to be fair to that point, too, and, and this is where I'm, this isn't going to be a negative to AC, but it's going to be a little bit of truth. He's A-Ray with more talent? <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're not going there. Being A-Ray, <laughs> we, we patched up from that, okay. which is funny. It was like why he was upset about that. I thought that was a compliment to him, but apparently it wasn't. Okay. Um, no, with Adam, though, this is you got to look at the results and go, okay, Lawrence is pretty young. He's also a rookie. Chase is young. Dylan's been weird, but Colt's not been the biggest outdoor threat. Yeah. If you take away AC's... Like, you look at AC's, uh, one of the all-time winningest amateur guys. Like, what, like yeah, his pedigree. If it, yes, if it wasn't for the injuries and the weird start to mm-hmm. his pro career, he's not even in the 250 class right now. He's probably won yeah. a couple of these things, and he's yeah. already out. So Yeah, him and Dylan are, have the most experience by far. by far. And even him over Dylan by quite a distance, I think. Adam, at his pedigree, would be normally on from this class already by now with a yeah. couple titles. Yeah. So I expect him to beat these guys. He should. Without J-Mart and Zach in there... Adam is the highest quality guy in the mm-hmm. class. He should be winning. So, again, I give him credit for the way right. it looks and the way he's recovered. But at the same time, I, ex- I expect him, Adam right. Cincerello, to be doing this. Uh, how about Roxon's second moto? How about, how about that pass on Cooper Webb? How about, uh, that was one of the raddest things I've ever dude, seen. Um, unbelievable. When you're feeling it, though, you – I mean, this is not talking from experience because I hardly felt but it. You weren't feeling it changing that no. clutch. But for a guy at his level, because you've seen Eli do these things, um, and Kenny's done. I, I always think of no, Millville. I think of Millville 2016 on the Suzuki yep. when he went from like yep. 50th to first right. in a lap. Yep. Those two guys have the ability when things are really clicking to do some things that we haven't seen since Stu. They or RV. RV kind of had some of that too. Dungey not as much, but 
Eli and Kenny have that ability to do some things that make you go, what the hell was that? Yeah. And that was one of them. Yeah. And he, you could tell he was just feeling And when you're feeling yeah. it like those guys. Standing they, they, up. Yeah. Standing up. Railing the turn. I mean. It was good. It was, he said he went to a setup that, you know. Oh, I don't want to even up. get started on that. He went back to his base setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want um, to go there. And, 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 you know, JT brought this up, and he'll be on later on the show. JT brought this up earlier. Eli took the 3-2. He just took it, and he got the overall win because of it. And even, look, 3-2 isn't going to get you the win most times, it'll, but it'll get you second. And, and he just kind of just took the points. and took. It wasn't his A game, um, but he'll take it, and he rode smartly, and he'll, and he'll move on with the red plate with a share of it with Kenny. And you should be so happy about that yeah. because he, over the last how many years, has, has proven – through his race results, that it is either insanely crazy victories, like, oh my gosh, he's the fastest rider we've ever seen, and then the silly stuff. To go 3-2 and get the overall, that should be a positive for them and go, look, it can be done this way. It's a 24-round series. Three twos are good. Yeah. And, yeah. Sp- and, and screw the overall. Just yeah. in the grand scheme of 24 motos, right. a 3-2 is better than a 15-1. So... Yeah. They should take that to the bank all day long. And Kenny, whatever was going on in the first moto, he's he should be happy that he recovered because a six four or six three for him. Yeah. And he's losing. I mean, look at Justin Cooper's yeah. day. He yeah. really yeah, I don't know what was up with Cooper. I don't yeah, know but, what but happened there. Kenny could have had a day like that. Eli could have I mean Eli fell the first moto. Let's let's be clear. He he did screw up. Um but yeah, solid day overall. I, I'm liking it. The four fifty class is so top heavy. I, I it, love how it, good it, it is, is, man. It's deep, dude. It's really deep. You know what? I wanna I meant to ask this guy earlier. Let's call Will Hahn about Justin Cooper's day. All right. Because I wanted to get him on the show. And, uh, I want to ask Will about a rumor that I heard a little bit about that. Okay. Let's call Will Hahn, Star Racing, Monster Star, Yamaha, team manager. Yeah. Hey, Rick. Rick. Hey, you're on. The, you're alive on the show. What's going on? Oh, I am. I didn't make it Monday night. Uh, Daniel Blair's in studio with me. Hi, Will. Hey, man. Uh, okay, so a couple things. Well, Daniel, go ahead. Ask him what the rumor you heard. Just It's just a rumor, and I'm, I'm going to ask it in a way to where you don't blow the guy out. But does your young, fast rider, number 32, is testing and figuring out the bike maybe new to him? Um. Oh, yeah, I think it is for most kids now. Like, anybody that's in their second year, like, I didn't know how to test my second year racing. Like, not correctly you know I mean, do you still know how to test or i knew kind of what i wanted but i wouldn't know how to explain it you all know? you know how to test is 125s that's what i heard i love 125s <laughs> no my what i've just heard is that testing is a little bit of a struggle for him and figuring out what he wants and i my my theory right. is a lot of rookies come in and they don't really say or know anything at all so they just ride the bike and then as you start to kind of learn how to test you almost have a setback because you start thinking more than you should and you don't really know exactly what you're thinking all the way so you second guess just uh, something that i kind of heard just wanted to confirm okay i just think that he's just i mean i think it's something for kind of everybody right now i mean this our bike isn't a really good spot we proved out the first couple rounds but i think that there's always like last weekend was tough i think i don't think anybody rode last weekend was like man my bike was perfect that's because you guys. That's, that's because all you jerk offs test at Hangtown and Glen Helen and Milestone, <laughs> and then the first East Coast race was High Point, where the real true East Coast dirt. And then now all you guys freak out. I've been there, there as a, as a mechanic. I've Dude, been there. I would not classify High Point as real East Coast dirt. It's still pretty hard underneath. Well, I would. <laughs> okay, so were you there? No. Hmm, that's weird. Whatever. Uh, okay, so my other question is like just. 
what's up with Justin Cooper's day? What what happened? Did you did you piss him off in the morning? Did he did he uh, did he was he puking? Did he have poops? Like what what's going on with Justin <laughs> Cooper's day? Like it it was so off off base for him. Oh, I didn't go to the commode with him. Okay, so don't know about that. Okay. Um, no, I think it was just. I mean, you have those. You know, there's those days where you just don't feel good and you can't get comfortable, no matter what really happens. And I think that was just one of them. I don't think there's a direct excuse for anything. I think that it was just all day. It was just kind of a struggle, and <clears throat> that's just the bottom line. And he's ready to to move past it. Did he? Did he blame you or the bike? Uh, me. Okay. All right. That's what I would have done. Yeah, but well, your first uh, assumption was right when you texted me and said it's your fault, and I said you're probably right. <laughs> I did, I did. Well, I do got a question for you, though. Um, What's up with Shane McElrath? That's my question. <laughs> What's up with McElrath? Is he going to start next year? That was on year? my list later. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, all right, fair enough. So he is. Um, okay, so, Will, I got a question for you. Supercross, obviously, probably not as much, but do you guys store away settings from races, and then when you show up at High Point, do you start where you were at High Point? Or do you come off of where you were at Lakewood? Like, all the guys, I know they're different, but is the bike pretty much week to week? Or do you say, okay, we're going here, so let's change everything out to where we were here? Because it is different. I mean, I think everybody kind of, I mean, we stayed relatively basically the same. You know, unless we find something during the week that we tried and we thought was a good idea. And then you always have notes from last year, too. I mean, even though, granted, our bike, we know we're on a different bike this year. But I think a lot of that stuff still is relevant. Just common sense of, okay, this track gets like this. Because I know Hangtown's a weird one. And I'm, I yeah, have to exactly. imagine that you guys go, okay, here's where we are, but let's not forget what this place ends up feeling like. So is it one of those things where you're just ready to go to a setting? Or, again, do you have to, like, I mean, Southwick obviously is a weird one. You're going to probably run something a little bit different. But, yeah, I was just curious if you guys kind of are aware of what you were at last year and kind of compensate a little bit, or if you just start where you were at Lakewood and move to the next one? I think you just kind of start where you're, where it's been working, and then, you know, you always have stuff to fall back on and, and notes, like I said, from previous years and everything like that. How's the archery going, buddy? Um, I haven't been doing too much of it. I need to get back on it. Okay. All right. Because it's coming up pretty soon. I need to be more on top of it, and I'll what, be honest. With you, I, haven't, com- I haven't been doing. What's coming up? What? 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 You got attacking like a Vietnamese season. village or something? <laughs> yeah. You go to yeah. war? Yeah, you go to war. <laughs> what's coming yeah. up? <laughs> Season's coming up, man. The what season? season? The archery what are you season? Talking? Yeah. Yeah, hunting. Oh, okay. Deer, elk, uh, mathis. Okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a tough shot, bro. I don't know if you can catch me. <laughs> I don't uh, know, you'll be on. You'll be on uh, the the bike and I want, yeah it's just not gonna happen. You should have saw me shredding a Kahia. I would have loved the invite. That'd been cool. Oh, like you're coming out. I'm sure. Um, I would have come out and wrench for you. Oh, thank you, buddy. Appreciate. It. Preston was out there. He had his shirt off the whole time. What's new? Yeah. I mean, dude. If, I mean, <laughs> granted, if I had abs like that, I'm not that I'm saying I wouldn't rock the same look, but yeah. I mean, it's getting a little bit out of hand. Dude, absolutely. He's just out there with no shirt on. He even did motos without a shirt on. <laughs> he did. I heard he works at <laughs> Yamaha now with no shirt. Like uh, yeah. during the day, like he's covered in grease. From, yeah. Like getting the test bike ready. Everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. dude, where's your, where, like, where's your shirt? And he's just like, I don't need a shirt. <laughs> I don't. like angry, I guess. Right. I, I heard the same thing. Sounds yeah, like an funny. HR issue. We have the same sources. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Wilbur, we got to go because uh, Nichols is coming up on the show and so is Phil Nicoletti. So. I'll tell Cole I said hi. Okay, we'll do. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for picking up. Later, Will. See you, Bo. <laughs> See ya. That's Will Hahn, everybody. Uh, let's go to four. Sean, what's happening? What's going on? Hey, uh, 
I have a question about with Canada pulling out of the uh, MX of Nations. What does that mean for your pit bike team? Dude, I don't know. I never thought of that. No one told me any of this. Well, I yeah. I guess we're out, right? We don't have, have any Canadians. We won't have any Canadians there. Who's going to be in Holland? I need to get some some Canadians that live there and sign Canada them up. Canada out of the that's yeah yeah Canadians are taking sure. a, a path. Although you know what, Sean, don't you feel like there'll be three Canadian riders who who do want to go and will go, even though you know we all should probably stick together. There'll be three guys that won't stick together. Do you feel? Absolutely. I, I, it's. It sucks here, and they're going to pull out because it's a good honor. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I hope they show up, and I hope it gets worked out up there. But I think for pit bike, you'll still have Galdi, right? Just bring a six pack, and mm. he shows up. No, why would Galdi go all the way to Holland? He ain't coming to Holland. <laughs> so, anyways, what else? Anything else? I was just curious about the um, difference between the Yamahas from the GPS to the US, dude. Uh, like. Febra and Tonus and Sewer, they've been on it like three weeks in a row. They got two spots on the podium or something I read. Uh, Sewer, uh, Tonus, Febra, Pollen, yeah. Well, there's completely different bikes, right? They they can be completely different bikes. I don't know if they are, but, um, you know, Barsha's banged up right now, man. He just, he's beat up. So give him a bit of a pass. Dean Ferris, I mean, he's an older guy. You know, what did you really think he was going to do? I would put him 5 to 10 anyways. In my mind, and the top ten is stacked. He's this not year. beating it's Marv, Tomac, Roxon, Osborne, Anderson, right? And well, I, bag I'm it. just curious because I heard Blair kind of bang on the uh, Yamaha on his that it's only good for a straight line. So I'm just curious why they're so good over there and they're hard to work on too. Over here, <laughs> they're fine. They're, they're, <laughs> listen, the early the early backwards motors 450s I think got a bad rap, but deservedly so. There were some issues with those things. They've worked really hard on it and changed the frame a bunch. And um, yeah, I think they're fine now. I really do. I, though I'll stand with the I'll stand with the theory that bigger guys have more success on those bikes. I really will. So, all right, thanks, Sean. Awesome. And let Blair know sixteen minutes is a win. Sixteen minutes. He's happy with that, Sean. I mean, Sean, I, yeah. I I I feel like I, I I'm pretty let down personally, but. Is my point proven? A factory mechanic could do it, right? That wasn't the argument. That yeah. wasn't the thing. That wasn't the that's, deal. That's the root of the argument. That's where it started. Oh, boy. All right. Thanks, Sean. Why would I just right. pop I'm up out of nowhere and you. say thanks. I can do that in 10 minutes without you guys saying that the mechanics can't handle triple crowns? Eli, what's happening? How are you? Hey, guys. Uh, I just wanted to know, what's, what's the deal? Do you take the summer off of conducting the troll train or? Bro, we're, we're fucking on. We've lost some track. We've lost the wheel. <laughs> Uh, we're out of coal. I don't know what's going. I'm going to ask Phil about it here shortly. Um, I don't know, man. It's not good. Like, is it the bike? I saw them pull. Right, that's what I was going to well, say. Well, I saw them pull starts and supercross. Jimmy D and Peters and Amart. I saw Amart jump some things out of turns that made me think that the bike was fine. You know, like in supercross. Um, the the JGR guys themselves tell me that the power. I mean, they're biased, obviously, but. You know, right. off the record stuff, they're telling me that the bike is fine. You know, so I don't know, bro. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. He, he went. He beat Marty this weekend. Well, so. He beat Marty. So that's, there we go. <laughs> Not by much. Thank, thanks, Eli. Thanks, thanks for the call. Thank you, man.
Later, guys. Uh, he's yeah, it's not good right now. He's not not good right, right now. Fuck you. Uh, all right, Vortex Racing uh, sprockets used by Justin Barsha, Plessinger, and Dean Ferris. Uh, V3 bar, twenty nine percent stronger than competition. They got the oversized bar. They got the seven eighths bar from the folks at Vortex. Email Jake at vortexracing.com. He'll give you a hell of a deal on uh, bars and sprockets uh, chain as well for those guys. So. But guys at Vortex have been a big part of our show for a long time. Monster Energy Yamaha has used their product for a long time. Stu used their product back in the day. Um, I've got a set of their bars on my front of my project bikes. Uh, Marks has a Vortex Racing set up on his uh, 06 CRF450. He's very happy with So if you want bars and sprocket, email jake at vortexracing.com. Drop Pulpomex Show, and they will give you a hell of a deal. Uh, they're bringing to you, you our first guest, speaking of Yamahas, uh, our Canadian correspondent, Phil Nicoletti. What's up, Phil? How are you? What's up, Steve? How are you doing? <laughs> you sound so excited to come on the air. Ah, uh, just for a great time. Listen, uh, condolences for your dog. That your old childhood dog, German Shepherd, passed away. We we just had to put a dog down this week, so condolences on that. I understand. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow. It's kind of uh, yeah, kind of ironic that yours and mine. Yeah. <laughs> Killed over at the same time, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, he made it to the bitter end, though. So yeah. I'll give him, you know, yep. respect for that. So. Yeah, yeah, props yeah. for that. Uh, hey, yeah. a yeah. listener named Eli just called in and asked me about Troll Train, and, and I, I don't have I, I don't have any words right now. What, what's going on, with Troll Train? Like he came down, stayed at your house. You were on the show. You guys were arguing about it. He was staying down to test. Yeah. And what happened <laughs> to the testing? Ah, uh, man, I I think. What they were testing improved. Um, <laughs> I try and stay out of it, to be honest Dude, with you. We, we, no, I, uh, you need to get into it because we need help. we got to get this thing back on the no, rails. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm out on that whole deal. Like, I, I just I don't want any. I try not to have any input. If he, if he asks for, you know, what I think, you know, I kind of tell him. But uh, he came to work on some chassis stuff this past two weeks. I think the chassis stuff got better. Um, oh. and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know do what, you, uh, what do, happens. Do you feel the motor and that bike is fine? I do, personally. I watch it in Supercross. I watch Peters and Jimmy and Alex jump stuff and get starts. I don't think the motor is a problem. I don't think it's down. Is it, is it as fast as a Star Yamaha? No. But I, but Alex went 10, 10, 11 this weekend or something. Like 13, 11. Yeah. 13, 11. I mean, I... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I know he's trying. There's no doubt about it. Of course, it. Um, yeah. Um, he's, he's not a quitter, but I, I don't think uh, engine is as much as uh, uh, you don't need it as much in Supercross, to be honest. You can get away with a lot more. Okay. Uh, outdoors, outdoors, there's no hiding it. You know, I don't care if you're 135 pounds or. Yep. Phil. Has good horsepower. I don't care if, you know, even right. if you go start. Breaking up, Phil. We're losing you. Phil, Phil's in Manitoba, and he's got shitty cell service. Yeah, he's fucking Manitoba's a shithole. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, we got you. We got you. We got you. Shit. Listen, I'm uh, sorry about Manitoba and on, on the rain and everything else. It wasn't a good good introduction to my home province. Ah, uh, dude, no. As soon as I landed into Winnipeg, I'm like, this place is a shithole. <laughs> I, I just knew the vibes were not good. Oh, I God, here we go. Here we go. I landed in the Calgary. I'm like, all right, this feels pretty good. Landed in the Prince George. Oh, yeah, this is feels pretty good. Landed in the Winnipeg. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So, okay, so, all right. So, back, let's let's get off Troll Train. We don't need to talk about him anymore. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Power subject. 
so I talked to a Canadian moto source this weekend. Uh, I don't want to reveal his name, but it may or may, may, or may not rhyme with Schreinschrold. And he said the moto, <laughs> the moto were canceled. The second motos were canceled because the the dozers broke, and and the medics yeah. the, and the medics couldn't get to the people if, if there were issues because it was muddy. I mean, I guess that's a good reason, but you guys were circulating the track fine. It was not, you know. Ah, I mean, do you've seen mud races before? I mean, in the States, we've ran mud races way. Unidale and Ironman were a shit show compared to what we were racing. Right, right. Um, this past Saturday. So for them to cancel second motors was complete dog shit. But uh, it is what it is. I mean, and I, I told the rest as well, like, even if I won the first moto, which, you know, I bombed out in the first moto, um, like, you still got to run the second moto regardless, you know? Obviously, the Cowboy guys are pumped it's only one moto, but, you know, they need to make up points as well, so I'd be trying to run every freaking moto I can. I don't know, uh, like, what would the... Okay, so the dozer broke, but what what would the dozer have really done? Like, uh, uh, did, Honestly, Steve, the track could have... It didn't rain all day after practice. Like, it, it was fine. I mean, it was 50 degrees, but... Yeah. I mean, they had tractors bigger than the ones that they had at, at Unadilla. They could have went out there and ripped it up. I don't. I don't care. Done something. Uh, um, but they're saying, "Ah, oh, people were cutting the track and yada yada yada." And, yeah, some penalties um, came out today. Did you see those penalties for five positions for Dylan Ride and a bunch of guys? Yeah, yeah. I think Fasciati wasn't too happy about it, but I mean, I don't know. did you watch it on the live stream? Yeah, yeah, I did. I yeah. I, I saw you try to pick up your bike for ten minutes. <laughs> I did. It was five hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> so you were all over. You, you got a garbage start. You came up from the back. You were doing at one point. I was texting Diggs. I'm like Diggs. Phil was nine seconds faster a lap than Fossiati that last time. Just just want to let you yeah. know that. Uh, yeah. And you were coming up. You got all over Alex for third, and then you fell with like two laps ago. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. If I knew, <laughs> I would have taken that fourth all day long. Um, now thinking that we didn't run the second moto, you know. Yeah. Um. So, so that was kind of a bummer, but. I uh, live and learn. I just, yeah, I fell twice or two laps ago and kind of killed it. And yeah, then they decided just to cancel second motos. Hey, bro, listen, they've canceled. I've been at two. They've canceled like four races in Canadian moto history after two mo after one moto, and I've been at two of them. So like, I don't, yeah, I, don't I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, I'm, I was, I was. Yeah, I was mind blown. I I couldn't fathom that they they did that, and the track was just—it was totally—it was—it was totally right. No, I was watching it. I was totally watching. Right. It's fine. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Guys were jumping things. There were people jumping things. Yeah. So I don't know. They just said they couldn't control people that were like cutting the track and this and that. But I mean, people that were cutting the track were already three laps down anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So. Oh. But it was it was kind of a bummer because the track was. Uh, could have been really badass. Like uh, it was, it, yeah. Last year's was great. It was a great track. Yeah, so I think it was like the closest one to you know, like the stateside track, I guess you could say. Um, so that was kind of a bummer, but yeah, now nah, yeah, ended up six, and now I have a uh, three and a half four week break. You're you're eight points really? down after six motos, or after five motos, I should say. <laughs> you're eight points down. Yeah. You all right with that? Um, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It should only maybe be three um, at the max, um, but yeah, it is what it is. So, live and learn. Out, like, there's still five races left. Any anything can happen. So, right. Um, we still gained, you know, a couple of seven points on Cole for the triple crown. So that wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. So, 
10 up on him. So I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Are you so, are you I mean, in uh are you are you head of Thompson in the Triple Crown? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, so I don't know how, I don't know how many points, but uh, right. yeah, yeah. All right. So, well, there you go. Triple Crown would just be icing on the cake. I want to win the outdoor championship, so. Right. Uh, that's kind of fighting, fighting two battles right now. <laughs> was Galdi was Galdi windmilling on Alex out there? Did you happen to notice he was windmilling Alex on? I I wasn't I wasn't I didn't really talk to Galdi as much. I was kind of mad because he put out a tweet saying it's a smart move to cancel second motos. I'm like, dude, you're the heart of Canadian motocross. Why are you canceling because of a little mud race? <laughs> I don't know, bro. The dozers, the dozers. That's all I heard. The dozers and the medics. That's I, it. That's all I, I heard. It doesn't. It, the track was already wrecked anyway. Just send us out there for 35 minutes. The equipment's uh, already destroyed. I'm with Gaudi's you. Gaudi's on my shit list. Dude, the last time I was in Manitoba for a national, they canceled the second motos, and it was pretty bad. But then they decided to have a moto anyways with like the seven guys that wanted to race. And <laughs> so, oh, I heard about that. It was like a fun moto. Uh, yeah, so seven guys went out there and like literally never got stuck and motoed down and had had a normal race. It was muddy. And just trash their stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, you guys could all be racing. Look at there. There's no, it's fine. I don't, uh, yeah. But then everyone was talking about our bikes, our parts. And it's just like, are you professional race teams or not? Like, what, what's going on? So. See, now I think, I think it's now come to the point where the teams are spending a lot more money than, you know, five or six years ago. And the series, I don't know if it's growing with that or, or what, but. Yeah. yeah to, to, wow. To come up and have one person. Say, you know, to, to cancel it just yet. Yeah, to me, I'm, I'm still mind blown. So, <laughs> um, uh, Vortex Racing bringing you Phil Nicoletti uh, from Manitoba. Besides that, did you meet any Manitoba pulp fans? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. Did it t- anybody tell you about, you know, racing with me and any of my four titles or any of my title chases or anything? No. Okay, they all right. They didn't really care. No, right. no one really cared too much about that. I used um, to teach I, clinics in Manitoba. I did. I did. Is there actual archived results of your titles? Probably somewhere. I don't think there's anything archived in Canada. They can hardly archive it in 2019. <laughs> no, that's back in 1988. 1988. 19, uh, 1990 was my first title. 91. Got two yeah, more. Yeah, all right. Yeah. That's, that's close enough. Um, you know? Yeah. All right, so, so are you, you're gonna, how was it, you're at the FXR. Uh, did you guys get the ride or no? Too muddy. Too shitty. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should have had the National and Milt's place. It's good, right? Track's good? Oh, dude, it was unreal. It was so good today. Yeah. Guys, I haven't had that much fun riding a dirt bike in a while. Really? Oh, wow. Check yeah. Out. Yeah. It's, 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 a badass, it's a badass little facility. So started off a little um, muddy, but your buddy Corey did a good job with prepping the track and stuff, so it turned out okay. I grew up with Corey racing. Yeah, I I wasn't riding any of Corey's bikes. So after he put me on a snow bike, that snapped on. <laughs> yeah, so, the, so my trust in my 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 trust in Corey is not very high. Right, right. Um, Phil Nicoletti on the Pulp and Mech Show. Um, yeah, it it it's. I mean, I think you'll take eight points down. Like you said, you're going to some sand tracks too, where you, you'll be good at. Uh, three weeks off, you're going back to New York, I would guess, and just hanging out. No, no, I'm gonna. Stay down in Charlotte and keep grinding it. Oh, check you out. Okay. Uh, yeah, hammer down on the hammer down on the club sand track, and I think my old man will come down next week and uh, hang out a little bit, so he doesn't have a a dog to take care of anymore. So he's uh, yeah, he's free at the moment, um, and yeah, get kind of get back to the grind. So uh, 
Yeah, it is what it is. I uh, figured your mom would have came out to uh, to the races. She wanted to. My brother couldn't make it because of Father's Day or whatever, so she was not happy with that. Oh. She was she was ready to come down and 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 cheer you on, Phil. But. I'm glad she actually. I'm glad Debbie didn't come down. She would have been miserable. Yeah, it didn't look like much fun for sure. Um, hey, so uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, so we got a question from the chat room. How is your bike, your OTSF bike, compared to the Yamaha JGR? Like, what? Obviously, it's a different model of Yamaha. It's a different frame and everything. But are they comparable? Are there differences? Major differences? Um, similarities? Yeah. To be honest with you, my. Uh, it's been a while since I ran a 16 Yamaha compared to the 18, but I, I actually do like the 18 on a outdoor track. Um, it's it's really good, but I wish I would have known some things now, like I said, with the bike. Um, and it just came from riding the Husky and stuff mm-hmm. where I kind of like put it into the Yamaha, um, the way, you know, power stuff is and some stuff with the chassis and suspension and swing arm and stuff, So, which really helped. But, um, yeah, but for the most part, my Yamaha's, Kind of stockish, you know. I try it, and yeah. keep it as stock as, as stock as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nothing, nothing too crazy. I think I, pretty sure I run a stock piston and a heavy crank, and oh, okay. kind of like, there you go. You know what I mean? And obviously, I run cams and stuff, but right. it's nothing over the top. I mean, bikes come from production so good now. I mean, it's it's insane. Phil, what's your next few weeks going to look like? Um, do you get a chance to test and try some things out, maybe suspension, chassis stuff for yourself, or are you pretty happy with the bike and just kind of pound laps? No, I've, it's weird. I, I haven't done this little, like, it's not so much testing. I, I feel like my bike is really good at the moment. Um, I haven't really even touched clickers or anything since the first round, so I don't think I've ever really done that. Um, so right now my base package is pretty solid, so... I uh, just kind of run it, and mm-hmm. obviously if the bike doesn't work in a section, just kind of work around it instead of <laughs> trying to throw a million things at it. So, um, yeah, I'm actually I'm, I'm really happy with how my uh, suspensions um, and stuff's been working, so I have, I have no complaints. Uh, I'm surprised at, at Marshall Welton, and in a good way. He's riding well, man. Doing a good job. I'm yeah, happy yeah. for Marshall. Yeah, yeah, no, Marshall works uh, He works really hard. Um, you know, I, I talked to Marshall about it, you know, he kind of like me he lacks a little bit of the, the skill on a dirt bike you know mm-hmm. um, but you kind of make up for it in other ways so uh he's one of those guys so it's kind of it's kind of cool I'm, I'm glad he went to canada mm-hmm. um, he's kind of tossing around and you know found a way for him to kind of make some money in this and that you know um he made me some money last weekend in prince george off Galdi, so that was, that, that was cool. that's always good <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so uh yeah I'm, I'm i'm happy for him he's kind of yeah he's in the, the title hunt now after the whole uh, doc position things penalty yeah. for John Wright and those guys. It, it kind of helps him out. I kind of would think it maybe would give him the red plate into Gopher. Dude, so. there's there's a Wright gets warned at Calgary, and then in, uh something happened at Prince George. I can't remember. And now we had the docking in uh, in Winnipeg. The series is is dish out the penalties, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what happened at Prince George that I read? Man. I forget. But something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I like Dylan. You know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen some of the videos and stuff. So I mean, kind of think something kind of has to be done. But um, I I stay out of it. I mean, it's the same in the states. You know, you cut a yellow track marker, you get it. You know, they'll send you an email, and you don't even know you cut the yellow track marker, and then you do it again, <laughs> and actually you know you're getting docked position. Yeah. So, yep. Um, I just think they're stretched thin up here, so they really can't like uh, stay on top of it. I don't know if it's 
it's an excuse or what. But no, I think uh, you're right. Yeah, they, they they need to find a better way to to manage the situation. So um, uh, it kind of gets out of hand. I'm I'm talking to Diggs about coming to Gopher, the FYI. So I might may see you there. See what oh, happens. That'd be sick. Yeah. I don't know. Off week, that's an off weekend. Yeah, it's an off weekend down, down here. Yep. Yeah, bring Pookie. Uh, I was thinking about that. Yes, yeah, we talked about that too. So, um, you were so angry at those lappers in Prince George. Oh, the guy had a banner dragging behind him. That's great. That's great. <laughs> nah, that's, and I, I didn't know if I should wheelie over the banner or not. Right. Kind of went situation, but I didn't, and kind of just like diverted it. And yeah, that ultimately. I feel like maybe kind of lost me. I don't know if I would have passed Coleman or not, but it would have been a hell of a battle. It was a good race. You guys were pushing. It was cool yeah. to see. Yeah, so it's kind of kind of a bummer. So that kind of like gave him the go ahead for the last two laps. So and yeah. obviously, I'm not going to reel him in from seven seconds down. No. So, um, but yeah, lappers are tough up here. That's that's another thing. So it's kind of I kind of have to get used to that and kind of have to read them a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, yeah, the, the, hard to learn. Uh, all right, we got Nash on the line. Uh, Nash, what's up? How are you? Gentlemen, gentlemen, a little Montiatus, graduation, school's ending, back. You're back, Nash. What's happening? Well, first of all, Phil's on, so it's kind of like, right. it's right. not up, Phil Lawrence, but it's Phil. So yeah, it's not, Phil. it's not Phil Lawrence, and we apologize for that, but yeah, next best thing. It's, it's, it's definitely, you know, I'll take him as New Jersey's finest, even though he's New York, and Phil, Matt, Phil, love Phil. Phil Nash, Dream Team. We talked before, previously in the previous shows, the Weimer Phil School. Oh, and yeah. We're not going to get it. I don't think that's happening. You know, I don't think that's happening. I, don't, I think that got vetoed. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, how you doing, man? For real. Pumped to see things, you know, things can always be better, but in your, especially in your world, things can always be better. Yeah, no, we're, we're doing, we're still, we're surviving. Just got to survive one more night in, uh, in Steve's hometown, and I'll, I'll be okay. So. Beautiful Manitoba, yeah. let me tell you. It's beautiful there. Go down to the Forks, Listen. walk around, get get like a street meet, uh, hang out there. It's fantastic. It's Phil, it's Phil when, you, when you walk down Main Street, did you see the watercolor or the charcoal drawing of Steve and like the, the portrait on the, the library, <laughs> you know, Manitoba titles, everything? Go down and look at the uh, garbage bin. I have a garbage bin named in my name out, out back. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Nash. Phil. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. The real question I have for Phil is: so I'm watching these club, these club videos. You know, Phil's back training. He's a club. Yeah. Who, who are the young bucks running in on thirty year old Phil? You know, I mean, you're talking to a guy who's forty eight, Phil. So I understand the concept. Age is a state of mind, and I know you let him have it. Is there any? Is there any young buck there that tries to run in on you guys? Show him what's up. Uh, no, no. They know better. <laughs> um, they know. <laughs> they, I, well, I, mean, I, I give them props if they do. Uh, I don't care if they run it in on me as long as they don't sit in front of me and roost me for a couple corners. You know, that's what really does me. In, so. Hey, we like we. And all joking aside, respect is earned. It's never given. And I know you're old school. You're gnarly. You 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 worked your butt off to get where you're at, and it's really cool to see it. That's why we're fans of you because you're. The grit and the the valor and the Listen, digger that you Nash, do. Nash, I wasn't going to have Phil on tonight, but I got so many tweets that we they needed a Phil update from Canada. People, our listeners wanted a Phil update. Uh, he was just on last show, but people wanted to hear Phil and his Canadian stories. So I don't know why. Listen, we didn't race this weekend. There's no update. <laughs> 
Oh, you did 20. You did. I, oh, and they cut the moto by five minutes, too, by the way, too. Yeah, so. I just, it's not. Dude, it's not. It, it, the, the public loves Phil's essence and his realness. That's yeah, what people do. are drawn towards. They do. They don't, want the, they don't want the cardboard cutout. They don't want the prefab answers. They want the real deal. And Phil giving middle fingers around the track is what the public wants. Yep, absolutely. And that's how the pros do it. All right, boys, go get him. Thanks, Have Nash. Fun, Phil. Good seeing you, brother. Thank you. See you, Nash. Cheers. All right, Phil. Well, enjoy enjoy Winnipeg. Enjoy Manitoba, please. You know, the license yeah, plate says friendly Manitoba, so please try to be friendly. <laughs> Moff is next to me. He's laughing right now. Well, Moff comes from the only province that's shittier than Manitoba. <laughs> I, I have. <laughs> he, he comes he to, wants me. to know where. Blair, What's that? He wants to know where Blair Morgan's from. He's from Saskatchewan. Blair's. Yeah, no. It, it, it Saskatchewan has produced better motocrossers in Manitoba. I'll give. I'll give Moff. Uh, but yeah, here we go. I'm not a fan. So <laughs> that would be good. Well, I'm glad Daniel was on. It's great talking to you, Daniel. Even though you didn't say much. What are you talked out from Supercross? Why? Yeah, I'm still burned out a little bit. I'm just recovering, enjoying my summer. How you doing? Good. How's Al? Is Alex yeah. with you? No, 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 no. He's not. He uh, he finally went back to Florida. Ah, okay. I see. Yeah, he, he literally literally spent two weeks with me. So how was it? It's all right. Too much. Had enough of him. Had enough of him. Uh, yeah. So send him on his send him on his way. Yeah. No, like I said, it's uh, it's good to have him around, but I don't think I could live with the kid again. So. <laughs> so, Some things uh, are unfixable. Well, Phil, uh, yeah. con- congrats on the one moto. Great ride to fourth, and then the crash. I'm not congratulating yeah. you on the crash, though. But thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. I'll, uh, I might see you at WW next weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, come on, come on up. Come on down, yeah. I should say. All right. You might have to get me get me a media pass. Get me uh, get me some of those Hawkins cheesies before you leave from the airport. Little bags of cheesies. Grab some. Bring them to WW. I'll see what I can do. Thanks, buddy. Hey, he's got three weeks off. Tell him off. I said hi. See you. Yeah, I will. All right. Vortex Racing bringing you Phil Nicoletti, everybody. Three weeks off. Why? JGR don't have an extra bike lying around. He could race three rounds. Oh, boy. I don't think he wants to do with that. (laughs) All right. He has arrived in studio fresh off the plane. Eric Perinard, bonjour. How are you? Hey, bonjour. Thanks for everybody. coming in. Yeah, it's a long journey. Long. What was the problem? Why what, delayed? Yeah, we were. You know, we we're basically taxiing, and uh, they told us we we're gonna change route, and we had we needed four thousand more pounds of fuel, so we went back, refueled the plane, and oh. this is from where? From, from uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. And it took yep. four, four and a half hours instead of uh, three hours fifty, mm. and uh, oh. and we we're already late. So yeah, I am yeah, late. Yeah, today, yeah. You know. No, thanks so, for coming in. Appreciate it. Lots to talk to you about. Yeah, Lots pleasure to, to be here with you guys. You yeah. know, last time I was here, I was with Daniel. Yeah, so it seems I, like we have a special. <laughs> it was Parabinos for yours. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That was it was guy. Par- yeah, it was Parabinos for a few <laughs> times. So. I'll take a spot. Um, well, yeah, we got lots to talk to you about, and I want to talk to you about Enduro Cross. I want to talk to you about the X Games that you just finished. Yeah. I want to talk to you about Montreal coming up. Yeah. Geneva, Paris, all these things that you're working on. Absolutely. Uh, the old night. So you and have I, and I, of time. yeah, and I, and I, and I want to talk to you about the Motocross Nations too, yes. and get your opinion on something oh, about yeah. that. So. Uh, Colt Nichols coming up here shortly. Daniel Blair in studio here. Uh, Michelin. Uh, great folks at Michelin are now offering a $30 mail-in rebate on off-road tires, and they're calling it the Michelin Dirty 30 promotion. We've had some listeners take advantage of this already, and, and I've seen your social media, so thank you for that. What you want to do is buy a new set of Michelin off-road motorcycle tires in the U.S. or Canada between May 15th and July 15th, so you got about a month, and you can receive a $30 MasterCard rewards card by mail or... 
earn a $15 rewards card for a single front or rear tire purchase. It's valid on eligible tires purchased through your local dealer or favorite online retailer. And the star crosses are on there as well as some uh, on and off-road stuff. So visit MotorcycleTirePromo.com to submit the redemption form along with your receipt. Not valid outside of the U.S. or Canada or any offer. Uh, so, yeah, 50, 30 bucks off from the folks at Michelin if you buy a set of Star Cross 5s or buy a few other tires on their list. So thank you, Michelin, for stepping up and making that happen. And also Firepower, uh, firepowerparts.com. Uh, you go there. they got lithium batteries. They're lightweight. They last longer. The KTM race team used these a few years ago. They have Japanese-quality chains, 50% less expensive than the competition. Go ahead, move forward, and ride with Firepower. Firepowerparts.com. Power, power past your op- overpriced OEM battery with Firepower, fueling your adrenaline rush. As a leader and innovator with 50-plus years of experience in power sports, Firepower premium lead acid and lithium batteries save you cash. So uh, thanks to Firepower for making it happen. The uh, GDR Honda team just got on board with the folks at Firepower as well. So Colton Fasciati, Dylan Wright, Michael Lessie, all running Firepower. Uh, and the Noof runs Firepower as well. And uh, JT does not use Firepower battery for his RMZ. He just kicks it. <laughs> That's it. And Jason, Ouch, Th- jerk off. and Jason Thomas will be joining us shortly here on the show, as well as Colt Nichols. Uh, Mitch Payton will be on as well. Uh, looking forward to talking to Mitch always. Uh, and uh, and we got lots more to talk about with High Point. Let's get to some phones. Uh, Justin's on one. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's happening? Um, I just wanted to pump up uh, McAdoo a little bit. You know, I, I, I know you guys talked a little bit about him on the review pod, but, man, yeah. dude, way to bump up his stock, you know? Dude, right? Uh, he's never ridden a KTM before. It's a steel frame bike. It, he's missed the first three rounds. He just gets a what a week notice, jumps in, and gets his career best finish for the TLD KTM yeah. team. And, boy, they needed it right now. Tyler Keefe sure. needed that finish. I was impressed. I was really impressed. I think I hope they took him off the suicide watch for Keith, you know, there, Dude. but I mean Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean so Daniel, if you had to bet, you would bet McArath goes leaves the team and goes to star? Because if I had to bet, I'm saying Jordan Smith's going to Pro Circuit. That, from what I understand, I think is done. We right. can ask Mitch about it. And yeah. Maybe he'll dodge I'm sure it. Like, confirm like, it. I'm sure he will. Like, will, like right. will confirm Shane. Right. Uh, I would say, based on the conversations I have had, 65-35, yeah. Shane's going. Right. So, so Tyler needs – Tyler and the TLD team, they need – some kind they of success. Need a, they need a reset yeah. is what they need. Yeah. And um, I, I give him props. Yeah. I mean, they, they grabbed the guy. He obviously, I mean, he was fifth in Supercross, so it's not like it's surprising. When, is he when, fifth overall? Fifth in the West, yeah. Okay. And he gets a podium to end it. So yeah. think about if you're McAdoo. You end the season with a podium. You get fifth overall. I don't know. We can ask Mitch. Probably won't confirm this either. But I heard that he was maybe going to go to PC for the summer. They talked to him, yeah. Maybe yeah. wait for a spot at Geico. Like J-Bone told me he was on the list if anybody happened. I, I feel like he strategically made the play of, look, I'm going to ride a 450. I'll stay in shape. I'll just pound motos. And when the right opportunity strikes, I'll take it. Yeah. Well, TLD is a perfect spot because yeah. they're kind of having an issue over there. It looks like yeah. a lot of people are on the way out. Yep. So if you're him, you're probably wanting to fill in somewhere where you think you can stay for good. Yeah. The only the only bad I thing know. the only bad thing just is I'm going to lose him for straight rhythm if he keeps riding well TLD yeah. won't let him jump on straight rhythm. Oh. Well, I think you might be able to let Red that Bull. ship sail. Oh. So. Yeah, what are you talking? Red Bull KTM two yeah. stroke. Yeah, yeah, but but Pulp MX won't oh, be able to. You're oh, going to lose. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to lose him like you know like yeah, for, yeah. for for Pulp MX ram it. So. Um, you may be right on this one. Right, yeah. right, he, right. He will be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have good stro- good two strokes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> they got three hundred factory bikes. Uh, so thanks, Justin. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. No problem. Take care, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it, uh, Dylan. What's going on? You want to talk about Caroli and Hurlings uh, bikes this weekend? And by the way, the whew, 
Caroli dislocated shoulder. Hurlings broke a foot on a parade lap. Wow. Did you see, uh, Eric, did you see any highlights of Hurlings' crash? No, I didn't see. I, I didn't see either, so I don't know if anybody has it or not. I saw him get... It was in no. a warm-up, right? Yeah, on a, yeah, on a warm yeah, parade lap. So, anyway, On the parade lap? Yeah. On his own? Just yes, crashed? Yes. And Jesse Carney uh, slandered on it. I posted it today. Wow. Oh, what's that, Dylan? Sorry? I think somebody actually posted uh, from the back side of the jump today where you can see the front tire hitting his foot. Okay, yeah, I need to see that, yeah. So um, what I was what I was going to ask, um, I never really get to keep up with the MXGPs and stuff. You know, I watch the highlights or whatever, but I got to watch the full races, and I couldn't believe the difference of the way the KTM's looked on the track versus the U.S. And I wonder, did they spend too much time um, with Dungey trying to perfect it with for Supercross and everything because it's just so rigid? And after I watched that, and I looked at Webb and. Uh, Mooskin's bikes, they were just packing and well, so rigid looking. And then you watch theirs, and I know they've got the longer uh, swing arm and longer frames or whatever, like yeah. more leverage. Well, okay, so yeah, you got to understand that they can use any swing arm, any frame. And KTM, from what I know, is the best at adapting frames and swing arms and chassis to the different tracks, right? So they got access to able to different things. But also, um, Dylan, when you talk to anybody in suspension, or anybody else, and you can visibly watch this at the Motocross the Nations. Our guys' setup is so supercross based, yeah, that they don't. They think like th- if they got on a GP guy's bike, I was told one time they would think that something was broken. It's that much softer because they're and, ju- and c- you know they're just not used to it. And couldn't you notice? I noticed just everybody's bikes this weekend. You know, first East Coast High Point, everybody the first moto just looks. The box looked terrible. None of them would settle. None of them could right. get into the right rut. It just looked terrible. And then you watch those guys, and they're just so perfected. Yeah. The rest of the- Dude, when I go to destinations every time, and Eric, you've been there, I watch these Euro bikes, and they look like couches. Their back ends are just going up and down, and they're following the bumps. Our guys are just hammering through. Like, it is such a riding style bike setup. Yeah. Difference. Yeah, if, you like- watch, if you watch Fender Defender, if you watch Fender Defender on our guys' bikes, oh. theirs. It's, it's unbelievable. Ridiculous, yep, yeah. Yep. And, and it, it goes back, though, to the resources that you have, not just the parts that are allowed, the time, too. Those guys are constantly updating an outdoor outdoor bike every year. They're yeah. building off of last out year. Our guys are coming off of Supercross all the time. Dude, they're they, testing for three weeks. And if you watch even the KTMs and Supercross this year, with the whoops being jumpers, those bikes were set up to just corner sharp. They're, it's like they specifically made them for their two riders. Yeah. And if you notice, I, I think the same thing. Marvin and Cooper's bikes don't look good under them right now. And again, I think it's just uh, the fact that you're dealing with riders that like a certain setup because eight months out of the year, yeah. they do a different discipline. And they yeah. just they don't have a yep. chance to really build off it. By the time our outdoor's done, they're like, oh, okay, we're done. Let's go right back to Supercross. They're never really building off of something. It's, no, when it's you, starting over all the time. When you talk to suspension technicians on both sides, they're just like, yeah, the American guys would freak out. If well, we put- remember when Geisher rode Monster Cup, yeah. he rode the Supercross suspension and was like, I can't feel my hands. <laughs> right. yeah. So right. he ran his own stuff, and you saw how that went because yeah. he, yeah. it's just you, you, it's apples to oranges. It it, really it's is, not so. even the same. And that's why, again, it's always hard know. to compare the two series just because it's yeah. not the same yeah. at all. Do you think they know they can change it so much for the uh, MXGP so they make the production bike for Supercross and they know well, we can get away with a lot you know, in Europe, so we'll just go with that? Yeah, maybe, huh? There is some that of makes, that. That makes sense. Um, hey, Because they, they have more freedom over there to change yeah. some stuff, oh, right? It's yeah. a full it's wide open. factory bike. Yep. Yeah, and so they're limited. So, again, you're right. They're, they're limited on the season. That's yeah. it over there. Yeah, so, so they have the ability to change and do whatever they want to make it work for the right. series they do, which yeah. is always pure outdoor. 
Yeah, it's just it's, it's not even the same. Uh, Dylan, do you do you ride? I do. Do you want to set a fly a racing kinetic mesh gear? Oh, I'd love it. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. It's getting hot. It's getting it's getting that time, and uh, so this kinetic mesh stuff will be v- great vending for you. So stay on hold. All right, we'll uh, Travis will get your information. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, thank you. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Over the last quarter of a century, EVS Sports has become the leader in innovation and technology when it comes to creating protective gear for today's riders. Riders like Sexton, Savachi, and Pastrana wear EVS to keep them safe whenever they ride, race, or whatever Travis decides to do. Head over to evssports.com to gear up like the pros and use the promo code PULP19 to save on anything from knee braces to chest protectors. EVS Sports, we are protection. EVS is pl- pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the Pulp Mech Show. This man went 5-5 on the weekend, led some laps. Monster Star Yamaha, Colt Nichols. What's up, Colt? How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Doing very good. How are you guys? I'm good. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. You probably used something yep. from EVS at some point or another in your career. Almost everybody has. Yeah, yeah. I was on for EVS for, I don't know, probably three or four years as an amateur. Yeah. Last year as an amateur. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Um, hey, so led some laps in the second moto. Uh, finished fifth. Uh, are you okay with that? you good with that? I mean, I think it's been a, I think it's been a, a good start to the outdoors for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say so, just as far as being um, at least in the mix, right. you know, um, that, that's been a pleasant change, whereas before I would kind of have, you know, a moto here and there, but it wasn't really even in the mix, you know, I wouldn't start very good, and I'd just somehow kind of claw my way up and get a decent finish, but mm-hmm. um, I've at least been in the mix, so I am happy with that, but when you're leading laps, you know, of course, I don't want to, you know, fade back to fifth, do what I did, but uh, we're, we're getting there, I made, like, literally leaps and bounds and progress on the bike, over the break, we tried a lot of stuff that was um, kind of maybe a little wild to try, but uh-huh. I ended up really, really liking it, and uh, it was good progress for us. So we're getting there, and I'm just kind of trying to keep my head down and keep moving, and I want to win one of these things. So, um, yeah, just going to try to keep plugging away. Because I just, and don't take this the wrong way, I just don't think of you as an outdoor guy. You know what I mean? And, and maybe, you know, maybe I just don't follow your career enough to, to see that, but when I see you lead laps, and I see you, like you said, starting well in the mix, We've seen it uh, at Hangtown and Paula. Like, I think that's this is a good start for you. Uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of people kind of have the same opinion too. They kind of think more of a supercross. I think it's just because I've had more success there, you know. Yeah. So it's obviously easier to say that. Right. Um, kind of probably at this point, I've raced probably more supercross than outdoor, but I, I honestly couldn't even tell you if that's right or not. I've mm-hmm. missed a lot of both. So, <laughs> yep. um, yeah, but I mean, I, I really, really want to be good at both. I really want to, you know, when it is my time to move up to the 450 class, I want to, I want to be able to get a good ride. And, you know, by doing that, you got to be good at both. I mean, I, I don't want to just be a supercross guy and then be looking at these 450 rides like, man, someone give me a shot, you know, <laughs> but I can <laughs> yeah. only ride supercross. So uh, that's kind of the idea, man. I really want to put my head down and show everybody that I can go out and race yep. outdoors and not only race it, but win. So uh, that, that's the pure goal right now is to try to win one of these things and just see where we're at. Uh, we were talking on uh, what our, our review show, and I was saying that when I was a mechanic, High Point was the first East Coast race, and it was the first time that all of you riders would come in on the teams and be like, ah, you know, everything we tested, I, I, too much traction, the bumps are weird, the dirt's softer, it's, it's really, really ruddy, and we would have to accommodate you guys a lot on race day because of the change from from the west coast testing did you find that did you did did, you know did you find you weren't comfortable because of the the high point being the first kind of east coast track 
yes and no. I, I think it, it kind of goes both ways. Um, you know, usually like you move to the East Coast, you're like, oh my God, track's so soft. And, you know, when you like the bike stiffer and this and that, and that's usually the move. But for us, it was actually the opposite direction. Okay. Um, and I, I think it's literally just because the, the way the track was so slow in certain areas. Um, and the same way the tracks have been the first few rounds. And, and a lot of the areas where you're getting the most bumps, it's actually been slower sections. And so for me, we've been kind of having to do a little opposite of what I thought we would be doing. Because um, all the testing we did out here in California was great. And mm-hmm. overall, how the bike feels is, is amazing. You know, I'm not searching for a feeling anymore. You know, we're not messing with races and clamps and, you know, doing all this crazy stuff. So um, all that stuff is done. Now it's just fine-tuning, like you said, kind of the suspension side of things. And um, the tracks being so much slower in some of those sections has kind of uh, been a little different. But, you know, we'll move to some softer tracks now. and I'll be anxious to see how the bike feels. And maybe we won't have to go, you know, towards more of a softer direction and see where we're at. What do you think about the next two being, obviously, WW is like the sandier track. Sandier, yep. And I saw a video of it uh, last week in YouTube, and it's got a hard base. So it's not like a full sand, but it's... There's a, a layer of it. I don't know about a hard base. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least the video I saw, oh, okay. it looked like it was pretty packed underneath the six inches of sand. I mean, okay. obviously, you know how local races are. I mean, yeah. Hangtown is not yeah. the same any right. other day of yeah. the year. But at least the video I saw, I mean, I'm sure they're going to dig it up deep. But what do you think about that bike setup, just the way you're riding, your own skill set? Are you going to be able to go to these sand tracks and, and kind of keep keep these results up or maybe even better? I sure as hell hope so. I mean, that's, that's the idea. But, I mean, I, I like riding in the sand. Um, you know, Southwick was my second race back last year, and it was hotter than hell, and it was pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, I kind of died last year at Southwick. But um, I do enjoy the sand. I, I think that, you know, WW will probably be a little deeper uh, sand than Southwick. I, I don't think it will have as hard of a base as mm-hmm. something like Southwick, but maybe maybe it won't. But uh, I'm excited, though. We haven't had a, a true sand race, you know, obviously since maybe Southwick last year, and we don't have a lot of experience with this bike even in the sand just because we're out here in California. So, um, you know, I'm hoping everything goes good, but the way the bike is set up now and the changes that we've made and kind of went back to and stuff, I think is in favor of going to a softer, faster track. Um, so for us, I think that's good. Uh, I guess we'll always find out when we get there. Things usually change after first practice and you're kind of scratching your head at yeah. times, but I think we're in a, I think we're in a good spot though with the bike. I, I feel really happy with everything. I'm comfortable and just got to fine tune a little th- a few things in my program to get it to where I can, you know, try to finish these races off a little better, and I'll be all right. If things don't go well, can we just blame Wilbur? Is that? Uh, yeah, that's, okay. that's an easy thing to do. That's okay. what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I would do, too. Easy uh, enough, yeah. Eric, first national back in Florida since Gatorback, I would guess, right? Uh, Am yeah. I missing it? Am I no, missing? No, you're no. right. It's been 30 so, years, right. years. It's right, crazy. we had a USCP yeah. there at yeah. WW Ranch. And yeah. I'm going to miss it. So it's, oh, you are, yeah. We have yeah. the next game qualifier right. in California this weekend. So. Um. But it's good to see you back in Florida. I like that. It's going to be hot, though, man. These yeah. guys are going to... It's less hot than yeah. here. It was very nice today in Florida. It was like 82, 83 really? degrees when I left at noon. Uh, if it's yeah. 82 or 83, that's fine. But, uh, but it, oh. it changes every five minutes. Yeah, and then Colt, there'll probably be an afternoon shower, yeah. I'm sure, at yeah. some point. But it's good. It's sandy. Yeah, track yeah. I take a lot like of water. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a constant. Yeah. I thought the USGP that we had there. I thought the track looked great. It I thought looked, it looked like it a lot sick. of fun. Yeah. It looked fun. It looked it good. Sick. Like I think this place is going to be really good. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm actually excited to see what it's going to look like. Big jumps. Yeah, sand. I think it'll be it'll be cool. I'm yeah. excited for it. <clears throat> Go ahead, Eric. Hey, Colt. How are you? 
I'm doing good, man. How are you? Very good. You know, so I'm sorry we didn't have a chance to to race together. You know, after Montreal last year. But uh, what is your plan this uh, this winter? Are we bringing him Montreal? Uh, are we bringing him back to Montreal, Eric? It's right. I'm not done with Montreal, but I would like to show him some different countries. Okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, call. yeah. I mean, I, I'm always down to do to do some new racing, but um, what yeah, I, I definitely want to go try to explore a little bit. But the Montreal thing was just it's so cool and it's, it's so convenient, you know. Yeah. Uh, short flight, everything's close. No, but, abso- uh, absolutely. But last year we couldn't make it for you know the European race because there was always some uh, tra- co- conflict with uh, testing and stuff. But uh, you staying at Star. Uh, for next year, yeah, yeah. So it is yeah, we got a deal through next year, so okay, um, good. It should be good to go there. And yeah. I, I actually think I look. I think I could probably um, try to do a little more racing this off season, and maybe try to hit one in October, November, whatever. Um, that that's the plan for me. I would love to do some stuff like that, but okay. Um, so let's talk I guess about it. A uh, you know, done, but. yes. Let's be in touch. That's yeah. All I can listen, say. listen. This, yeah, this is this is such a pet peeve of mine, and and I've told Alden this too. You know, like Alden would just his guys would lose on so much money because Alden's like, well, he's loosened it up a little bit though with Zacho and he's Anderson. He's he's loosened it up, but he didn't let Dunge or RV do anything. And then a lot of these trainers yeah. and a lot of these teams don't let you guys go, and that is such BS to me. For one, it's good money and it's easy money, and it's and, and for two, it's gate drops, and you do learn something and you do get out of there. And these careers are short. You guys got to make your money while you can. I just when I yeah. he, when I hear a team or a trainer in November, you know, a month and a half before Anaheim, be like, oh, he can't go. Yeah. I just shake my head. I really do. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just tough, you know. Like the obviously, I get it from the team standpoint. They're like, well, we don't want a guy going off and getting hurt racing something that he's not supposed to race. And I, I do understand it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like you. I mean, I, I'm kind of trying to poke my head into the 450 thing a little bit. And, gained some experience and i mean hell last year racing in uh montreal it felt like anaheim won you know <laughs> really good dude you know it was <laughs> stacked and, yeah yeah i mean there, there were some good guys there and uh I, I mean i'm not gonna lie my heart rate was going and i was nervous as hell and it was a really really fun race and to me i thought it was very very productive to do something like that coming into anaheim one i was like i already feel like i got some of it out of the way you know so it was uh, it was a good thing for me, and I'm hoping I can do some more this year. Definitely. Well, uh, well, Eric built those whoops six feet high, Cole. So that that maybe was <laughs> a bit of an issue with the heart rate. Yeah, I mean, good God, eh, Pinar, yeah. can we back those things down a little bit? <laughs> it's, uh, you, you know, you know, it's not. But uh, <laughs> these things were huge, Blair. Yes, right, Cole. How big were those whoops in practice? They were pretty burly. I honestly was so fucking nervous. I was like, nobody did anything. I was like, I'll see about it. Uh, was it Malcolm there? Yeah, yeah. Ma- oh, yeah. Malcolm had no problem. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure I didn't slip 100 to the track builders. Hey, yeah. double the size of those things, please. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, no, I made those things look like a straightaway. Look, you can get hurt on, uh, practicing. Many, many guys have gotten hurt practicing. Uh, you ride the same track every day. You zone out. You don't focus. No, you don't concentrate. That's it 100%. I, mean, I, I think about this. At a Supercross, how much time do you get from start to end on a race day? Like, you get your two sessions, 15, 15. You, you mean time on the bike? Yeah, like time on the minutes. bike. It's like 40 okay. minutes. Yeah. And imagine how fast these guys get to by the end. Well, when you're riding the Yamaha track every day for months, you are pushing inches of speed. And when you're pushing that hard over and over and over, there's more likelihood of actually something happening because you're unsatisfied with already freakish lap times. So yeah. Yeah. going to a race like that, to me, I almost feel like it's less is we, less dangerous in a way because 
you're, not, you're, you're learning something new, which is these guys are good enough to do that, but you're not pushing psycho levels because you're overly Dude, comfortable just, on a track. So it, I, I think it's better yeah, to be racing yeah. and riding less at the test track. It's my opinion. But. Well, I mean, I, I'm all for that. I mean, every time I've gotten hurt, it's, it's been at, at the test track, so I can be a true testament to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have no problem with racing more, though. I mean, a lot of guys don't like to race this, you know, if they don't have to or whatever, but, man, I, I love it. So if I can get opportunity to go do it and you can make some money and travel to another part of the world that right. you probably won't otherwise, I mean, why the hell not? So, I mean, I, I would love to do some more. You know, I know it's hard sometimes with the whole team stuff, but, uh, yeah, I think it's a good idea. And if I can do it, I certainly am going to. Now, to sure. be fair, Colt has missed some time with injuries. He's a 250 guy. He doesn't race the whole year. So he's like, yeah, bring on the racing. Yep. Let's see you get into the 450 class for a year or two yeah. and see if your tone changes know, a little dude. bit. One of Red Dog's, and I, I worked for Red Dog long enough, one of his biggest regrets is turning down 30K. All the time from European promoters. Did he ever add it up and be like... Oh, yeah. No, he's just like, I'm an idiot. I should have went every single weekend. Like, he just would... 35, 40K, 30K, all day. Nah, I'm busy. Nah, I don't want to go. And now he's like, yep. I should have took that money. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. It was one. It was four days out of my life. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... I'm all about you guys trying to, you know, I think, be smart as you can and make some money. And because and, it's just a short career, so... Um, no, definitely. It's all timing. But yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Colt Nichols on the show brought to you by evssports.com. Use code PULP19 to check out. If you have a question for Colt Nichols, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Uh, we got him on here for a little bit while longer. Um, hey, so uh, one of the things I want to talk to you about was obviously you're, you're a good buddy with Bogle. And, uh, man, I, I I don't know Justin that well. Um, but I'm really happy for the, his story. And I don't know if he gets to stay there next year or not or anything else. But the guy was on a team. First, he had no bike. Then he was on a team that folded. And then he had nothing going on and got picked up by, by Rocky Mountain KTM with Bloss's injury. And by the end of the series, the dude's winning, winning heat races. He's got his confidence back. He's a fun guy to watch race. And he was on the show a month ago, something like that. And I just – I'm happy for him, man. And, and so so are you. You must be too. I just – he's been through a lot. That JGR thing never worked. His head was never right. He was struggling. I'm happy for Justin Bogle. I really am. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's good. To, I mean, you always want to see your friend succeed, you know, especially when it's as genuine as it is with me and Justin. And um, he's, I mean, he's been through a lot, man. I mean, just like we all have, we all have our own little sack of rocks to carry. And you know, everyone thinks their problems are worse than others. But uh, I mean, he's, he's definitely been through a lot. I can, you know, definitely share that a little mm-hmm. bit too. And um, it's good to see him do good at the end of Supercross. I mean, same thing. He just kept, he had such a good attitude about it. And yeah. It was not normal. You know, normally he kind of would have been on the other end of the spectrum and he was just a completely different guy um, ever since going through some of the stuff he's gone through the past year or two. And it's literally, yeah. it's changed him a lot and uh, definitely for the better. And he took this opportunity for what it was and just said, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I'm having fun. I'm not stressed about anything. I'm just going to go ride my dirt bike and, you know, see what happens. And, you know, by the end of the series, like you said, he's winning heat races and he looked like the old him, you know, like a, a yeah. 250 lights rider that was having fun and, you know, winning and doing a lot of great things on a dirt bike. And it was honestly so cool to see. And I hadn't seen it in a few years, you right. know, um, but it was just, it was really cool, man. He, he did really, really well with that opportunity and the outdoors. He's starting to kind of get his feet wet a little bit more, and I'll be anxious to see how he's doing at the end of the series as well. But, yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic for him. He, it's, been, it's been cool to see. He comes out of Nashville. He does some rhythm that I never saw anybody do all day. and yeah. it, didn't, it didn't work out to be faster in the race or whatever, but you just see something mm-hmm. like that, and you're like, oh, this guy's so on it, so full of confidence. And 
you know, the, the world's best riders are out there, and this dude's doing something that they're not. Um, it's just and doing a one legger off it, and then doing one legger, <laughs> big old dog pisser off that um, thing. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I, and I, I said this to him on the show, like. If there's if there's riders out there that are you know and this sport's brutal right like you get hurt you lose a ride, blah 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 all this stuff happens, don't give up, don't give up. You, I mean Bogle had a lot of reasons to give up. You just never can, I guess. Oh, definitely. You, you know you never know, right? Definitely. I mean, well, you never know, and it could be one direction or the other. Like, I mean, he used to preach to me back when I was younger, and I thought I had to do the same exact path that he did. You know, he uh-huh. went out and crushed it as a team green rider and then got signed by a factory connection and, you know, went into the pros right at the right time, you know, did the one year B one year A and yep. then went right into pro. And, um, my path was just not that way. You know, I kept getting hurt, didn't have rides, didn't have opportunity. I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. And he was kind of the one that was preaching to me more than anybody. I think him and Robbie and just telling me to keep going and that I could do it. You know, I had the skill and I had the potential and I just need to keep going. And, I was kind of able to return that favor a little bit for him, you know, when he was going through all this stuff the past two years. But that's mm-hmm. one thing that separates Justin from a, a lot of guys is he just never wavers. Like, if he thinks he can do something, he is so hell-bent on thinking he can do that that it doesn't matter. It will get done. And uh, it's been cool, though. It helps me because I see the way he is with that stuff, and sometimes I lack a little of that mm-hmm. in that category. And he is just so good at that. And that's, why I think, why we work so good together and kind of pick up the pieces for each other, you yeah. know. So, um, he, he's just man. He believes a lot that he can do it, and obviously proved uh, to a lot of people this year that he still can. So um, it's good to see. Yeah, I'm stoked. The team found a, a money and bike and everything to keep him on for outdoors. Um, it's just it's a it's a cool story, man. And I'm happy for the guy. And yeah, you just you can never give up. But I've, I told you this last time you were on the show. There was quiet Colt Nichols hype with the Costa Rica stuff and all like Nick Way and all these guys were so stoked on you, you know. Um, and, mm-hmm. and everybody was telling me like, "Dude, this guy's so good." You, you, you once he gets a shot, you know. And, and I'm like, I don't know who this kid. Is. I've never heard of this kid. I have no idea. I, 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 I've been hearing about Colt since 2012. I used to stay at Kennard's house when I was driving around, whatever. Yeah. And he was out there sometimes, yep. and I would always be, who's that dude on the Cowie? Oh, he's a B-rider. He's so sick. You just yeah. wait. <laughs> dude, yeah. You just wait. Yeah, that's and that's that's the first <laughs> I ever heard of Colt was yeah. out at Kennard's place. And um, yeah. So, yeah, that's been going on for yeah. a while, Colt. Uh, big, nasty Nick Way. Dude, just you, he's sick. Wait, he's, he's sick. Colt's sick. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, guys. Got it. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as normal, though. I mean, people don't see it. They don't know. You know, out of sight, out of mind type thing. And right. I was stuck in Oklahoma and not stuck. I mean, I, I really, really did take that place for granted and all the cool things I had there and all the cool people. And, um, you know, I always thought the grass was always greener on the other side, but I had so many good things there for me with Robbie and Trey and Justin. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. a really, really good group of dudes that believed in me a lot and probably more than I believed in myself at times. Um, but honestly, that's kind of what kept me moving. You know, there'd be times where we would go to the track and I'd be faster than Trey or I'd be, you know, faster than Justin or, or whatever. And yep. just that little bit of confidence would kind of keep me moving, you know, uh, just to kind of tell myself, you know, maybe I can do it. You know, maybe one of these days if I do get a shot, maybe I can take advantage and show some people what I got. And it just took a little longer than uh, the normal yeah. little way. But, you know, that, that's all right. It was just the path that was meant for me. And um, now it's, you know, my time to go out and do what I can do and still gaining experience and still doing it. And, you know, this is only my – I guess I would say start of my second full yeah. uh, out, or third full outdoor season. So um, definitely behind schedule with things as far as age and doing all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, but that's all right. You know, it was just the path that was meant for me and trying to take advantage of what I got now. Uh, Supercross season, obviously uh, we saw you led it a lot of the way. San Diego, Mudder didn't go well. A couple of poor races after that, but then you rebounded with some other good rides. Overall, 
I mean, again, I think it was a good year for you. Like, yeah, you lost the red plate, and that probably pisses you off. But, um, you know, you're going to be a championship contender next year. One of the guys that all of us idiots in the media are going to be like, hey, this one could of the be favorites. Yeah, one, one of, of the favorites. favorites. Like, I, you, you had to learn a lot from that, and, and I don't think you can be bummed, even though maybe you could because you lost the red plate. But how do we look back on that overall now? Uh, overall, I mean, it, it was experience, you know, uh, more than anything. Uh, it was it was new territory uh, a lot too. You know, I've never been a guy that's came in with any kind of hype or anything, mm-hmm. and I didn't even this year either. But uh, after winning the first race, it's kind of quickly there, you know. So um, for me, it was just handling everything, you know, making sure my ducks were in a row each week and focusing on the right things, and you know, making sure we were as ready as we could be. And I did a lot of that really great. Um, but there in the middle, there kind of just had a, a few races where. I kind of maybe let everything get to me a little bit too much and wasn't exactly where I needed to be every single time we lined up for the gate. And that was unfortunate, but I even still felt like I was still in a good spot. You know, I had a few bad races and then going into, uh, I guess it was Seattle where I was leading and crashed out. I, I felt like it was still, I was still in a great spot to win this championship, you know, and then that DNF obviously just really ruined it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, just eliminating a little bit of mistakes. And overall, I'm happy. You know, I, I finished third in the series. Uh, you know, I did have the red plate for a while. I won yep. a race. That was all stuff I wanted to do. Um, that was all on my list of things to do for Supercross, and I did it. So, um, But next year, the goals shift dramatically, you know, knowing yep. that I was there and in position. And it's tough, though. You have one bad race, and you think the whole world falls. But, uh, you know, you race again in seven days, and it can completely change again, you know. So yeah. I think it's just keeping that idea and mentality. It's, it's so easy to get down on yourself in the sport, you you know, having a bad race or whatever. But um, I, I think just trying not to get too high or too low is a, is a big, big thing for when you're trying to chase a championship because things are going to go wrong. And, you know, things, when they go right, they go right too. As you can see, you know, even this year with Adam and outdoors, he's yeah. been kind of doing everything right. And Dude. it seems like he's on cloud nine, you know, but that can change obviously very quickly, just like it did at Vegas for him. So um, it's just the way the sport is. Sometimes it's brutal and sometimes it's awesome, but you just got to kind of take the good with the bad and kind of absorb the punches and run with it. And at times I kind of let, those punches, uh, you know, kind of affect me a little too much, but that's all right. Yeah, I remember talking to uh, RV a few years back, and he told me that one of the hardest things to do in racing is keep your emotions out of it. Don't be that happy when you win. Don't be that sad when it goes bad because you can reflect at the end of the year and be happy or sad, but in the middle, you don't really have time to be emotional, even in the middle of a moto, you know? So I, no, I, I, I mean, can't, but isn't that, that, for you, it's uncharted territory again. Going from a guy who had never won a race, you get the win, but then you have the pressures of being the points leader. You said it. That's like uncharted territory. You kind of got to learn, like, oh, this is what it feels like to be this guy. So maybe next year, if the situation's the same, you're like, oh, I was here. I, I, this is fine. Yeah, it's a, totally. It's right? dominoes. Yeah, right. You know, you got yep. you got to walk before you can run. You got to run before you can sprint. And I, I, I think what you did this year is more than anything probably proved to yourself, like, oh no, I can win this thing now. Like yep. we're good. Let's let's try again. Yeah, yeah, I mean, more than anything, it's always an eye-opener. You know, when you do some things you've never done before, and then you can do it again and again and again. And, you know, you're like, wow, you know, maybe I can't really do it over and over and over. But, yeah, that's just the, the kind of sad part of our sport, I think, a little bit, too, is the emotional side of things. And I've kind of talked about it before, and people maybe don't understand, what you know, maybe what I'm saying. But uh, the emotional side of things, I think, honestly, is one of the toughest things that we have to deal with. But no one ever talks about it. Or, right. you know, tries to say anything. And it's it's huge, man. It's really, really tough. And you see people that get affected in a moto and they just immediately start dropping backwards. I mean, I've been a victim of it a million times. Or yeah. you can fight through and, you know, come from 10th to 1st. And 
um, you know, whether it's line choice or whatever, or some guys say they have arm pump or this or that. And even if you don't have arm pump and you have good lines or yeah. whatever, but you're emotionally letting some things affect you too much, your actions are completely gone. I mean, they're, they're not the same anymore. You're not going to function the same. It's just tough. I'm trying to learn a lot more about that side of things and, you know, the way the brain works and how we're going to react to things and this and that. And it's been a fun learning experience for me this year, trying to see how my own self works, you know, trying to figure out yourself and what your natural tendencies are and things like that. And it's, uh, man, it's huge, man. It does, it makes a really, really big difference. But if you can leave the emotions aside and Mm -hmm. go out and just do your job and come back and act like nothing happened and go do it again, you're probably better off. But it is tough sometimes, you know, you want to celebrate when you do good and you know, you want to almost drown your sorrow sometimes when you do bad, but uh, you just can't really do that in what we do. Yeah, it's it's something that us in the media, I mean, you know, I have a bad day. Daniel, Eric, we all have bad days. And, you know, Justin Cooper this weekend, right, he, he's been so good this weekend. He was off at high point, and who knows why. And Will, we asked Will about it, and Will's like, yeah, just one of those days. And it just makes our job tougher, but you're 100%. Like, some guys, just you just have a bad night of sleep or you have a – like, whatever. It, so many things can happen. You break up with your chick, you fight with your chick or whatever, and, and this stuff all affects you at the racetrack. And then you got guys like me who write about it and talk about it, but I don't know what's going on, right? But And then and then if your rider reads that or hears that, you get all bummed out. It's just – it's like, yeah, you really don't know what's going on with somebody and how it can affect them, good or bad. No, I mean, yeah, not at all. And- and even if it is something that's going on, most of the time nobody will know about it anyway. You know, this is all our, our personal struggles that we go through. We're fighting yeah. those inner demons, and, you know, it's just it's a part of everybody and what we do. And it doesn't matter if you're racing dirt bikes or not, but it just so happens to be with us so much more because everything we do thrives off of, you know, that split second. You know, you got to make this decision now. you got to do this now. And, you know, you got to sprint here. And, you know, maybe you got to be a little more patient there. And it's all just raw emotion. So, when you look at a guy, like in their natural tendencies and what they do from this guy to that guy mm-hmm. or the other guy, I mean, it's it's all there, you know, whether it's your personal life or yeah. what you do in racing or, or whatever, it's all kind of correlated in some way. And, um, you know, it is, it's a big deal, but it's just trying to figure out what to you, you know, how are you going to respond? What are you going to do? And um, if you respond the wrong way, how do you change that? You know, like how do you fix the way that you mentally think you know like yeah it's not like you're doing an action it's just some stuff that's going on in your head and you know sometimes you got to try to fix that and i think that's the hardest part in what we do i mean i've seen guys that have so much talent but they're never going to be able to do it why uh, you know you don't know yeah <laughs> it's just yeah. something that doesn't click in their head and just uh you know you just can't quite get it done for yep. whatever reason i don't know yeah but look it at, just happens all the time look at robbie back in the day look at justin hill now or you look at a guy like jeff stanton back in the day or you look at some other guys yeah. that were that were super mentally strong and they 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 will yeah. themselves the victory. You know, it, it's either yeah. way. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. Very very crazy. But here. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Well, hey, Colt, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. EVS Sports bringing you Colt Nichols five five this weekend. Led some laps, uh, fifth in the points and outdoors. So yeah, like you said, you're in the mix. You're in the grind each and every week for podium positions or wins. So that, that's a that's a good thing. And that team of yours, goddamn, is that team good? That Star Yamaha team. Like, seriously, uh, yeah. it's ridiculous. We, are, we build some rocket ships. I mean, and honestly, it's pretty crazy. We're doing, doing a lot of things right. I mean, a true testament to Brad uh, Hoffman and Will and everybody that's in the, in the shop. Man, they, they do a hell of a job. They're awesome. I always, I was bugging AC. I'm like, dude, you just got blue everywhere. You get up there, just blue guys <laughs> everywhere for you. You just got to deal with it all the time. So, uh, really? yeah, yeah. It, it's it's been good, man. Thanks for your time tonight. I appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend at the WW Ranch, man. Thank you. Of course. See you guys there. Thanks. Cool. Thank you. That's uh, Colt Nichols, everybody. Uh, Eric, uh, talk about Mitch Payton's coming up on real shortly, but 
Do you know the owner of WW Ranch? You know the guy? Yeah. 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 Good Junior, good dude. Super good dude. Yeah, he's into he's, it. He's, he's, he's the best. I mean he's a, he's totally in it for the right thing. It's playing passion. microphone up a little bit. It's it's passion. It's just like yep. he's he's overly committed. So yep. I, I really hope he's gonna have a good turnout yep. because that's a big question mark for Florida. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, uh, whether it's a supercross or anything, right? Uh, like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Florida is kind of a weird market for uh -huh. moto, even though a lot of people are doing it. It's just like no, I I, I think the guy is gonna be on top of it. Yep. And short of the weather, I don't see how it couldn't be a success. Yeah, you know, do they run that place year round too? Oh, yeah, local no. stuff. Yeah. That's a that's like yeah, you can camp uh, there, I guess. Or? Very limited. The guy is looking at his property like it's uh, it's primed, and he's not overusing it. So they'll they'll have stuff, and didn't they just have a Loretta Regional? Maybe yeah, yeah. Okay, no, yeah. so they'll but have stuff. Not, you don't, you know. I live an hour away from, the, and you can never go ride when you want because it's always like open a couple weekends yeah, yeah. a month. So it's specialty stuff. stuff yeah, it's, there. It's, I uh, I felt bad for him from the USGP. It rained like. Cats and dogs, oh, yeah. and just the pits were a mess, and it was just you know I felt bad for the guy. But much better than if it would have been a week later. Why? Because a week later we had a hurricane and oh. the, the track was entire underwater. Was it really? Yes. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember that. So, <laughs> uh, Vertex Pistons. Uh, every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna comes with a Vertex piston in the engine. Sixty-five years ago, Vertex was found in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. They're an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and exotic brands like Beta and Gas Gas and TM. And Bradshaw uses them in his Gas Gas. That's all I need to know about Vertex Pistons. Exactly. Sales at PivotWorks.com to save at Vertex Pistons. Full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons and replica high compression or GP style configurations. So thanks to the folks at VertexPistons.com. And check out their Wrench Rabbit bike in a box that Mark's just put in his uh, 06 CRF 450 as well. Uh, Vertex is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the show. It's been a while since this man has been on, so I'm very excited to get him on. And uh, he's the owner of Pro Circuit. He's the architect of one of the most successful teams in racing. Mitch Payton, what's going on, Mitch? How are you? How are you guys? We're good, man. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Oh, good. No problem, Steve. Hey, so four for four with Adam Cien Cirillo. Look, Adam's a great rider, but you could have given me any odds you wanted, and I would not have taken them, that this kid would wrap up four straight wins to start the Nationals, especially after Vegas, Mitch, and all that happened there. Um, great work by you guys and great work by Adam, man. Well, I think that was mostly, honestly, I believe absolutely Adam and I mean, like, he worked really hard this year to get ready. And I honestly think he put the work in, and I think Nick Way had a lot to do with that, too. Like, they worked on things that were, they thought, could be weaknesses on themselves. And I think that happened in Supercross, and you saw what happened in Supercross. He was great. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in of course, in Las Vegas, there was a small mistake. But, like, when that was done, we just talked about it and said yep that's behind us and we're not going to talk about it we're going to go forward yeah i guess i mean daniel you were a racer i i and this is what we talked about in our previews mitch all of us experts quote unquote in the media how can adam get over this 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 life-changing fail uh in a week and a half and, and and we got our answers daniel but that's insane that 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 happened to me yeah and i my guess would have been that he would have reacted too fired up come out and like to prove a point something you know what i mean yeah yeah but again like i said earlier he's shown a lot of patience i saw it in the very first moto of the year he's sitting behind justin cooper and he's just sitting there and he's just like taking it and i i thought that was a good sign for him moving forward is that moving from vegas instead of overreacting to what happened and proving a point he just said you know what i got 24 motos let's just approach this different and 
it's working. He looks composed. That's that's for me. I'm always a little worried with him when I watch him ride because I feel like I could feel his emotion on the screen or right. when I'm there. Right. I haven't felt that this summer. He yeah. seems way calmer and just in for the long haul, and it's working for sure. Do you agree with that, Mitch? Well, I I think that was the same with Supercross. I think Supercross was something that we talked about, like after A1, where like he always, you know, he he has so much speed in him. Mm-hmm. That he wants to display it quickly, and he wants to get a big lead. <laughs> right. Check out. Yep. And we're like, you, you don't have to do that. Like, it's just you. Every race has to be up there, and like that was a little bit of a problem. And like we're like, let's just like soak it up a little bit, and like back it down. And like I thought he rode. In my opinion, his Supercross series was fantastic. He showed that he was you know, better, more mature than he ever was. And, you know, yeah, there was there was a mistake at the end of the race, but, like, so what? Everybody has mistakes. It just happened to be right there, and it was worse than we counted on, and there's nothing you can do about that. So we don't talk about it, and we just move forward. And knowing going into the outdoors, they put, they put a lot in. Nick and him put a lot of work into mm-hmm. getting ready for that. And I think it shows that right now. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's able to if he gets a bad start, he's able to make some some moves early in the race. He's able to his fitness is on point to wear guys down, uh, and of course his speed that we just all know and we all just talked about. His speed is 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 there. So yeah, it's a total package right now. I can't believe it. Four for four. I'm really I'm really happy for him. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I think a lot of that. Like I honestly think at this moment, like where we're at, I think. I think he's the fittest guy in the class, and I think that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes, he does. You know, Adam's a great starter. He gets great starts, but, like, even this weekend, he didn't get a great start the first moto, but he was quick to react to that and try to, like, poke through a few guys and get up there so he could see what's going on. And then, you know, like, that top five group was all really fast. Yeah. And then... There was moments where he was in third, then he was back to fifth, and like it just, it just, you know, like to ride a whole moto without making any mistakes is really difficult. And I think he did a good job of that, and he pulled out a second out of that, and that was great. And second moto, really good start. He almost, he went in the first turn pretty hard, had a great start, but he kind of slid the rear end. Yep, you'll see it on the replay, and then that kind of lost him a little ground, but he like drove it to the outside and came out second and it was good. And then, you know, like when everybody's fresh, there's, there's five guys that are really fast. So like, you just got to pressure them and do it. And I think he did a great job. And like, he, he's proven like he deserves it. Like the kid works hard. I've never, yeah. you know, everybody, every once in a while they're, they're up and down. They believe in him. They don't believe in him. But like, I believe in him. I've always believed in him, and win or lose, that's my guy. Like, when I sign a guy, I believe in all my guys, and, like, he's proving that he's real. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I've spent some time away from the track with Adam over the years. He's come to Vegas and hung out. I went to film the Finding Stu video with him when he was rebounding. Like, he's real, and he works hard, and he takes it seriously, and he wants to be great, and he – I, yeah, I, I as a, as a human being, I think he's a total package as a racer. You know what I mean? And and, and I'm with you. Win or lose, he's going to be successful in life. You know, he just is. Yeah. I, I really think that. Yeah. So, um, no, he's, he's good. And like he, and you know what? I'll tell you what. Like I think 
I think watching, it's kind of funny because, like, some guys are and some guys aren't. But, like, Adam's a really, really good student of the sport. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had, like, I remember having him and Joey and Austin over here. But mostly, even especially because they're a little bit older. But Adam and, and Joey, we were talking about these old races. And they could remember these races. And they would look it up and we'd play these races. And, like, he could remember these races that were, like, 15 years ago. And we'd watch them. <laughs> Oh, I remember this guy, like, this can be a good race because this happens, you know? Like, right. So he's watched a lot of races, and I think I think that doesn't hurt anybody. Like, all these kids that are riding mini bikes, like, they should be more of a student. Like, you know, stay off of Fortnite and, like, watch old races and watch what happens and how it went down and figure out why they did what they did, and, like, it, it helps them grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree, hundred um, percent. March Banks, how? What's the status of Garrett? Uh, he went down in the same section at the same track that he did last year. Unbelievable! <laughs> Two big yeah, huge crashes. No, I, I think he hit. There was a pretty big rock in there, and actually, he just hit that thing, and it kicked him over the front. And I think he would have been okay after the crash, but the bike actually came down and hit him. Yeah, and the bike hit him, and he has a little bit of a concussion and he went to go get checked out because he was in asterisk unit for a while and he he will not be there this weekend he's got to take this week and do some mellow stuff right. and then he'll do a concussion test on monday and hopefully he'll be back the following week okay uh and marty well, how's 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 marty's outdoor season been for you marty started off with hurting his ribs mm-hmm. and i think that caused him some problems and so he hasn't been 100%, but he's getting better each week. And we just need him to do better. And obviously, he's better than what he's doing right now, um, as he proved in Supercross to you. Um, <laughs> but obviously, he didn't start off so good, but like he's going to get better. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, when are we... When am I coming down to clean the shop? What, what are we going to do this off season? When, when, when are we doing here? When are we going to do this? We got to figure this out. Uh, we'll figure that out, but like we'll make sure we have. I want. I definitely want some uh, video of it. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do all that. Yeah, thanks. You should come around straight trailer because you were yeah. you were love you were loving this bet in the beginning. Oh, believe me. <laughs> by the end, you weren't loving it. Early on, I was like, "This couldn't work out any better for me. This is amazing." <laughs> oh, it really bit me badly. So, anyways, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, hey, so uh, for next year, do you? Uh, uh, we think Adam's going to move on. Will Garrett be back? Do we know? Uh, obviously, Forkner will be back, and uh, he'll be a championship favorite in both classes. What do you have locked in for next year? Do you know? What can you tell us? Um, we won't talk about that right now. Like we we have uh, Austin, of course, and Garrett's back. And then um, Seth Hamaker is going to move up. Okay, he'll come to the team. Yep. And then we have one spot, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, so Hamaker's coming for Supercross, though. Like he'll be full Supercross guy. That's the plan. That's, okay, that's the plan right now. We'll see how that works. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton, brought to you by VertexPistons dot com. Yeah, Mitch, you may or may not have a voicemail that you need to return from me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do because you called me. Well, there's a couple weeks ago. Early on, and I told you it, it would be a while, 
yep. and we still have to wait. Listen, we got to get better results, Blair, if we're going to talk. My guy's an indoor guy. He's an indoor guy. Outdoors, oh. he's got to learn outdoor again. It's oh, okay. been a while well, Mitch, since Loretta's. Mitch's team does both indoors and outdoors, uh, Daniel. My guy's working. He, okay. Season's <laughs> not over. He's going to chip away. But okay. you just when the off season's rolling around and you start looking indoors, I, I got a guy for you. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I knew. <laughs> yep. I, I got the call, too, yeah. Mitch. You know, and uh, I sent you an email about it. Um. Mitch. Yeah, and and there's always I know Eric. Eric kind of scouts out Europe for us also, and like Eric's been my friend forever, and like and sometimes we find these great guys, and sometimes we shake our heads. <laughs> hey, look look about Tonus, how Tonus is doing I, unbelievable. right now. I, I mean, Tonus is like I'm so happy for. Tonus. Oh, it's unbelievable! Everybody's calling me, telling me how good he is. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know, that's that's well, so exciting. Tonus, and he was one of your boys for many years. You believed in him every every day, and I know, you know, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I've known him since he was ten years old, and he's such a good kid. He's like Adam. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's like, what, Mitch, I think he did four races for you, three races, <laughs> something like that. No, nah, well, I mean, it was it was kind of a bummer because like he was just this, like he was just a great talent, and we wanted him, and I know another team wanted him too, and then we were we were lucky enough to get him, and. He came over here, but then actually, you know, like when he got over here, like I think the first practice that we went to at a race, I think, and then I might be wrong, but I think he was at the top of the board. I, th- I think he was. So like yeah. in super, in supercross. So like everybody's like, oh, he can't ride supercross. And I'm like, the guy had such great bike style and skills. He was unbelievable. But then we rode the main event, and he got a bad start and moved up to third. Then he went to second. And then all of a sudden, he was just, like, didn't know what happened. And he backed up. And then we're like, what happened? And we get back to the truck, and he's, like, half asleep. And it was just, you know, it's one of those things, and we didn't really realize what it was. And we're like, I don't understand. Like, we kept looking into it. And then after about three races, like, we found out that he had Epstein-Barr, and we thought, you know, like they they didn't know whether you know is he overtraining mm-hmm. or is it the food because he moved from Europe to here and it was just a combination of everything and the and the poor guy dealt with it the whole time and you know he was between being hurt and that it just crushed his career over here for us and I just couldn't take another chance another year but like for skill wise and ability I'd hire that guy no problem like yeah. he could ride supercross. He was really a very talented rider, and and like he went through a lot. And I think Eric can tell you this, but I think he went through double shoulder surgery last wow. year. Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and we he had one uh, shoulder that popped out on us, it, and and I'm happy he got it done. And like he's he's killing it right now. I yeah. think he's doing great. The the uh, the juxtaposition between the Euro Yamaha team and the American Yamaha team, led by Jimmy Perry, by the way, it's quite different. Right now, <laughs> I want to make sure I point that out to Jimmy this weekend. So, um, yeah, between I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah, Sewer, <laughs> Tonus, Fabra, and Paulin are just yeah, they're they're great, right? Um, and honestly, when Tonus was here, maybe it was a language thing, but he looked unhappy at the races, and maybe because it it maybe it's a language thing. He didn't, you know, 
Maybe it was all the things he was going through. Like, yeah. I, he, he didn't look like he was enjoying his racing when he, one of the little times I, I saw him or talked to him, you know, or tried to talk to him. He's, yeah. been, he's been quite unlucky as a racer. Right. And we all know about luck. It happens. It doesn't happen. You know, yeah. but there's a factor. He's been really unlucky as a racer, and I think it affected him. Like, he didn't get that break. Right. And suddenly this year he's getting that break. And yeah. I think I, I saw him at a couple GPs, and he was just, like, so happy. Like, you, you say, wow, it's like a, a new person. Right. You know, when everything works out good for you yeah but that's uh you know very happy and you know one thing i've learned the last 12 months is we don't know anything like between cooper a style yeah. between uh guys are leading the gp right now you yeah. know i mean we were like yeah we, we've been an an ac winning Air Bogle, like we talked about yeah, earlier I mean, Bogle, Bogle, yeah. it's like um, we think we do but we don't uh, which is great <laughs> mitch i don't know if you if you heard i did a podcast with uh shay bentley a couple of weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, um, and he's doing yeah. great. He's doing great. Uh, obviously, went through some rough times, but and he was pretty honest and open the whole podcast. So that was awesome. He had great things to say about you no, know, his time there. So, well, it should be because like he was a kid that we hired, King Green kid, and he was like he rode as a privateer the first year, but he had some like good pop up abilities where he'd notice you or you would notice him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we took a chance on him and we rode that. Remember they used to do that Chaparral warm-up race? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And they let the 125s go first and then the 250s and McGrath rode. And he led until the last lap and McGrath passed him. And he's like, dude, that kid is fast. <laughs> he's like, Jeremy's giving him props. Like, yeah. I can't believe how fast he is. And then he got hurt before the first race. So like, God, are you kidding? So, like, we kept keeping him because I believed in the, the speed, but, like, he just kept getting hurt, you know? Like, so I kept him a couple of years, and then that last year, he, like, won a championship. And, like, it's one of those things where he, like, maybe I'm either blind or too loyal, but, like, <laughs> I see something in somebody, and, like, yeah. I just want him to be able to accomplish it, you know? And I'm like, think they can do it i think they can do it like without any problems mm -hmm. this guy can do it and i i want to believe in you know sometimes i believe in my eyes and then other times i'm like yeah maybe maybe i'm too old maybe i'm missing it like <laughs> maybe i just don't get it maybe i'm crazy maybe i lost my touch <laughs> yeah like sometimes i'm like maybe i'm just terrible <laughs> <laughs> maybe time's passed me by right i don't know i don't know what you're thinking yeah like maybe maybe somebody else sees what i don't see and i'm like you gotta grab this guy real quick but like you know there's times where you you know like as amateurs you know like if you grab too quick then the guy doesn't pan out right or other times you grab a guy because you really believe in him and you just gotta let it go and just you just believe in it and like I think if you see him early, it's pretty easy, and you just mess with him. And, like, nobody counts on him getting hurt. And, like, right. sometimes I say to people, you know, they're like, oh, you guys, you know, like, you guys suck or this <laughs> and that. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, they don't they don't jump off the bike and try to get hurt. Like, we've, we've lost in the last four or five years championships because our guys have got hurt. Right. And I'm like, but if they weren't hurt, we'd probably have four or five Maybe more, and yep. I'm like, what do I do about him getting hurt? You know, you look at the GPs this week, and now Caroli's hurt, mm -hmm. and Hurling's got hurt again. And I'm like, 
like, do you not hire those guys? I'd hire I'd hire Curley and Hurlings in a heartbeat. Yep. Like, why would you not? And if they get hurt, that's just part of the game. But it's terrible that it happens. And, like, it just so happens. Sometimes it happens to guys more often. Yeah. Yeah, you just never quite know, right? Like, what what is the deal with some of these guys? And why do they keep getting hurt? And why does it every fall result in something going on with them? Like, in other guys, like Ricky. Ricky cartwheeled horrendously so many times yeah and he would just get up every time same as jeremy yeah i mean we had years yeah. so many years with yeah. ricky and jeremy and yeah i mean i remember being on yamaha with chad and dv and ferry and we're like okay well ricky's out tonight ricky's out tonight yeah. like we got this and that guy would get, get up <laughs> he would keep getting up he's like a zombie <laughs> we, you couldn't kill him you know i had ricky one year i think Johnny can tell you what year it was, but he wrote to me and he hurt his shoulder and he went to the hospital and we're like, we'll get the bike ready and we'll see what happens. <laughs> and like Johnny and, and Jeannie and Ricky went to the hospital and they couldn't get him in, couldn't get him in, couldn't get him in. And Johnny's watching the time and he goes, Hey buddy, if you want to ride, we're going back. And he goes, hey, I don't know about my shoulders. are like, it's, it's, it's like, it's not good. Oh. And he goes, buddy, like at this point, we're going back, take some Advil, you're going to ride and do the best you can do. <laughs> he came back like 15 minutes before we go, gets dressed, goes out, gets like fourth or fifth place start, comes around and hits a hay bale and endos his brains out. And I'm like, <laughs> he's done. He's, he's done. Yeah. He's not going to get up. Well, he got up, but he was slow getting up and he took off. I mean, 30 seconds behind the last rider. And I'm like, we're screwed. Yeah, we're done. He's going to pull off. And, like, he just he kind of got going, and it wasn't that good in the beginning. And then he just started going, and then he started ripping. And then I think he got a six. <laughs> well, second moto, he got a whole shot, and he won. And then I think Dowd won that day of the first moto, and then Dowd crashed, and Dowd got a seven. And we won the overall. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he was an amazing guy. And like, yeah. like, you know, some of the things to some of them, they just put that out and they push through it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Just, and some guys, some guys fall over a corner and, and dislocate a shoulder or broke a, break a humerus or whatever. You're just like, what? So yeah, absolutely. Well, And, and then yeah. they just say, Oh, I can't ride. Can't ride. You know, yeah. remember Langston popped his shoulder out at Southwick. Yeah. Day before, I'm like, awesome. He blew his shoulder out. He won the next day. I'm like, yeah. how did he pop his shoulder out? Yeah, I was, on, I was on or KTM. Maybe in practice. I was on yeah. KTM that day. And he won. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You're just like, wow. You know, you just you just never never quite know. Uh, Eric, if you're Mitch's, if you're Mitch's European, Mitch, can I be your Canadian scout? <laughs> there's a there's a there's, guy, a, there's guy. this guy, Phil Nicoletti. He's there, there's a guy, yeah, yeah, Phil there. Nicoletti, right now. You might want to look at him. <laughs> Tucker Hibbard. Tucker Hibbard. Yes, that's yeah. that's your go-to Canadian every time. Um, I said one time, tell him that story. Yeah, we were talking about the motocross nations for Canada. I don't know how it came up, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. We don't have a great team, and Mitch is like, said. What about Tucker Hibbert? <laughs> and I thought he was kidding. And I'm like, yeah. Like, like, like kind of chuckling. And then I'm like, he's like, no, like, get, Tucker's a good rider. <laughs> he was serious. And, I, and I'm like, Mitch, he's American. 
Oh, well, he races snowmobiles. He races snowmobiles. I mean, what else do you want? Minnesota. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, so for years it's been Tucker Hibbert. Call Tucker Hibbert. That's your guy. Mitch, Mitch knows He's few like, things about I'm Minnesota. Like, Tucker, yeah. Well, now I do, but like, hire Tucker Hibbert. He's good. Yeah. It's like, he's from Minnesota. I'm like, he is? <laughs> I'm like, I thought he was Canada. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I placed an order on ProCircuit.com today, Mitch. I just want to let you know. I saw um, a banner on PopoMex.com that you guys brought back some retro T-shirts. And I had to have the black uh, with Pro Circuit in pink and orange and yellow, the, lo- the, the words Pro Circuit on it, the old retro. Actually, I have one, too. I love that shirt. Oh, dude. When I saw that, I, I just bought it. Just full full retail. I don't care. I got to have that shirt. So it's coming, <laughs> it's coming to my house. I love it. Bringing back the retro stuff. You can wear it when you clean the shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Thanks. Too soon. Uh, hey, Mitch, before we let you go here on the show, uh, I got a theory about motocross nations. Um, and I've talked about it a little bit. I've written about it. And I'm going to run it by you, Eric, later when we got more time. But I don't know if Team USA should go to motocross nations, Mitch. I, I honestly, I know you're one of the guys that you've been a big part of the team for so many years. And I get it, but like, look, it, it the calendar doesn't work out. They keep they keep pushing this thing back. Uh, we have riders that don't want to go. It, it all the cards are stacked against us. Bruce Sternstrom told me it costs fifty thousand dollars to go. It, it, there's no, very little prize money. It, it's zero. It is. It is. <laughs> there's no prize money. No, there is. There is some little. money. No, no, there is some money. So, but the teams get money. The, the American team, Canadian team, gets money. From the federation, yeah. no, from, no, from the from money? the those nations. There's from a purse. Ustream? Yes, really. Oh, there's no money. Oh, it's very little. Don't get me wrong, but there's something. Anyways, because because it helps with the Canadian team for every little bit helps, right? Anyways, Mitch, I'm just like, look, if uh, if America is there, they're selling tickets. Everyone wants to see the Americans win or lose. They love it when the Americans get their ass kicked. They love it when they win. I've been there. I've seen it. So have you. There's one guy making a ton of money on this race. All the odds are stacked against Team USA. Team USA brings people to the races. They make the event, in my opinion, you know, 50% better. Don't go. Don't go. That, that's where I'm at. Seriously. I'm fine. What do you think? Am I crazy? Well, I thought of the same thing because, like, uh, I've been to and, – and honestly, like, that event, I have a soft spot for it. Right. But I love donation. But – when I think of going to donations in the USA, like we can get there pretty easy. It's not too bad. Right. And then they, they need help from all of us to bring more trucks and more support, you know, and like, that's still not very terrible. But when we go to Europe, because we have to fly everything over there. And like when we went in the past, it was a massive expense. And, Still, when you do it in the U.S., like, Bud's Creek was awesome. I didn't go this year because mm-hmm. for the past four or five years, AMA has not asked for my help. They 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 don't need me. So, like, I just, so I'm like, hey, if you ask me to go, I'll help. But if you don't ask me, I'm not going. Right. So they don't ask me anymore. And it's, I think part of it is because I disagree with some of the things, how we do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to do it correctly and try to win. Um, but... I think it would be better the donations to get the full effect for Europe. It's better if we go to Europe and then 
like maybe every three to five years have one over here just because we should get to enjoy it too. Right. But instead of paying all the European teams to come here because they give them a freight allowance, like, yeah, pay the Americans to go. Right. Because we we have a brunt of a massive expense to get over there. And they'll say, well, it's just flyway race like we do in the GPs. Well, we're not used to that. So, like, and, and it's not the same fuel rule. It's not the same sound rule. Right. Right. And it's a, it's, it really is, it's a pain in the butt, but you want to be patriotic and all that stuff. But like now we have so many races, like the 450 guys are tired by yeah. the end of that. And like they're hurt. They need to get, they get a surgery to fix something and all that. So like we got to work on the schedule or do something. And if it's, if it's two weeks before Monster Cup, we have obligations to go to Monster Cup because it's a big race for our title sponsor, mm-hmm. and it's another event that we have to go do. So I would say the same thing. I'm like, maybe there's yeah. something they can work out with the promoter to, to help fund that so we go, well, or else yeah. let's just stay home. That's what I'm and saying. Like, like, because Help us because out. Truthfully, like, well, no, but honestly... Our guys will get flack if they don't do good at Monster Cup. So, like, right. we got to get focused on what's important to us, and we're supposed to over here. Our biggest importance of our manufacturer or our title sponsor wants us to be good at Supercross. So, like, we have to focus more on that. And that's why, truthfully, we're probably not as good as outdoors as we used to be because we don't put as much emphasis on it. We do 17 rounds in, in kind of a row, and then we give our guys one week off, and then mm-hmm. whatever, and then, hey, go race outdoors, and then they go race outdoors. Well, you could probably bring a guy over from Europe and beat him for five races if the guy rode outdoors all the time because he's got an edge on it. Yeah. Like, and then the same thing happens. Those guys ride outdoors all the time, and they don't ride supercross. So, like we said, well, then if if you want it to be equal, why don't you guys ride the first three Supercross? <laughs> right. Think about think about the catastrophic injury yeah. situation that would happen. <laughs> yeah. Catastrophic. I, I, I just think you wouldn't have you wouldn't have part of the guys lining up for the first GP. Like they're they're becoming so much different than it was in the past. And in the past, when our guys were very solid at donations, we didn't ride as many races. You know, we rode, you know, 14 or 15 supercrosses and, you know, 12 outdoors. And then even sometimes we rode, like, we rode 250s and 500s in the same year, and they asked us to go. But, like, we're, we're so foreign from each other like mm-hmm. it's just it, I, it seems like it's different now yep and I, i'm not making excuses our our riders are great but their riders are great of course yeah and they they're honed in on one thing and our guys are honed in on one more than the other yeah 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 i agree it, to me it's like the mayweather uh, mcgregor fight i mean mcgregor can do everything really really well but you go in a boxing ring with Mayweather, he's going to beat your ass no matter what because he's a right. 
perfect specimen yeah. at right. that. It's it's it's. I not just fair. look look. They have plenty of weeks off in the MXGP schedule. They can adjust and move the designations up. If you ask me, they can help USA with this incredible expense. They heck, like Mitch said, they could promise. Okay, guys, we're going to give you the race every three years. They like literally. There is nothing that they help out with this race with America and America sells tickets and they expect everyone to wrap themselves in the flag and go over and do your patriotic duty. My thing is the head, the brain has to come over the heart here and realize that these guys are doing no favors to team USA. They're not helping USA selling tickets. And when USA goes and under, and they're not prepared, which for all the reasons we just said, they're getting their ass kicked. They're getting shit on by fans. Like if I'm USA, I'm like, what is going on here, Eric? I'm just think, I well, think... and back in the like when I got married Go. in 2005, we rode Glen Helen, and then the last national, and then the very next weekend was my wedding, mm-hmm. and Ivan and Ricky and Kevin all came to my wedding, and they came to my wedding, and we had a reception, and I mean we had a lot of fun, <laughs> and. And then, and then all of a sudden, we had to fly. There was the next week, which I went over there early to get there, and then we raced Erne. Yeah. Yeah. But like that's just a week or so. So like these guys are just getting out of outdoor mode. So they took a week off, and they're still in their mode. But then they can practice, and then go, and they can race. Well, now it's a month off. Okay, so like now you get done with outdoors, and if it's a month away. You're asking this guy to, like, complete the outdoors, and they're kind of tired. You're asking him to, like, continue your outdoor training for another month Yeah. to go ride donations. And then what happens is you go to donations, and you're the only guy doing it. Nobody else is doing it. So, like, you're like, oh, what are we doing? Like, right. I get it. But, like, so they have to, like, punish themselves, like, which is cool. You got to go do it, and then you come home. You got a week off, and then you go to Monster Cup. Yeah, and then the guys that stayed home are ready for Monster Cup. Yeah, so you pay the penalty either way. So like, it just the, our schedules are different now. Yep, and I don't know if it's it's like everybody said it's still the same. It's not the same anymore. No, and, and, I'm, and I'm and I'm not saying this because I'm I'm Canadian. I, I don't care whether USA wins or loses. I'm not saying this because USA has been losing. But I'm not yeah, surprised they've been losing. Glide anymore. What's that? Hibbard. Yeah, well, Hibbard, yeah, ever since, so ever since Hibbard. Guy. Right, ever since Hibbard but, went, went guys, south. Guys, listen to me just one second. Okay. The biggest problem yep. we have in that project is the lack of involvement from the Federation. You know, I just happen to be French, like Steve happened to be yeah. Canadian, and you should see the kind of effort the French Federation oh, puts yeah, in I've it. Heard. The right. Italian Federation, the Dutch Federation, it's unbelievable. It's teamwork. The riders are groomed for the race. They are trained. They are fed properly. They have bonuses. They have all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And here in U.S., we basically have to rely on the free enterprise. Yeah. This is not a free enterprise race. Yeah, yeah. It is a country... Race right, for right. your country race. Uh, the France guys get together the week yeah, but, bef- two weeks before and run through yeah. the schedule, we went, right? Yeah. When Mitch. we went in 05, we all parked together. Yeah. Like, we had Suzuki, That's Honda, right. and uh, Cowie. We uh, were, I we was were all you. there together. Yeah. Like, we were a group. Like, And, like, we kind of, it was really cool, and we were together. And then the last time I went to, I think it was the last 
time I went was uh, uh, Lomo. Yeah. 12. Yeah. And I was parked over there with the Cowie guys. The Honda guys were beside themselves, and Roger was with the KTM guys. And, like, our guys didn't even talk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we were privateers. And that doesn't work. Like, no, it's a team race. It's, it's not you race for your country, and it's why people are forgetting. And just to add up on what you guys talked about, uh, if there is a year not to go, it's this year, because Assen is going to be brutal. <laughs> I mean, it's a man-made, uh, man-made sand track, and I've been at Assen for the GPs. It's unbelievable yeah. to see the locals. I mean, the local pros, how fast they're going. Yeah. There may be 10 guys in the lead that we don't even know their, <laughs> first na- their last name. Think about the guys at Southwick that come out oh, of yeah. the woods for that yeah. race. And that's not Southwick. Yeah. Imagine what that one's going to be like. There's going to be guys from countries that I didn't even know had riders yeah. that are going to wax our <laughs> top guys. And that just sucks. Yeah. It, I just, I just, I don't win or lose, help us out. Help us out, MXGP series. That's all. Help yeah. us out, Ustream. That's and, it. That's and all. AMA uh, actually, and everybody. I mean, right. it's not. It's not for Mitch to pay. It's not for Bruce. No. It's not for KTM. It should be something. It should be a, a tax in the AMA system uh, that something. goes to yeah. the to the federa- to the to the team. And honestly, like, you can ask, like, I'm not going to tell you what I said, but ask <laughs> Mike Pelletier what I said for this year. Yeah. Just, I'm not going to tell you what right. I said. Okay, I will ask him. It's yeah. my opinion, and you can ask him what I said. And I'm like, it's my opinion. And I, I don't even have an opinion because I'm not involved anymore. Like, they yeah. didn't ask me, and I'm like, hey, this is, he goes, what do you think? And I'm like, I'm going to tell you what I think. <laughs> I tell you every year, but you guys don't listen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, hey, uh, we'll uh, we'll let you go uh, on the show. Thanks for the time, as always. Thank you, uh, appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you this weekend in WW Ranch. Uh, nice work with with your team and 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 AC. That kid is absolutely killing it. So, thanks, Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. All right. Thank see you, you this week. I'll yeah. stop at the shop. See you, Mitch Payton. Everybody on the show brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Email sales at pivotworks.com. Marks has something to say to you, Daniel. Before we go to commercial, stop tapping the pen. Stop tapping your pen. Tapping? Yep. Whatever you're doing yep. right there. He said it was you. I can hear it. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. First commercial break of the night. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more Desnations. Uh, we got Daniel Blair and Eagle Grit to come up. we got the BTO Sports tweet at Travis. Race Tech Grand of the Night. X brand goggle tear-offs. Uh, lots to get to still in the show. Thanks to Peyton. Thanks to Nicoletti. Thanks to Colt Nichols for coming on. We'll take a commercial break. We'll be right back after this, everybody. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki, and you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing Flyracing.com. they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it Flyracing.com. 
The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Thanks for listening to the Pulpamex show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right. Because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. So Randy Richardson, 
Good guy. Means well. Great interview. But oh my gosh, his voice is fucking annoying. In that case, boss, you may want to fast forward while I tell the rest of the Pulp MX show listeners about Michelin's extensive motorcycle tire product offer. The Pulp MX nation certainly knows about the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range and its outstanding durability and excellent performance. But I'd like to share some information on Michelin's wide range of industry-leading motorcycle tires. New for 2019, the Michelin Anarchy Adventure tire, which features two-compound technology, enables adventure touring riders to have confidence on any adventure with a new level of on-road stability and uncompromising traction off-road. The Michelin Road 5 tire is designed specifically for sport touring riders and provides the maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. As the exclusive MotoGP class tire, Michelin definitely understands the performance expectations of today's sport bike riders, and the Michelin Power RS tire enables those riders to unleash their full potential. If you're a Harley-Davidson owner, the co-developed and co-branded Michelin Scorcher Tire Range, which is original equipment on over a half million models manufactured over the past decade, is the right cruiser tire for you. For the latest on all Michelin motorcycle tire products, visit motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information and make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and at michelinmotorcycle.us on Facebook. This commercial is not 2019 Pulpy Award material. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Suzuki. 
Rocky Mountain MCKTM. Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. For 2019, Works Connection celebrates 30 years of delivering championship-winning products to motocross legends and champions like Lamson, McGrath, Wyndham, LaRocco, Carmichael, Dungey, Roxon, Plessinger, and more. Current race teams, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing Yamaha, Moto Concepts Honda, Team BWR, Rockwell Racing Yamaha, HEP Racing Suzuki, AJE Motorsports, and KTM Canada have also come to rely on Works Connection's commitment to innovation and quality. So if you're looking for factory-level parts, like radiator braces and skid plates to protect, rip a whole shot with a pro launch, or upgrade to the elite line of axle blocks, clutch perch, or bearing-equipped throttle tubes, just visit WorksConnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today.
Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mitchell, done at BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you, Colt Nichols. Thank you, Mitch Payton. Thank you, Phil Nicoletti. Daniel Blair, Eric Pennard in studio. Uh, fantastic to have you guys aboard. 702-586-7857. If you have a, a call or, or a question about something tonight, we can uh, we can try to help you out. And, again, the show brought to you by uh, BTOsports.com. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, EVS Sports, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA. Spending millions of dollars uh, can get a brand attached to a race series or a sticker on a race bike that may or may not be using the product, but it can't buy heritage. Maxima defines aspirational because they've been there since the beginning, aspiring to be the greatest motorcycle oil in the world. If that's their goal, I think they've done it. MaximaUSA.com. Pulpamex35 is the code to save. Mitch Payton uses Maxima. Monster Energy Kawasaki uses Maxima. SC1 is fantastic product. I love it. Uh, and uh, they've got a lot of great products, including their oil and their, their FFT as well. works really well. MaximaUSA.com. Please check them out. Thank you for those guys for coming on, bro. On board the show, Pro Filter as well, profilter.com. I uh, just put one in my bike today. It's a throwaway filter, or they have the kind that you can wash and re-oil. Profilter.com, Pulpmex35 is the code to save with those guys. Uh, oil filters as well. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, they've got all things filter covered with the folks at, at Pro Filter. Thank you for them. Uh, also, Guts Racing, a great company, NorCal company. Oh, yeah. You you and Guts, you, you, got, you go way back with them probably. Way back. Works Connection, another NorCal company. That's right. Uh, get data, uh, Atlas neck brace, uh, OGO power sports. Uh, if you want something from OGO, we know that traveling is a pain, but do it uh, in style with OGO, uh, OGO power sports.com. If you want a deal from them, contact me using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on and get a deal. FMF. I got my new drop shirt today. Good job for little Donnie there with that drop program, huh, Eric? Like, it's got, got it going on. So Is that working for him? Yeah, I think so. I think they're doing well with it. It's really cool to get a T-shirt every month. So Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Labs, WUSA, LA Honda World, and Ride Engineering on board with us. Uh, Eagle Grit, how's everything going, Daniel? Great. You got oh. a bike wash now? We, uh, we got bike wash, brake cleaner, glass cleaner, penetrant lube. Hand wipes, obviously hand cleaner. Yep. We also have some specialty products that we've just recently released that has nothing to do with anyone listening. Okay. So we'll just worry about that uh, five days a week during the week. But, so, no, it's it's going good. Yeah. Um, I To be honest with you, I felt that when Supergrass was done, it was going to be a nice relief. Like, oh, I could just get back to work only. Mm-hmm. I didn't calculate that well enough. Obviously, winter months, people don't clean as much stuff. Things slow down a little bit. Well, they have sped up pretty much in May. Mm-hmm. So I have been working twice as hard as I was in Supercross. So, <laughs> again, that's one of the reasons why I came here. I needed yeah. a little breather, and so, uh, it was good. Uh, pulp MX or Pulp code on EagleGrit.com? Yes, Pulp MX or Pulp. I, I think Pulp MX is, like, the main one. Okay, oh, um, but you can put Pulp Sucks? You can put those, mostly those in the comments, okay. which, by the way, you have some fans that I think like you, but they come across maybe not so nice in my comments on their orders. Yeah. I like that. Right. I yeah, am you're entertained. Yep. Uh, Matty yep. Fran, he handles all of our web stuff. He gives me a chuckle here and there. He goes, mm-hmm. did you see what that guy said about Steve? Yeah. Yeah. That's so I, I welcome it. If you guys want to buy something off the website, there's a little like notes section. Yep. Entertain me. Just Tell me ahead. what you think about Steve. Uh, how's the it. Eagle collection going? I didn't really want to bring that up publicly, um, but yeah, how's that going? Well, you know how McDonald's has their chicken nugget? Uh-huh. It's, it's not chicken. Yeah. It's a nugget. Yeah. <laughs> We've ran out of Eagles. Oh. <laughs> Sales are good. <laughs> yeah. So we have now a... 
processed version of oh. the actual eagle. Oh, okay, so, um, very well. You got yeah. the scientists have been developing that. Yeah, eagle great so and I know there's fans out there that are listening into the show that know that you know that you see their eagles. Ah, you you send ah. me your silly photos. Those are just one-offs. The majority of them are all gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those we are, got those. most of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, sales are great, and uh, no, it's going good. Business so what, is good. Moto bundle. We got a moto bundle for, yes. for people. You want to so do I that? Do, yeah, I'll do the same thing. But we modified the moto bundle. So normally we have the bike wash, the hand cleaner, the glass cleaner, and the penetrant lube. Uh, we've added the brake cleaner and the hand wipes to the moto bundle. Yeah, but Maxima so now, has brake cleaner, so we're just Maxima has brake cleaners. Maxima has their bio wash stuff yeah, uh, too, yeah, uh, and yeah. Slick Products has hand, their stuff. Hand, hand cleaner. Everybody, they probably have that too. Everybody okay. has everything now. So, uh, but yeah, so we got the moto bundle. Use the code, you get twenty five percent off, and I'll do the same deal. The say the first twenty five people that buy it, I'll throw in a free T shirt. But we have a new T shirt out too. So yep. some people that have already bought it, you right. can buy it again if you're running low. And we have a new T shirt that's. Yep. Fourth of July theme. It's got a little American flag in it. So got an eagle on it. Well, the Eagle Grit logo is an eagle, of course. All right, um, okay, all right. But no, it's it's good. A lot of people have been buying our hand wipes and using those at the track because they're obviously you know our hand cleaner. You need a sink when you're at the track. They can use the wipes for anything on the bike or their hands, whatever. So people have been buying that a lot, and we had a couple people recommend. Why don't you add that to the bundle? Right. So we did. We modified the bundle. Okay. It's on the website. Go to EagleGrit.com. Uh, use the code, you get 25% off, get a free t-shirt. And, cool. I'm glad everything's yeah. going well for you. Oh, it's That's going good. awesome. Good. I got the better end of this deal, I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely yeah, right. We, we, uh, made a, we made a nice little agreement, and uh, it's it's worked out uh, pretty well for us. Hank's on <laughs> Hank's on four. Hank, you have an Eagle Grit review? Yeah, I'm actually uh, in the garage right now working on uh, the boat trailer. Um, I called, it was, probably, it was the last time you were in studio, and I actually won one of the packages. So I just wanted to say the the penetrant lube, I was a big fan of the Maxima MPPL, but uh, this stuff might be might be just as good, if not better. Um, Help bust the assholes off of a 40-year-old boat trailer, so that's as good of a review as you can get, I think. How's the cleaner, though? How's the cleaner? Is it working out okay? The hand cleaner? Yeah. Hey. Uh, is the stuff with the grit in it? Yeah. Yeah, the, the awesome. beaks and talons and yeah, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. It takes the fish smell off your hands, takes oh. the grease off your hands. I, I'm a fan, brother. Good to hear. Thanks, Hank. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling no back worries, in man. and telling us. All right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we Good get luck, a lot man. of we get a lot of random reviews. People, ah, I I use it on this, and believe it or not, one we get a lot is people say, yeah, it gets the sticky icky off your fingers after you roll a joint. So oh apparently it works okay. really good on yeah, that for the used good, owners good out there. That's right. That's job, Eagle Grit. <laughs> well, you, you build a product for a certain industry, you know, automotive, industrial, and then the reviews come in, and apparently we do well in that market. So, <laughs> uh, so again, Pulpamex is the code to save on a moto, moto bundle at EagleGrit.com. Uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free. The first and only job board for getting into the industry. Lots of cool jobs on here. The job of the week this week is risk racing. Uh, I believe you. it's an advertising job, marketing and relations. It is a uh, full-time job. It's in North Carolina. Uh, risk racing is a small, creative, and fun product development company located in a beautiful Lake Norman area, 35 miles north of Charlotte. Maybe Wygant can go here. Uh, so please check them out. Risk racing. This is a way to get in the industry. You're going to be researching and identifying new sales opportunities. You're dil- diligently building, maintaining, and monitoring business-to-business customer databases and th- manage third-party online sales accounts, among other things. Uh, so yeah, please check them out. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Risk Racing, good company, good products, and uh, it's a way to get in the industry, way to get started, get your feet wet, and everything else. So thanks, uh, thanks to those guys for making it happen. We got the X brand goggle tear-offs. Actually, let's uh, let's do that now, Marks, if we can. 
It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Rapid fire. X Brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere, like Gary Sutherland, like uh, Kyle Chisholm, for example. Uh, you name it, uh, they wear X Brand goggles. The whole HEP team, Alex Ray, Seven Deuce Deuce, all wearing X Brand goggles. Ben LeMay, X Brand goggles. Big things coming from the folks at EKSBrand.com. Use the code PULPSHOW19 to uh, to save with those guys. And uh, yeah, great company, great guys. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. No. Never heard of either. Uh, and then uh, you have uh, 30 seconds on the clock, Mark. So you have the questions? Yeah. Let's yep, do, sure do. Let's do this. Eric, what's a race or event you promoted that did not go as planned? Wow. Uh, plenty of them. I think none of the event went as planned, for better or worse. Uh, but um, no, it's in, in what way? In a, in a good way or a bad way? I'm assuming bad. Yeah, let's go bad. Yeah, bad. <sighs> you know, we were very bummed in Bulgaria a couple of years ago. I mean, the, the low turnout was really a bummer, but everything else went great. So, yeah, that was a bummer. And uh, otherwise, this year, I mean... Good after dinner, though. That restaurant was really yeah, good. Yeah, well, uh, everything was great. Right. It's just a, they, there was just nobody watching right. interested in motocross <laughs> right. in that country. Right. That was that was the only problem. And... Uh, no, it's it's always it's uh, very very often surprising. Like you know, X game in China, very surprised how little the Chinese were interested in Moto X. Really? You know? Yeah. I mean, they were good spectators, but uh, like uh, the enthusiasm was just very different. Or I just like they couldn't see the difference between a a dead sailor and a double flip. <laughs> so that was uh, that was interesting. <laughs> you know. uh, all but, right, all but right. yeah, no, it's uh, it's my job. Like many jobs, is you never know what to expect, really. All right, Steve, how much money do you think Cole Seeley has made? TLD in twenty ten. Three million. Probably right? 2010 is when he got yeah. on TLD. I'm thinking 750ish a year for Honda for three or four years. Some TLD money, minus yeah. taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course, <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. all of that. But, but uh, yeah, I would say gross three million, four million. What do you think, Eric? Am I in the ballpark? Yeah, I, I think you're right on the yeah. money. Right. I hope we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Daniel, have you wanted an entire race day if nationals this season? You're going to need to repeat that. I'm not exactly <laughs> yeah, sure. If I repeat it, it won't make any more sense. I want you to read it, read it and try to clean that up because I don't. This Moser guy, I'll tell you what. He's, he's, I read it literally as it's written. I'm, I'm assuming uh, it's have you watched an entire race day if of Nationals this season? None of the practice stuff, uh, but the races, the four motos, yeah. All of them. Yeah, I've watched every, I've watched it's, every it's lap. amazing. Daniel so. Blair is a motocross enthusiast. But have you fan. wanted an entire race day? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Definitely didn't want any of it. <laughs> Eric, which venue has been your favorite to host a race at? I would say Hawaii was pretty cool. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. being there was really special, and we got very lucky with the weather. Uh, it could have been a disaster if it was the monsoon season yeah. but it was really good uh you know i went there really really nervous because we didn't know what to expect and uh i felt like it was a, a really great week for everybody for the racers and uh and uh my staff alike so you know and any any countries that uh you you bring motorcycle racing to is always exciting like 
did a race in Colombia a few years ago. It was a really good experience. You know, in, in Medellin, we're trying to be as excited as Pablo Escobar was, <laughs> but it was we were, we were short on excitement <laughs> on that level. But uh, but Hawaii, so yeah, Hawaii yeah. Is, is really. Are, are we coming back next year? Yes, May tenth. Yes. You know. yes, 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 yes. Okay. I'm going to need you to calm down. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a track side commentator for that one? <laughs> no, he's got one. It's me. Beat it. <laughs> You do do you need I, got a, a, I got the best in the world. Do you need yeah. a practice show? <laughs> do you need a friend? Yeah. Can I come? I just want to. Can I come? I had a lot of friends for a wife. For yeah. Some yeah, imagine yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're welcome. How about yeah. me and JT get to come and race? There that, we go. Yeah, a duel. We do like yeah. in Geneva, like yeah. side and by Marks. side. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I have a year and to train. Steve. Yep. Okay. An eagle great bike. We had Screaming Eagle already. That yeah, was right. close, close enough, right? He actually right. behaved. He behaved yeah, a little I mean, bit. It was believe surprisingly. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, he was calm. Yeah. All right. Steve, who's a rider that hustled as hard as Jim Hawley? Yeah. Oh, I just oh, did a podcast with Uncle Jim. Did you? Last week. Yeah. Privateer podcast. It's great. Oh, I haven't heard it. Is uh, out? Yeah. yeah I did oh, last my week. God. Day or night? Did you he know? talk about me at all? He uh, did. Did he talk about me at all? No. Not at all? No. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, the pri- it's a privateer podcast, so it was about living as a privateer and hustling for money like Jim did, like racing all over the place, racing all the time. I mean, times are different the, from the, his day to now, but I admire Jim's hustle over the years to race and make money. He went everywhere and anywhere to ra- make money. Anyways, it's, And it's um, running the same mentality he has now yeah. with what he's doing. He is wide open yeah. at um, all times. Yeah. I'm going to go Kyle Chisholm. I mean, different era, different time, but Chiz will show up at a national with no national ride with him and Gary and just go race a national because he's a racer because yeah. yeah that's what he does he'll go any off season races whatever he'll 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 do it so chizzes would be Jim Holly and a bunch of fairground races yeah. in between the supercrosses yeah. of course yeah. because it's yeah, a Thursday go, why not chizz will go to Sunshine Raceway and yep. bust out a moto eagle killer could a race day lifestyle format work for the nationals yeah, I mean, I think I mean they kind of do it though. They run, they they do the day show, right? I mean, we it's not really. Do, it's just a practice. Because I because I went to Hangtown this year just for practice, and I went in the truck with Grant and Weegee and just hung out for a little bit and watched. So I know that they do something there. I guess it's like their warm up, but yeah. I mean, of course, there's it could. no interviews, or anything like that, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course they could. It would. I be, mean, we did it at the nations at Redbud, Racer X did, and it went fantastic. I mean, obviously it's a one off event, but same thing with riders coming riders, in and out, riders and team coming guys, in and out, and us showing some highlights and everything else. And I mean, it couldn't have gone any better. Like it was amazing. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I think it could for sure. Eric, what's the weirdest request you've had from a rider negotiating their start money? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says, yeah, it's funny. Sometimes riders, without not giving his names, yeah, 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 yeah don't say course. the name, but say the story. No, it's 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 very funny how you you basically give them a ton of money and sometimes they want uh, the taxi money back. You know, I'm yeah, like, I just I just gave you. Right, a quadzillion dollars, <laughs> and you, know, you and want I, seven dollars, seven uh, euros. Yeah, that's it's been kind of like the the, the fun part of that job is sometimes it seems like uh, the athletes and, and more in the old days they didn't realize the, the amount of money they were making and they were like, hey, can you buy me a drink? I'm like, I I, bo- I bought you the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a rider ask you what other riders getting as part of their negotiation? Like, what's he getting? Uh, actually, it's I've been putting that in contract. Like we don't, we're not supposed to share. 
Keep it to yourself. It's, it's like rumors are killing our killer for us. Like, you know, you hear about a writer mm -hmm. asking for a million dollars and then suddenly everybody thinks he's worth a million dollars. I'm like, no, it's not the way it works. You right. know, it's like somebody can ask a million, he's not going to get it. But then suddenly you have your phone ringing and say, hey, I heard so and so is making. I said, no, it's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a. All right. So I mean, nothing special. I mean, it's, they're not rock star in a, in a way rock stars are. They athletes. So we never got anything really crazy, you know. I, mean, I could see you though, like if for rider saying, "Hey, can I get twenty euros for a cab?" I could see you giving him the twenty euros out of your pocket and then just never complaining. Just here you go. Like I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna build a promoter. I'm, no, 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 no. Here you yeah, go. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then they don't come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for coming. You're done. Right. Steve, what makes Eric such a good promoter? Everyone seems to like him. Yeah, Wygan and I always talk about this with Eric, that, that generally speaking, the riders go around and they bitch and moan about promotion promoters and MX Sports sucks and Feld sucks and this guy sucks and they, you know, we're, we're, getting, we're, we're getting screwed over, we're screwed over, screwed over. Nobody says that about Eric. Everyone's like, yeah, man, that guy's awesome. Like, he's great. He's a first-class guy. I think it. And it, it happens. <laughs> and we're always like, why? It's like, how come you're the guy that never has anybody say anything <laughs> shitty about? I think because Eric, uh, he cares. He says what he does, and he does what he says. That That's that's it. There's no there's no surprises. There's no pulling the wool behind the, the, your over your eyes. You just say, hey, this is what I want. This is what you need. Be professional. They're professional. I just, yeah, you just treat people, I think. All above board. Uh, that's what I think. I, no disagreement. Yeah. No, there no, it is. no, it's yeah. uh, it's absolutely right. And you know, and, you I've, know got, when, I've got the easy job. Hey, when I, Weston got hurt in Paris, yeah, and or when uh, when Adam got hurt in Geneva, I wasn't there. But this affects you personally. Oh, you terribly. deeply care. Yeah, you go above and beyond to do whatever you can to help a rider, help a family, help anything else. And that all comes back to you. I, th I think that all comes back in the form of, you know, just like Eric's a real guy. Yeah, you know? no, it's, it's what I do. It's what I love. You know, I, I, I can't let for me. I look, it's like, like I always say, you, you're like, you, if you're an officer and you let your guys get hurt without caring, you're not a good officer. You yeah. have to be, you have to take care of your guys. You know, yeah. it's, it's not, the, the battle is not over when they hurt. Yeah. You know, the yeah. battle starts when they hurt. You have to yeah. take care of them. You have to make sure they you have to make sure you turn a tragedy into something positive. Yeah. And it's uh that that's that's the toughest part of the job to be honest with you and it's been been doing it for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll do it for 40 <laughs> more. <laughs> no, but I, I yeah, I just think people uh, people see this in you and and they they're ne you know you don't screw anybody over. You and you care about them and you look after them and yeah. and you do whatever you can to but once yeah. again, I've got the easy job because I'm the one with the big budget. I'm the one, you know, giving the money, big, yeah. big money yeah. to to all those guys. I'm not saying I would not do do it differently if I was running failed or running a yeah. big sport. But yeah. the fact is, I'm the one with the easy job yeah. because I'm the one that's uh, True. that the third factor. I mean, uh, you have two big promoters that are running championship, and I'm I'm running the parties. You know, yep. in a point. I mean, you know, not completely. We have we have races like Paris, which are really serious. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, oh, guys, they all still compete hard. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's like, like they party on the track. It's, it's not it's not what they remember hearing because the old generation was always talking about oh Paris 
supercross, a big party. We have fun, blah, blah, blah. Today, when they go there, they're telling me, oh, my God, it's like Anaheim. Yeah. You know, no, and, I, and, and I, I agree. They, I agree, I by agree. the way. Yeah. I mean, I, totally. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I've got riders kind of freaked out about it, like yeah. telling me, oh, maybe I, that's not the race I want to do. Yeah. When, Ten years ago, it was the, ra- the race everybody wanted yep, to do because right, yep. the pressure is so big. And the guys the guys are willing to, to accept that pressure yep, or yep. not. Right, or yeah. not. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Daniel, a gentleman named Chris Kiefer was curious if Eagle Grit has any intention of expanding their product offerings into the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Our wipes are multi-purpose, man. <laughs> Ask A-Ray. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you see that photo? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> I uh, hung out with A-Ray a few weeks back, gave him some wipes. Two days later, sent me a picture of him in an outhouse. Yeah. Said they worked perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Good job. Good job. All right, is that it? xbrandgoggles.com please eksbrand.com choice of champions everywhere fantastic company we're working on getting rich taylor up here in studio i can't wait if that hopefully that helps uh too uh let's get uh let's get jt on the line if we can we got a question about pulp mix fantasy while we're at it cody what's up man you got a question about pulp fantasy uh yeah so first off steve you and marks are ruining my life with this crap oh i know dude i know i apologize it, it yeah it's <laughs> On on Saturday, it was my graduation, and I was sitting there in the middle of the stadium, graduating or like waiting for the ceremony to start and all that. Or actually, it was after it started. About to go up on stage and get my master's degree and all that. And I'm sitting there on my phone picking my fucking fantasy team. <laughs> that's all I could think about. I like it. I like to hear that. That's good. So so my question is, uh, how much would it cost to get Pulp to sponsor Race Day Live so we can stop with the cringy ass? Uh, uh, the the other oh, damn, uh, Rocky damn Mountain, team. the Rocky Mountain League. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. We don't have a checkbook like they do. But I'm surprised actually that well, Rocky Mountain's a huge company, right? They're huge online guys. I'm surprised that that's not cheap to have those two guys on the screen breaking down fantasy. Like like that ain't cheap to write a check to Fell to do that, and they do it. And it's yeah, it must be worth they're, their while. It's so. got to be. They're a big part of our show. I know that. I think their numbers are pretty good too. But uh. No, it, it's it's that part of our show is growing too. Like la- the two years ago, they were on whatever. Then it, me and Jim challenged them to this thing, and it's they're they're pretty cool. Um, and then yeah, I, I think for the spots that they have, not only that segment but the commercial stuff, yeah. it's yeah. probably. I, I just I wouldn't want to play their game because it's just top five in a wild card. Like that is so basic, right? Like our game is. I mean, it, it, it you know it makes you think. It really. Well, yeah, your game makes people mad. <laughs> There's is oh, guess the top five. Like, who's going to guess the top five in the wild card? You are ruining lives. Yeah, well, Mar- Marks is. It's Marks, actually. Is what it, it, well, it's just the handicap. There are some weeks when I look at the handicaps and I'm like, why are you? I'm mad before I even start. <laughs> I haven't even started yet because I already know what's going to yeah. happen. And uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a frustrating league. That's so- for sure. Sorry about that, Cody. We're really sorry. Uh, <laughs> do, you, uh, do you got a bike? Yeah. All right. We can make your your pain a little easier. Do you want a uh, pro filter kit? You want a Maxima kit? Firepower chain or battery? What do you want? What's a caliber uh, fifty? Is what he wants. Maxima kit would be sweet. Maxima oil kit. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Stay on hold. We'll give you from some Maxima oil kit uh, because you. I think you get it for getting seventh in a weekly finish. You can get a Maxima oil kit. So I don't know if you're doing that well or not, Cody. But. Um, uh, no, okay. I'm, I'm in like 200. Okay, well, that's still not too bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's still pretty good. Uh, so stay on hold, all right? Marks, I'll get your information. We'll get you a maximum oil kit, all right, man? 
All right, cool. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Dr. Papa, what's up? You want to talk about two-stroke power valves? You there? No, I'm All right. See you later. Uh, Eric Pennard, Daniel Blair here on, in studio. Jason Thomas coming up. Nice to see Hunter Lawrence win a moto. Yep. Back it up with a third. Like, I feel like people have been enjoying Hunter not doing that well because um, he's hyped and he's GP guy and all blah, blah, blah. And outside of one moto at Paula, you know, it has it has been a bit of a struggle for him. Uh, this kid's the real deal, though, I think, and I think this is just the start. I think his, look, his championship hopes are probably done. He's seventh or eighth in the points. Yeah. But uh, I think this guy's a podium guy or better. He'll win really soon. He won a moto. Do you agree? Yeah. I think it's uh, he's unlucky in the fact that there's so much pressure on him. You know, and it's always like when you expect it to – kill it you have to kill it mm-hmm. and uh that doesn't always happen instantly yeah, yeah. so it's uh you know he's he's basically a victim of his own success yeah you know, i was gonna it's say it, like, yeah it's everybody's except expecting him to be nowhere but on the podium yeah so yep but i think now yeah he's gonna figure this out he's gonna know the pace he's gonna know the track like all of this you know like i i think this will be a player for the rest of the season oh, i think for the for the next generation. Yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah. bigger than that. One thing he's got going for him, and there's one thing that I still kind of need to see. Obviously, Supercross he hasn't done yeah. yet, so I want to see what that looks like. Yeah, You watch him ride the bike, and you're like, obvious talent, but still, I want to see that transition before I fully judge him. Uh, but he does have a little bit of an advantage also that he came in prepared for outdoor. He's been riding a bunch. But I'm impressed with the fact that he is learning these tracks on the go. You can watch all the video you want until you get out yeah. there. I mean, think about these riders that have been there for years. They go to Mount Morris. They complain about their bikes. Remember we talked about yep. the East Coast thing? Yep. Everything is brand new for this guy. So yep. the good motos, I'm going to take those as positive. And the bad ones, I'm going to say he's a young kid figuring out. Yep. I'm not going to worry about it. Unless he just starts laying an egg every weekend, which I don't think is going to happen. So... I think, again, it's not just about this season. I think outdoors for sure. This is a guy yeah. for the next five years who's yeah. going to be so rad. Yep. But I do want to see Supercross before I jump all the way on board because that's but, but a little bit harder. You look know? at Burn or Reed or any of these, these Aussies. They can, they're good at Supercross riders. It, yeah. you know, they they got seems, it. It seems to me there's something in the DNA with the Aussies and the French guys where they yeah. just understand Supercross a little bit. Yep. Um, so I think he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's still – it's right. that's American Supercross uh, is tough, especially in the 250 class. Learning that Sexton had a good race too for the Geico guys, so that's good to see. Uh, Christian Craig did not; uh, he hurt himself, didn't race. So uh, going forward for Hunter and Chase Sexton, I think both those guys are going to be right there with Adam and the Star guys. Star yeah. guys are everywhere; they're just yeah. everywhere you look. There's Star guys. Uh, fellow Frenchman Dylan Fernandez, Eric, off to a little bit of a tough start outdoors. Yeah, kind of surprised. I, yeah, I was. Kind of like seeing after winning the, the the title, it was kind of like the opposite effect of uh, of Adam. Yeah, you know, you were yeah. expecting Adam to come and be a little, a little bit, bit down, yeah, yeah. down, yeah. and he's proving us completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And Dylan is, you know, is not. I mean, uh, he's a motocross guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a motocross. Yeah. He was a GP guy. So yeah. I have to be honest with you, I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. I'm surprised as well. But I don't know. I haven't seen anything that's bad. No. It's no, just no. been like no, no. there's just nothing, really. It's, it's just yeah. a bunch of kind of okay stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. He doesn't start with those guys a lot, so then that's tough to make it up. But that felt like at times last year he didn't start with them, and he still – there were nationals Got where there. he was unbelievable, you yeah. know. So uh, there was a little bit of that. Uh, let's go to CJ. Oh. CJ, you got a question for Daniel Blair? CJ. Yo. You got a question for Daniel Blair? I do. Sorry about that. Um, 
Hey, a question for both of you guys. Um, first of all, Steve, sorry about your pup. Thank you. Um, yep. that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't want to get caught up on that. I, I'm curious. I have a question for you guys um, about Eagle Grit, Amazon, and whatever freaking code we're using this week <laughs> on, the, on the Eagle Grit website. And you'll have to excuse me. I haven't really been listening tonight yet. I usually pick up on Tuesday mornings. But if I wanted to buy some Eagle Grit hand cleaner from Amazon and use the banner on the pulp site, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that going to be better for you guys or is it better for me and you guys to go through the Eagle Grit mm. website and use said code? I'm trying to figure that out. Well, it would, it would be better for you because you save money going direct. You'd save money from Amazon because you can't use the code on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, for right. me, it would benefit me if you went through the banner, but it's not a huge thing. You know what I mean? So like I think saving you money with the discount code would be precedent over me getting a small slice of your purchase through Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. And then how does that work, though? I mean, if let's say I'm not buying Eagle Grit. Do I just load my card up and then go to your website, click on it, and then yeah, is just, that way? Or do I need to, like, start on your website? Before yeah, you got to start right start there? on my website, click on the Amazon thing. It opens up Amazon, then make all your purchases, and then Amazon knows that you went through Pulp, and then I get credited for that. Okay. All right. So yeah. If I got something sitting there for a couple of days, oh. take it out. Yeah. Yeah. Over. Just you. Well, you know, if you if you don't need to take it out, I think if you just go to it, it'll already be in your cart, and then we'll get a small slice of that. All right. Cool. Cool. Anything Thanks I for asking, do, man. So. Appreciate it. Thank Sweet. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Doctor Doctor Papa. You want to talk about two stroke power valves? Yes, I'm back. Can you hear me now? Yeah. What's up? How's it going, guys? Good. First of all, I wanted I wanted to tell you guys, Daniel. Uh, I started using Eagle Grit pretty recently dude it's amazing i love the the wash for my bike Ooh, i appreciate uh, that thank you so so yeah good job on that and uh steve i went through your site got it on amazon did not want to use your code because i wanted to save an eagle or two so oh, fantastic. Make good to hear good to hear anyway uh so i have a yc250 and uh i got a, an aftermarket uh top end and the power valve is adjustable Dude, I cannot figure out what the adjust, adjustments do. Could you could you explain it in normal people terms? What what a power valve, power valve does and how I can adjust it? Uh you can adjust the Yamaha one. What what no, year? I have a I have an aftermarket uh, cylinder, uh, so it has a screw that you can uh, you know turn in or out to change how the power valve responds. Dude, I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything about that. I, I don't know what, what you, year is it. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, it's a it's a 2012. Like, is it Athena cylinder or something? Well, who makes the cylinder? No, it's not. It's it's actually I asked Kiefer about it, and he said it sounded kind of janky. But it's it's called an Eddie Sanders Racing. Is the uh, guy that geez, makes you them? Should, you should call Eddie Sanders. <laughs> um, on, honestly, uh, I I don't know. I've never. I mean, I would think the screw to me off top of my is it in the front of the cylinder or on the sides. It's in the front of the cylinder, and it, it just tightens the power valve uh, up or down, I guess. Yeah, so what it would probably do is control the, the, the exhaust valve moves all the way in and closes it off for more compression and more, more sealant, and then it op- as you rev the bike, it opens and raises out of it. I would guess the bolt can be adjusted so that the power valve doesn't come all the way out. So, so mm-hmm. I would think that that would be it, you know? Um, so you would just have to play with that, but I don't know how much would equal... 
just use the fucking power valve how it's supposed to be used. Why do you want to adjust it? The, well, ja- the Japanese, Dr. Papa, the Japanese yeah. literally put in hundreds of thousands of hours to make sure that power valve is exactly the way they want it and the way the motor responds to it. They didn't make it so that it opens too far or too not enough. They specifically designed that thing to work the way it's supposed to work. Why do you want to adjust it? I don't understand. Why? I, I honestly don't either. <laughs> yeah, tell tell Eddie Sanders to not bother with that. Like seriously, like it's it's like I don't get it. Like the Jap, do you understand the hours that the Japanese put into these production bikes? Oh right, right, right. right. So yeah, so just so is, just use the power of how it's supposed to be used. I don't get it. This is this is a big board kit, so. Okay. It's just switched to Athena, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know anything about that. Seriously, I just use it. I, I don't know, Dr. Papa. I can't help you. Man. I can't help you. I, you should have seen me try to change a clutch earlier. Yeah, I yeah. can't help you right, at all. Right. So, I don't know, <laughs> man. Right. I'm sorry. Call Eddie No, it, it, it makes me feel better that a factory mechanic is as confused as I am with this stupid <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, what it does, I would bet the screw adjusts the power valve open and close, which is adjusts the volume of gas in the cylinder. But I don't know which way you'd want to go or how you'd want to adjust it to make it do whatever. That's what I'm thinking. But gotcha. but I don't know. Yeah, how many screws in? Who knows? I don't know. Well, well, I don't feel as dumb anymore. No, Thank don't. You. No problem. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling. In. Appreciate it. Thank All right. You. See you guys. Thank you. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Nothing. Just uh, I'm learning about adjustable power valves. I, <laughs> I didn't even know this existed. I don't know either, dude. I, I, I have no idea. I never heard of Doctor Papa. I never heard of Eddie Sanders. I never heard of adjustable power valves. That was a very enlightening phone call. But I have more questions than answers. I do too. I'm <laughs> left with Eddie Sanders. I need Eddie Sanders on the phone ASAP. So he makes a cylinder. I don't know how Eddie Sanders can make a cylinder, but he can. Eddie Sanders is going to have triple the amount of traffic he's ever had on his website yeah. this week. Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm more worried. I'm more worried about Doctor Papa though. He just ordered this thing with zero information. <laughs> right, and there's no manual. Like a very good decision. There's no manual. Eddie Sanders doesn't. Decision maker. Eddie Sanders doesn't include a manual. He's just like, ah, fuck it, figure it out yourself. <laughs> Call like, pulp. Yeah, like, like what happened in the manual? So, anyways, uh, I guess we can announce it tonight, JT. Uh, Friday night before Washugal. Uh, a Fly Racing Racer X Pulp MX live podcast show. We just figured that out today. Uh, 7 to 9 o'clock, Alberta Rose Theater in Portland, Oregon. Uh, tickets are not on sale yet. We'll figure that out. We'll tweet that out. But that'll be fun. Another live show. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I'm super excited. We are able to coordinate it with uh, the release of our 2020 stuff. You know, Washu was kind of that, that event for not only us, but other other brands too. It's just the right time for it. And, uh, yeah, to be able to have you and Weege and uh, some special guests involved and be able to talk about it and obviously talk about racing. And, and those shows have been such a, a hit and such a good time. Yeah. Uh, I really look forward to them. You know, I, I think everybody that comes and comes out to them, you know, we have a pretty good following in the Northwest, and, and everybody loves that Washington National. So right. I think it's going to think it's gonna, it's gonna work well. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, uh, looking forward to it. So that'll be fun, everybody. So stay tuned for tickets. Uh, we'll do a meet and greet after as well. So, uh, Daniel, you're welcome to buy a ticket if you want. We'll get you a little bit of a deal if you want to come up. Okay. And, come up I may or may not have seen the new fly gear. Just saying I'm pretty excited about How it. How have you seen it and Kiefer has not? <laughs> if Kiefer finds this out, it's going to be very angry. Very angry. I'm not going to reveal how I've seen it, oh, but I've boy. seen it. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not. Okay, JT. So, 
Uh, Jason Anderson, let's do a roundtable here. Jason Anderson, Zacho, Marv are all in the mix. Cooper Webb are all in the mix. Is Blake Baggett in that mix after this weekend? Like, how many, I'm so, how many motos have no, the other guys won? He won a moto. Yeah. Dude, I'm so confused about Baggett, though. Like, of course he doesn't back it up, which gives me even more questions than answers. I, I'm confused, too. Uh, you know, we give Eli a kind of a hard time on this hot or cold thing. Mm-hmm. Blake's kind of in that conversation, too. There was a couple of Supercrosses this year where he was the baddest dude on the track, yep. not even close. Yep. And then there was some where I forgot he was out there. Yeah. Mount Morris, same thing. Like, second moto. Well, he's dealing with an injury, so I get that. But still, when you win a moto, you, that tells me you're pretty good to 100%. Well, yeah. and that's my question. JT, you could probably help with this one, too, because... Blake's always been good at the late stages of moto. Remember, he always pulls these crazy things where he goes super fast last 10 minutes, but whenever he gets a start, he's kind of different. It, and at least in Supercross, he kind of goes backwards. So when he whole shot that race, I was like, yikes, this is unfamiliar territory. He's usually not up there like this. Is he going to get swallowed up? And I think with him getting away just enough, it kind of helped with that. But I mean, I, am I wrong? I just don't feel like I've seen many races with him where he gets out front early and then just checks out and wins. I don't, I don't remember ever seeing that, ever. It's happened, but it's been pretty rare. Uh, I will say, though, that he has a history of putting in these types of rides at High Point, though. Uh, Going back to his first year in 2010, he was on the former Rockstar Suzuki team, which is now Rockstar Husqvarna, on a 250. And he was going four or five seconds a lap faster than everybody. And he didn't end up winning the moto, but it was like the first, like, holy crap moment in his outdoor career. Uh, then other years, um, he the year where his visor was backwards, he was going so much faster than everybody in the mud. It was unbelievable. Uh, so to see him win, he, he won there in 2017. So to see him be that fast and be able to pull a 10-second lead on everybody, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. It's, it's more of the circumstances because he's, he's really had a tough start to the season, and he hasn't had – anywhere near that type of pace. I mean, he hasn't even really been close to, to the leaders in the motos. So, so I was surprised as anybody. Um, I don't really have any answers for you. I, I don't know that anybody could have any answers, including Blake. So does he get in, like, I, I kind of wrote, because of the injury, because of the things you've been telling us, JT, about, you know, needing this work to ride and, and, and all of this, mm-hmm. I kind of just wrote him off as more like, hey, he's going to be fifth, sixth, like seventh, like, but is he now going to be with Osborne and and Anderson yeah. Webb? Like he, he, he seemed like in the Barsha group where you right. kind of knew he was banged up, so you don't expect much. You yeah. kind of forget so, that he's going to maybe challenge. Where are we at now? Like this weekend, WW Ranch. Like just can you go three three? I think it's I think it's still situational, and you know when I've seen people deal with injuries, usually that means you're not practicing much. And that's kind of been his M.O. for a long time. Like, he's just constantly beat up to where he's not able to ride. That was the story of his whole Supercross season, pretty much. Even with the win at Glendale, everybody was kind of, like, shaking their heads and, like, shrugging their shoulders because he wasn't practicing at all. And then he goes out there and wins and passes for the lead late, you know, when he should be struggling a bit fitness-wise. So, to me, the lack of ability to practice leads to inconsistency. And you really don't know what you're going to get from moto to moto. And I think, you know, when guys are super prepared, like we're seeing from Adam Cincerillo right now, I think you're able to erase that inconsistency and you're able to have it every single time. 
Uh, I just don't think Blake has that right now. I think it's kind of a guessing game. You know, everything has to be exactly perfect for him to be well, where he can be because he's just – I just don't think he's where he wants to be in his fitness and preparation. Well, it was all perfect in Moto 1. Good God. I don't, I don't know if Eli would have caught him. Like, I, I, I don't I don't think Eli's – like I would, people would be like, "Oh, Eli was get Eli wasn't catching him, man. No, it, it wasn't it happening. Eli maybe could have on a certain type of track, but Eli's not that great there either. So, right. it, kind of a perfect storm for him. But yeah, JT, to your point, I, I think you know when you're, when you're healthy and your program is solid during the week and it's consistent, you do the same thing every day. You do your motos, whatever. You're probably more consistent on the weekends too because everything is more routine. And when you don't have a routine then how are your results really supposed to be routine? They're going to be all over. If things yep. work out, sweet. If they don't, like, right. of course. So I just, I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but how do you clean it up? Because it's been a couple of years now, and he's he's obviously probably frustrated because he knows where he can be when he pulls off these kind of rides. I mean, just how do you clean that up? It's, it's, every, it's every year there's something that's holding him back from being at full strength. It's like he's at 80% all the time. Yeah, I, I think mentally, too, it's, can't be overstated how much confidence you gain from that routine. You know, you show up and you're like, man, I'm good. Like I can handle any scenario. If it's hot, if it's ruddy, if it, you know, whatever, I'm a hundred percent prepared. But when you're not, you know, you are more than anyone else does. And you always have those doubts in the back of your mind. Like, how's this going to go today? I haven't really ridden all that much. You know, <laughs> you're like, uh, I think that, I just think that translates into iffy days, you know, and when you get the whole shot and everything's perfect, great. But there are, as we've seen with him, so many other motos where it's just like, what the hell am I doing back here in ninth, you know? Yeah. Um, really nothing he could do about it. So, Eric, uh, out of Osborne and Anderson and Marv and Coop, who do you like to, assuming Kenny and Eli, who've won everything outside yeah. of one moto, who do you like to emerge from that pack? I said Osborne last week. Like, I'm like, watch everybody. Watch Osborne. He's now going to emerge and be a third-place guy or better. What about you? What do you think? You know, I'm confused about this group because yeah. they, they're all on the same bikes, basically. And I don't know if something is going wrong there or not, but it's like, uh, I mean, I was I was glad to see uh, Blake win one model, so we know the bike can win, mm-hmm. you know, but otherwise it's been a, a green and red show, Yeah, you know, and that's that's. I'm pretty happy to see Kenny doing so good. It's amazing. I mean, it's, like yeah. it's, uh, it's really what we've been waiting for for a long time. But uh, you know, it's, I, you know, I don't see it is something missing, you know, in, in that From group right now as far as winning races. And Zach has been doing quite well. He's been showing a little bit more, you know, aggressiveness. Yep. Uh, Marvin has been doing good on and off. You yeah, know, he's he had, had a weird season. Yeah. He's had to ride a lot harder than he probably intended yes. to. That guy's been coming from the back. Like, how many times has he fallen the wheel yeah. on the first lap? Yep. I mean, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Is he going to get the RC and, Charger Award two uh, weeks in a row? Yep. And Anderson seems hot and cold. Yeah. You know, yep. so um, I said what Blake did last weekend, I think it's that puts him on almost on top. He did something that the other guys didn't. Right, right. Which is what you want a mortal. Yeah. You know, so that's... Uh, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't... Like I said, I was ready to pro- proclaim Zach as the guy. Yeah. I liked what he did at Thunder Valley, and I just felt like he was getting better. Hangtown was good for him. Yep. And then I'm just like, this weekend, I'm like, eh, okay, well, Anderson was good. You know, Anderson was in position for the overall until late. So I don't know, and JT, I'm more confused than ever. I guess we'll wait and see. Well, we don't know anything. I think those guys have, uh, they have a pretty unique opportunity here because you look at the level of talent from the group that they have together, and they're all going to be able to work and feed off of each other now. And all of them can kind of look at each other 
and we know when they're sitting around in the shop in between motos and say, hey, guys, like, we're getting our asses kicked here. Like, what, what is the deal? We all need to we all need to pull it together here. Like, we're, none of us are battling for a championship right now. None of us are even in contention for a championship right now. Yep. So it will behoove all of us to work together to try to find some more speed because they just don't have that the, the very tip top speed. You know, when Eli's on, he can ride away from him. When Kenny's on, he can ride away from all of them. So, you know, if I'm Alden, and obviously he's way smarter than I'll ever be with this stuff, but if I'm him, I really try to rally the group as a whole and say, hey, guys, let's work together to try to close the gap here. You know, everybody's, everybody's off for themselves. We get that. But we can work together to try to find some speed. If we all push and everybody pushes each other, that's the only way they're going to close the gap right now. Uh, I, I think they have that, that quality because I think Adam's doing the same thing. He's working with Cincerillo and Sexton and these guys, and they're pushing each other. I don't know how Eli does it. I don't know how he does it riding by himself all the time. Uh, right. but, but I think it's going to be – there's going to be a big emphasis on those guys to find some pace over the next few weeks to try to close this gap down. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I feel like all four of those guys can win a moto. I just, oh, I do too, I don't, yeah. I just don't know if those guys can put together two. I, I know, wouldn't have picked Blake Baggett to win a moto. So. Yeah. So. I, guess, I guess really – sorry, and, and the only – thing i would add when i when i'm watching the race like when blake got going eli crashed and blake got going he was going almost two seconds a lap faster than that group of webb anderson yeah uh tomac got back into it and then you know when when kenny's on the first moto at thunder valley he's going you know two and a half to three seconds a lap faster we've seen eli do that several times so to me, when I watch and I analyze what they're missing, it's that. It's that ability to go. When they go that, you know, blitz speed, you know, other world speed, none of that group seems like they can go with that right now. And that's, to me, that's the glaring absence in their game is I haven't seen anybody in that group be able to sprint away or just go to a lap time that nobody else can match. Yeah. I, I don't know what the answer that is. That extra gear. But I, I would guarantee, yeah, yeah, I would guarantee that that's what they're working on right now is finding that that extra speed they're missing. They have everything else. They're, they're fit and obviously all that. They just don't seem to have that, that extra one or two seconds of lap that the other guys can go to. Yeah, be interesting to see what happens. Uh, WW Ranch this weekend, JT, your home state of Florida. Eric, well, lives there. We figure this is the first... I. I I guess this is the first national since Gainesville. I didn't think about that till we were talking, Eric, but it totally is. It's the first Absolutely. national back there since 1998, Gainesville. Seven. Seven? Seven? Yeah. So 1997, yeah. Gainesville. 22 years. And those guys are going to suffer. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Eric said it was 82 yesterday. Yeah, it's been No, no, it's, it's going to be 94 on Saturday in Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't care what Eric says. I trust JT with the weather. Yeah, he's it's, very it's, honored with the weather. Yeah, it's, it's his yes. thing. It's his yes. passion yes, it outside is. of the sport. It is. Um, Eric, I know you live there and all, but that yeah. means nothing to me. JT, I, I'm with you. JT's yeah. like Al Roker of Moto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he, Eric's right. It did cool down, and they've had record heat this year. Yeah, It did cool down, but it's about to ramp back up. I'm looking at it actually right now, and uh, unfortunately for, for these guys, it's going to be it's gonna be brutal, man. There, there are – not many worse things than uh, an uh, outdoor motocross race in the summer in Florida. In the I sand. Mean, it's, in yeah, the sand. It's let, awesome. Let's yeah. not forget awesome, that all those guys are hard. training there. Yeah. No, they live there. Yeah. <laughs> will there be Will there be afternoon showers at this time of year? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for sure there'll be. I mean, showers. not for sure, but but yeah, I would likely. say eighty percent chance. The, right. The last moto is Jeez. in right. the rain. Um, yeah. Eric Bernard, Daniel Blair. You know, you wonder. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. You wonder though. You know the guys that have been staying in California and riding. The star guys are notorious for that. They all stay in California and ride. Eli Tomax. You know, he doesn't do the Florida thing. Will those guys, are those guys going to suffer any? Those are the guys I would be worried about. The, the Florida training group, they've been, they've already been just yeah, exactly. killing themselves in it already. And, yeah. and, you know, we spoke with Zach Osborne and he kind of made mention of that as it's just going to be another day. But some of these guys haven't been in that. And it, it has not been hot in a lot of these areas. So uh, it, there's going to be yeah. a, a whole new variable to, to watch on Saturday. And you think about the outdoor series, too. You get three or four hot ones in, you start adapting. But, like, for Eli, this will be his first hot race also, of when, the year. when you say they've been in it and they have been, I don't care what you say, though. Practicing and racing are two different two different animals. You know what it I is. mean? Like, Absolutely. Is. So, yep. yeah, you can use to it, but you're practicing in it and you're giving it 80% effort or whatever. You know, Jacksonville's going to be 100% effort. So, um, You know what? You know what the – the weird thing is, is when you get off the plane, and Troy, Ohio was like this, too. You get off the plane, and the first thing, you're just like, oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh, God. This is, I'm, already, I'm already suffering, and I'm just walking off the plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Eric Pernard and Daniel Blair in studio, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Papa Mech Show. Also, Jason Thomas on the line. So I'd like to always talk to Eric a little bit about business of the sport and, and all that while we have you. And, of course, Daniel Blair. You and Feld work together. You have that list that I've talked about with with Feld about things that I want changed and everything else. Still sitting in the same spot. Right, right. <laughs> um, Eric, do you think we go overseas with Supercross? What do you think? When when does that happen? I, they've tried to say it. I've heard yeah, it's coming. It's, you know, it's it's funny because it goes through cycle. For a while, I do believe it's going to happen. Yep. And for a while, I do believe it's not going to happen. Right now, I, I'm not sure it's going to happen. You but know. not for 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. looking at 24 months yeah. at a time. Right, you know, right, I mean, right. it's a, something like that, it requires so much involvement yep. and investment right. that I don't see it happening like we're talking 21, 22. You know, I mean, it's like any, they would have to pull the trigger today to make it happen in 21. Yeah, it, they would have to be way ahead of it. And yeah. I mean, I'm obviously not fully in the loop, but the conversations I've had, I don't think it's immediate you know what i mean right. I, I, I mean, i'm sure they want to obviously yeah. I, I would guess but but where where are they going to lose they only have 17 they have 17 rounds in 18 weeks and they can't go in may because of the outdoors and that's a whole nother agenda for sure yeah what, what rounds are they going to lose in america to to go overseas i mean can they go in december maybe Again, like that, they, like they used to. Yeah, I've heard about that a couple of times, but I'm not sure the teams are ready for that. You know, and, uh, uh, I, I, yeah. JT, what do you think? Does this happen? Uh, I think it does. Yeah, I probably should stay out of this one specifically, uh, but I, I do think it happens in the near future. That'll be Whoa. interesting. That'll be wow. interesting. He knows. He knows something. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I don't see it. I don't. I don't see it. I, I, I'll believe it when I. Yeah. When I see it, I just. I, I want to see it happen. That's your famous it's good line. I believe it when I see it. Yeah, right. It's. A, it's a, so good for the sport. But I think they have to change the business plan completely. They have to go into the the subsidy 
side of the sports business. Uh, they're never going to sell enough tickets somewhere else in the world to justify right. doing it. They they just have to get some, uh, you know. Freaky, they they got to hit up everybody yeah, that Giuseppe hits up, basically. Bulgaria has to give them $10 million. And they, but they, they will, to, right? I mean, these companies, they seem to be giving Giuseppe money. No problem. Absolutely. So, But it's something that has to be addressed completely differently. It's a different culture. You know, I mean, Giuseppe is what he, he thrive on. You know, Feld is... Yeah. Free market business. Yep. You basically go in a place. You pay for everything. You you get ticket sales. Yeah, the old school promotion model. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Uh, and it's it's really remarkable. But that's not the way Supercross is going to go around the world. It's not the way Formula One went around the world. It's not the way MotoGP went around the world. And it's not the way MXGP. Does, does MotoGP and familiar? I don't follow MotoGP. It's dumb. But. Do they get subsidies like oh, like a Ustream? That's, that's the only thing they get. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's, uh, okay, so yeah, it's like they, when they go to Malaysia, there's, it's not the Malaysian spectators that pay for, right, for, right, right, for right, the right. GP. You know, it's it's Malaysia. God, hit up. That's what we need to do for this show. Is hit up the government, the, yeah. the state of Nevada. <laughs> yeah, for this show and get get a subsidy. Dude, I used to race in the Philippines, and it was put on by. Like the governor of the island that we raced exactly. on, it was put on by the government. But okay, if you're but Vegas is pretty close to that. Vegas yeah, is one yeah. of those markets where you have some help. JT, if you're Sternstrom or you're um, who's in charge of Honda, I don't even know. Uh, Kehoe. Well, yeah, okay, but above him, I was thinking. Like, anyways, if you're McCarty <laughs> or these guys, and Feld says to you, "Hey, man, we, you guys are partners. We have races. We want to go overseas." Don't you just say to them, "Yeah." We have overseas writers, Tim Geyser and Goche Paulin and Clement DeSalle. Those are our worldwide racers that we pay to go all over the world to showcase our brands. Our brand here in America is USA. Like we show, we showcase in America. Like that's that would be my comeback. That'd be my. Com- I don't. We don't want to go. Why are we doing this, JT? That'd be my comeback. I, I think that I think that teams are willing to, and you know the the OEMs are obviously paying a big portion of these things. So it's, it's not just the American teams making decisions. Uh, I think they would be willing to go as long as it doesn't expand their budget and it's at no cost to them. I think that's the, the biggest ingredient that has to be sorted out. And, and obviously, Eric, is that's the way to do it. These, the government subsidies, and you have to find someone who's willing to foot the bill for these events to be put on. Uh, you know, MXGP is not going to... Uh, Qatar and Indonesia because, you know, there's some great turnout and a lot of money to be made. These are events that are paid for by, you know, the government or the Department of Tourism or exactly. whoever decides this is a good idea. Um, and that's exactly, I agree, uh, that's the only way Supercross will expand because no one's going to want to risk that much money. Yeah. I mean, that's already been yeah. tried. I was going to say, the that. risk is, would be heavy, right? The calendar yeah, also... It's, it's a losing yeah. proposition. It's well, a losing proposition financially. To me, the calendar doesn't work out. You, you, you want to start these guys in January, take them overseas after a couple rounds. Where's your weekend off going to be from traveling back from overseas? Where's your time to train and ride and not push these athletes to the limit? They're already pushed 17 out of 18. Yep. It's gnarly. Now you're asking them to do a one or two... Over, maybe you do two weeks because why go for one and come back? And you're asking them to, to train and not be tired. And, like, where's the ca- – the calendar doesn't fit for me for any of this unless you go in December. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, so. I don't think that they're going to have to fit it for you. I, I feel like they'll find a way. <laughs> well, no, my 
thought I would suggest the teams and teams would be like, what about our elite I was athletes? Say, I'll go out on a limb for them. They're not concerned what you're thinking, Steve. Just who, a guess. Who's that, Feld? Yeah. I'm yeah, no, guessing. I know, but I'm saying as a team, if I'm <laughs> yeah, Sturm, yeah. Sturm or McCarty, I'm saying, what? Do, I got these athletes, man. They're paid in the USA. How are we going to go to uh, uh, Minneapolis yeah. on yeah. a Saturday? Go to Europe and come back and hit New York. How are we going to do that? Like in, in, in 14 days. So. It's it's virtually impossible unless you charter your own plane. Because I've done that with X Games. Right. And I know how much it costs. It's it's insane. Right. You know, I mean, it's, we were doing X Games in Brazil. And a week later, we are doing X Games in Germany. Or, and that that is, even ESPN was just <laughs> was having some issues with it. So, uh, They're like, excuse me, Mr. Perrar. Uh, <laughs> what do we got going on here now yeah. exactly? <laughs> So it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for what JT is saying. I hope it will happen. I just don't know how. And I know if we want to, 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 if we want to see it successful within two or three years, we have to get to work today. You know, because right. it's not, and it's, you know, I've been talking with the fell guys regularly and say, hey, you know, this is the big project. If you want to make it happen, yeah. it's not just getting a check from somebody and hope it's going to work. Maybe it's, it's, a, maybe it's, it's a lot of things to be... To maybe be. it's a new job for you. Yeah, right. Because you did it before. <laughs> I mean, you were the guy for Holland and Spain yeah, and all yeah, of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. You're back on the payroll, Feld. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different dynamic for sure. Yeah. But we also have to remember they've been doing the logistically with Monster Jam for yeah. however long. You know, internationally. Yeah, I organized the first Monster Jam in Europe in uh, 2002 yeah, sure. for them, and uh, it's right. it was. I mean, it was. Do they, so they they, sh- they ship the trucks. Oh yeah, yeah. It was so oh, yeah. easy. It was like I, I couldn't believe how easy it was. I say I need trucks in that location on that day. Bomb done, and it was 20 years ago. And yeah, I'm yeah. sure they're only better now. Right, right, right. Know, so did they, did they sell out? Do they uh, people love it? Yeah, yeah. We had the first Monster Jam show in Paris with 52,000 spectators. First one ever <laughs> that's awesome so I mean monster truck is bigger than supercross yeah, yes, so we, we yes, don't have yeah, to yeah, worry yeah, about right, that that's a right, reality right yeah. yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do I, and, yeah. I think they're gonna I, I think they're interested in expanding and I don't know how you know their monster jams pushing into China now that's the new frontier you know for a lot of industries now is to try to engage the Chinese market because there's so many people there and, and yeah, they're I, I, I was there last week JT I'm, uh, I'm a little yeah. bit uh, lukewarm after after spending 10 days in China involved in motorsports I, I've noticed really? yeah. how little engagement there was from the crowd right. towards yeah. the actors right. and uh, I'm very very right. curious to see the first GP in Shanghai in uh, September you know, long I will be there. there. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like, you know, I wish I could be there, but I, I'm be somewhere. I think the same weekend as Montreal. Actually. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, okay, September 15. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, that's going to be a, a very interesting experience for everybody. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm did, telling did, you, you're going to have a good time. It's going to be really, really cool. But you're going to be like, wow, uh, I know nothing. I feel like I'm on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> is it is it weird right. to go there to China? Is it weird no, to I travel mean, there? Did you feel like uh, not unsafe? But did you oh, feel not not unsafe? Is not the right word. Yeah, did no. you feel uh, yeah like a different out of body yeah, experience? Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they look at 
us like we cows on the field. You know, basically, <laughs> we don't, you know, there's no much, they, they are. They there's not are, a lot of emotions there. No, it's, uh, it's amazing. And, and uh, I, last time I was there was 10 years ago. I never seen any country in the world that changed so much in 10 years. Really? It's uh, yeah. 10 years ago, there was only bicycle and buses. Now it's only electric scooters and, uh, yeah. and, and, uh, and Teslas yeah, and yeah. Lexuses. Right. You know, it's like, I mean, Shanghai. I'm not talking y- about yeah. the back country. Right, right. And it's, it's just amazing. Is MXGP building a track or do they have something there? They, I have no idea what they're doing. JT, do you know? Yeah. They're, uh, they're building a track specifically for this race uh, in an area that's right along the coast. And I, I would try to pronounce the district that it's in. But I would, <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I would really mess it up. Yeah. I see. <laughs> but they're, uh, they're building the track specifically for it. And that's why they pushed the event from, because originally it was supposed to be May 1st. Uh, and they pushed it to September because they were way behind on the track being built. So hmm. um, I know they've uh, they've committed to it. And I think everything's happening. They've they've had representatives come over to a few events. They had uh, they've come over to U.S. events, come over to uh, MXGP events. So we'll see. I'm interested. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a learning experience for everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. The first go around, but I'm I'm excited just to be a part of it and witness it. Well, we'll see. I, I like I said, I love, love I love talking about the business sport with you, Eric. Uh, and this is something but you that's know, come it's a a, just because you and I work for for companies. You know, JT. I mean, I spent mm-hmm. ten days in a country where I didn't see one single person wearing a fly fox Thor Alpine Star shirt or hats. Right. Not mm-hmm. a single person. I'm like. There's no way in the world where you can go and spend ten days without somebody, somebody having <laughs> something. Yeah, having yeah. a, a moto yeah. theme, you know, right. shirt or a hat. I mean, like nobody, nobody. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that very aspect is what's so attractive to some of these, you know, large companies that have money to invest and they can plan out the next couple of decades as far as investment and in trying to grow that market because it's untapped. Yeah, know? yeah. It's it, going to be an unbelievable task to get there. But I think they look at that many people with that strong of an economy at the moment, and they're selling to exactly zero people at the moment. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. I mean, you can only go up. You mm. cannot go down. Yeah. You know? Enticing, for sure. Yeah. Like, I had to buy all the bikes. We, we couldn't find six YZ250s in the entire country of Japan. So I had to go in China. You mean? Uh, in chi- China, yeah. China, I'm Japan, sorry. Japan, you should be able yeah. to find them in Japan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they so. got a few. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. uh, and we had to buy them in California and ship them. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it was a blessed day for Dave Damron at Chaparral. <laughs> like, I, I, I bought eight bikes, <laughs> cash, send them to China. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and they're coming back though or what? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. have to bring them back yep. because they can't stay in the country because of the duties. Yeah. And uh, we we're basically gonna they're gonna go China, California, China, California yeah, yeah, yeah. for the next couple of years. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh, geez, that's funny. Good job uh, for the bikes. All right, JT. Anything else? Fly racing, flyracing.com. Uh, please check them out on the web. The Formula Helmet is out now. Uh, we're the debut the 2020 stuff in Washougal. Um, what else, JT? Anything else? Did I miss? Did we catch touch uh, on anything? not too much. I will uh, I will not be there this weekend, nope. but uh, I will be at Southwick. So I hope you survive the heat. It's going to uh. be to be pretty brutal. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta stop this, dude. I've I've been to Florida in the summer. It's okay. <laughs> People don't die. Like you are so. He was he was there. I'm, I'm he worried. Was, he grew up in this shit. Yeah. And he's acting like it's like fire. It's it's fine, dude. The, the USGP was mi- emergency. The USGP was miserable. Oh God, it was. 
It was so hot and humid and really? muggy. Well, you don't like you don't like uh, hundred degree heat and walking around in a foot of standing water. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, buddy. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Please check them out. Thanks, Jace. Hi guys. Jason Thomas, everybody. He seems confident that Supercross will go go over. But. I say he's probably wondering how I've seen the new flag here. I'm wondering how he knows things that I don't. Yeah, know. see yeah. exactly. Um. Anyways, uh, all right. Let's uh, let's uh, more race race tech race tech rant of the night. Oh, uh, Racetech.com. Please check them out on the web. Pulp nineteen is the uh, code to save with those guys. Ben Lemay using Race Tech Motors. Michael Lessi, Tyler Medaglia using suspension and motors, or suspension anyways. Racetech.com. Uh, please get your suspension some love. Get your motors some love. They do bike, great bike mods there, and they'll dial you in. So thanks to the folks at Racetech. Uh, Racetech rant of the night. I didn't really have too much. Um, this fucking Charlie Sanders thing, though, this cylinder head. That's my race deck round of the night. Like, why are you... And it's my race deck round of the night, too. Like, listen, I know all you jerks out there love to put a CR500 motor in an aluminum chassis and go drag race your buddies and fucking drink beers and think about... Like, that ain't... And rattle your hands that, off that's the That's my point. Like, stop trying to outsmart the Japanese engineers. Like, these guys go to school. They don't fucking put a 500 motor in a chassis for a 454 stroke and just be like yep all done we're good like there's so much bracing and thickness of aluminum and motor mounts and everything else that goes into the making of a motorcycle it is phenomenal and i've seen it and been part of it a little bit at yamaha and ktm like stop fucking it up everybody don't put a <laughs> screw in your power valve charlie sanders don't put a 500 motor in an aluminum chassis that was built in its guy's garage like i know it looks cool and everything but it works like shit <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. That's my race tech around of the night. Racetech.com. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> Thank you, Marks, for that. Uh, okay, so, uh, Eric, uh, X Games, China. Yeah. I you just, just got back. Yep. And your little tepic, tepid, yeah. tepid. No, it was great. Yeah. It was a great experience, but that was like, it was very sobering in the fact that I went there like JT is yeah. ready to go. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, biggest country, biggest market in the world. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm involved with uh, with Fox Racing, yep. so I'm like, what is in China that we don't get? Yeah, that I need to get, basically everything. Yep. You know, it's like it's uh, it's not only a, a language issue. It's like you know, culture is yeah, way it's culture. Different. I've put you know, I, I lined up all of the freestylers' bike at the entrance of X Game, which is was a big festival mm -hmm. we were on on Disney yep. property, you okay. know, uh, Disney Shanghai. I mean, people were not looking at bikes. Yeah, they like, just, yeah. I mean, they were walking, you know, hundreds, thousands of people in front of a. 10th freestyle yeah, bike and not even not even looking at it I'm not talking about putting kid on no, it or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so weird too because you would think that because they don't have much of it they'd be like what is that thing yeah. they don't even they just ignored so, it were there any Chinese athletes in skate or anything yeah, like skate yes skate they have yes, some skate, so were they getting yes. behind those people were absolutely they, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were totally yeah. into it right right you know skate seems to be uh, ripe right. but it's but happening for FMX you know? nothing for motorcycles just like and some people told me it's a, it's a cultural reason they kind of like a to risk okay they more like they want their kids to go to school instead of instead yeah, yeah, of yeah. taking chances right which mm -hmm. is maybe not a bad idea yeah, yeah you know yeah. i mean it's a different concept right. that's what we do yep. but it was like really like i, I don't know i'm like i want to go back i want to to re-experience the place but it was so and you've been everywhere you've literally traveled the world yeah yeah you've literally I mean, traveled I mean, the world 60 70 countries you know, but i, I was you know about his deal like uh, 10 years ago now exactly 10 years well, ago. 10 years ago eric took his whole family uh took a year off yep 
and traveled the world. They went around the world, Eric and his family. How many countries? Uh, 35 on that trip. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. really neat idea. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah. I've always heard Russia's a little bit unique, too. Is that yeah. is it uh, a little Russia different? Russia is cool. Yeah, it's but like a little the, different, same yeah. thing, culture is a little... I like little... to feel not comfortable. <laughs> Russia is great for that. <laughs> I, that's what I, I've, heard, I've heard it's not the most welcoming. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, we, we, did, uh, we took the train from uh, China to Moscow, which is about two weeks long. The Trans-Siberian. For real? Uh, yeah, for two, real. Two yeah. weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, my wife was not too excited about that. <laughs> you know, uh, and, but, uh, horrible. But, you know, like, Daniel doesn't even like going to Sacramento yeah. from where he lives. You're stuck in the middle of Siberia. I was literally yeah, on the flight here going, oh, I hate Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Cruising across the Siberian. Right. Oh. Uh, it's, it's different. 17 hours to fly to China. That was the biggest uh, part. Did you get upgraded? Were you upgraded? Yeah. yeah all the yeah, way. Yeah. In. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's God, all right. That part felt good for oh, 17 hours. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Dark side, what's up? How are you? Good, man. I got a couple of things. Um, Eric. I want to go to Hawaii next year, man. I need the invite. <laughs> well, I mean, all you got to do is just produce Pulpamex show type numbers, Dark Side, <laughs> yeah. and you can get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, so, hey, you guys were talking earlier. You were talking specifically about MX Nations, and you've talked about it a number of times. Us not going. What do you think the reaction would be to that, honestly? To from the other countries, would they be like, "Hmm, that, you know, that's interesting," or would they kind of like, think we're pussies? Or what do you think? They've not gone before. Two thousand four, they didn't go. Two thousand one, they didn't go. Yeah, um, I think they're different now. I think, though, I mean, like the competition's different now. The the Euros, they, I mean, they, they've got a lot better. I think they're a lot more competitive now. Well, what does that matter if they're not going? I don't. What does that matter? I, I, I don't know. I, just I know what he's saying. I think Hurleys and those guys are bigger stars. Maybe more important now. And us not showing up almost makes us look like we're scared of it. Yeah, as I say, it, it, the perception yeah. would be like no, we're well, over it because yeah. we're getting worked all yeah, the time. Yeah, I don't care. Fuck them. Well, my, <laughs> back to that conversation. I don't know we want to go down the rabbit hole all the way, but there's so many variables that make it bad for us. That's the what schedule, I'm saying. There, there, the money, yeah. the rules of the race. It's it's an mm-hmm. all there, it is is nothing. A G- there's one guy getting rich off that, and all the cards are, are stacked in America's uh, against America. Yeah, like, uh, everything is stacked against him. And, and everything again, by name, it's the Motocross of Nations. It's just another GP, dude. Think about so, it. And it's not even the best of the best. It's the three best riders yeah, no, from each G- country. It's not the best the of the GP's best. GP is better. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can make yeah. a case that GP <laughs> yeah. is deeper. Yeah, because exactly. there's more Belgians there and yeah. more French Frenchmen there my, and everything my, else. My concept, which I worked on, which would have been to cross a GP and a national. Yeah, good luck w- with that. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that that would be the best race in the yeah. world. If you have the 20 American riders and yeah. the 20 best non-American riders, then yep. you would have the real motocross of nation. Yep. Because you know you only have three Dutch guys, you only have three American guys. Only three French right. guys, which and the, seems to be okay. And the, the French yeah, guy the seems fr- to be okay. You could put anybody, apparently, from France. <laughs> Eric might be on the team next year. They're going yeah. to take yeah. the win. Uh, they uh, took a goddamn Enduro guy two years ago, right? Uh, but no, Dark Side, I mean, there would be some of that. There, it's 2019. You're going to get reactions from all over the place. You're going to get people saying, oh, America's scared. They lost seven years in a row. They're being bitches. And I, just, I would just give them the double middle finger and tell them, whatever, beat it. Who cares? Fair enough. Fair so. enough. Hey, so uh, wrap-up show Wednesday night. Hopefully the next wrap-up show. We got uh, Nash, gentlemen. Nice, nice. And uh, Cody Piscatelli going to be on. So oh, yeah, nice. just uh, right. hope everybody hope everybody listens. Yeah, some some good reviews from that and some bad reviews, but I think it's going well. So please, it's in the feed. Pulpomex wrap up show, hosted by Dark Side. So uh, thanks for doing yep. that, man. Thanks for listening. All right, appreciate right. it, Daniel. Keep selling the eagle grip, bro. I am all day, every day. All right, thanks, Dark Side. Uh, all right, Eric. So what the hell is going on with the Neurocross? 
Oh wow! That's so okay. So so you <laughs> I forgot, I forgot that part. You brought it. You brought it to the, to the states. You started. No, no, I created it. You, in you US. sold it. You sold it to uh, uh, Bonnier. Yeah, fifteen years ago. Okay, so like, then and then I you made a ton of money it. on that, and then you actually got and then you were running it and getting more money, which is all awesome. And then it switched hands again. Yeah. And then it folded. Yeah. And then you announced with the guys from the Kicker Arena Cross, you're doing a two-round series. Three rounds. Three rounds. Yeah, because we had we had to save the sport. You know, it's like I was I didn't know I was I would have to do that uh, <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah. What? Tell us a little bit about that. So no, it's uh, it was sold in November. You know, a guy bought it and uh, obviously didn't realize the scope of what it would take. And within six months, he decided, uh, kind of like the trans world situation. Yeah. They bought the magazine and they, they, they pulled the plug. Right. You know, same thing that happened. So a guy bought it, realized that he would not be able to make it happen, and he pulled the plug. Like mid-April, which was, you know, yeah. that was about uh, uh, packing for Hawaii when that happened, yeah. you know. And uh, so my, my buddy, uh, Todd Hammock, and I, we just looked at each other and said, we have to do something. Yep. And that's, you know, we basically called the AMA, called the teams, and everybody was overly supportive. And they say, hey, whatever you do, we'll, we'll, we'll be we'll, there. We'll back it. We'll back yep. it. So we, we settled on a three-race series. Just you know, kind of like the the best one, you know, Arizona, Denver, and uh, and uh, Boise, Boise, Boise yeah. and um, yeah, we're gonna make it happen. It's gonna be tough because uh, I'm telling you, budgets are yeah. spent. The budgets are gone, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, do you have some title guys? I mean, kicker uh, on board, or we we have uh, we have a couple of companies that are backing yep. us up. Right. You know, like uh, Pro Taper, Paul is uh, backing us up. Mm-hmm. I think Scott is gonna Come keep on, on yep. helping. Yep. Uh, we yeah, we're totally open. You know, we. Uh, well, if somebody's listening to this, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. We, we're totally humble about it. It's the situation, like, hey, what can we do? We're not, we, we're not in an asking position. Yeah, we just whoever wants to help is willing. We're, I, I we're very grateful. Thing, I find the whole thing bizarre that somebody bought it and then decided to fold it before they even ran. It. I don't, I don't understand that. Kiefer, I talked to Kiefer a little bit. He gave me some information that he's gotten they, and stuff. But they did just, a very bad job. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just kidding. so, do you foresee yourself diving into twenty twenty? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I kind of committed myself to do to give a year and a half shot. Okay. You know, to kind of. God, like, did you're busy enough? I, you know, in <laughs> February 15, I had no idea I would do Hawaii Supercross. I would do China X game, and I would try to save Enduro Cross. That was three months ago. <laughs> you know, so here goes my vacation. Yeah, you know, yeah. Your so. wife is like, "What are you doing? Yeah, you're supposed I'm, to be winding it down." Exactly. I, yeah. I'm trying to. So I'm. Right. I'm just gonna take it as it comes right. and uh, you know you, we, we all face if you sell Pulp MX tomorrow and somebody ruins it you could yeah, have if I was going to maybe sell to this guy then he was going to flush it down yeah. <laughs> um, you're going to have to come back now correct me if I'm wrong but um, it looked to me uh, I watched some of them on TV I went to some of them it made money. Yeah. It was successful. It was a it's rolling a, series. That la, last year was the most successful. We sold out every venue. Okay. So we had good sponsors. Right, so just, what the hell happened? So, you know, what happened is Bonnier, as you well know, yeah. is a publishing company, and they were trying to save their publishing business. So they decided to sell it out, you know, to whoever yep. wanted to. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was not the right fit. You know, it's, it, it shows you that, uh, right. you know, you can think it, it's always the people that make the difference. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and really, right. I felt comfortable not to be involved anymore. I was like, the series was yeah. was successful. We were 
you know, like I said, selling out everywhere we went, and uh, we're gonna try to to make it happen again this year. But it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Right. But yeah, but, but you got Hacker Haker and Webb coming back, and like they're uh, gonna support the series. Yeah, yeah, Webb busted his knee, so he's out for six months. Oh, okay. But uh, oh. everybody else is. Yeah, you know, yeah everybody else will like, keep going. That's, that's all we needed. In one week, we got uh, the cancellation and and uh, Webb yep. busting his knee. So yep. we, we felt like we were lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Montreal Supercross happening again, right? Yes, You're going to be running yes, that. Yes, um, Jestev uh, brought you on board. Jestev, yeah, yeah Jestev yeah. brought you on board so. last year. Yep. Montreal Supercross, of course, thirty-two or thirty-three straight years of racing yep. went away. Um, you brought it back, yeah, entangled we, it into the Jetwork series at the Rockstar Triple Crown. Yeah, they have we now. were very happy with it, so. and they, right away they decided to do it again. So yep. it's always a good sign. Yep. You know when people tell you they're going to do it yep. again. Mookie's back. Brayton's coming. Dean yes. Wilson. Yeah, Dean yep. Wilson and uh, and Christian Craig right now. And we'll see a little bit later. That's that's the four yeah. guys. That's the four guys that could commit yep. that early because we wanted names early. Yep. And uh, we'll see who else is coming in the next sure. uh, few weeks. Tomorrow morning is a press uh, I saw that. conference. Yeah. You know, uh, so are those guys going to be there? Uh, Mookie and Brayton are there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I talked to Brayton today. You think you would have mentioned? Hey, I'm in yep. Canada. Um, uh, that's an interesting race because. Daniel, they got their whole thing going on with Cole Thompson, Fasciati, Phil, mm -hmm. race racing, right? They're doing their whole racing thing, and then the Americans come in, and there was all these kind of—I not I don't say bitter Canadians, but there was some, like, "Hey, what are these guys doing here?" We right, don't, and right. I'm like, "Yeah, they need the, Malcolm Stewart sells tickets." Yeah, sorry, you don't. Uh, so, that, and, and then they're trying to race their series <laughs> and, within the. And he told them that way. I did. Yeah, yeah, I, sure did. did. I did. Well, it's like Australian Supercross is the same thing. They got their series, and then the OzX Open. They yeah, bring in Anderson exactly. and all those guys. And right, right. It affects some and championships. You know, so. I was involved in the recreation. I mean, the creation of this one. It's what I keep telling them. It's just exactly the same. It's basically what we created with Bercy years yeah. ago. Is like you have a championship and you bring superstars and. Every time, every yeah, country is the same. Yeah. It's like uh, all the, the, the uh, hardcore locals, they feel like cheated. Like, oh, yeah. why do you bring the superstars? Because they are superstars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Freeze and Subaross got yeah, into it yeah, in yeah, Paris, yeah, yeah, right? Because yes. Subaross has their series and they're going at it. And Freeze, yeah. shocking, it, it Freeze is, took him out. And, who he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freeze went Freezy. <laughs> and, and, you know, there was problems there. So uh, Yeah, but Subaross won the championship. Yeah, he, so he it did. was okay. Right. Really. So, uh, and uh, Paris, of course, you and Xavier are working yeah, together yeah. again on we, Paris. We, Good, good stuff happening. I got uh, Barsha confirmed oh, yesterday. Nice. Uh, Zach confirmed two hours ago, literally, oh, okay. while I was flying. Yep. You know, I mean, uh, Dylan Ferrandis is uh, he's on his sign also. So it's slowly yep. but surely. It's been a this season has been very hard for us because a. Uh, we have to be very careful with budget. I yep. mean, the, the good good old days are gone. Yeah, I mean, gone. the, the yeah. blank checks, uh, we don't see blank checks anymore. You yeah. know? I mean, it's like, uh, so I try to explain that to the writers that say, hey, I want more money. I'm like, yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. The $100,000 paydays are gone. Those are gone. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, pretty I'm, much, I'm, he says. Pretty much. You know, it's going to take uh, it's going to take. You would, you got, I think Xavier would pay 100 k for Roxon. I really do. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. would I. I think you yeah, paid yeah. two hundred for Stu. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, I James so would, Stu. So would I. Oh. And it's, uh, it, but it's it's so complicated. Yep. It's yep. Uh, like the top five guys are pretty Just, much out of the league. Yep, yep. You know, and and more power to them. Yeah. I mean, I, if they don't need it, if they get to the level of money, they don't need it. It's yep. fine. I know. Yeah. Like Jeremy was pulling down like three fifty a year, you know, from Yamaha. Yeah. So one hundred thousand dollars for Bercy. Yeah. He's all in. Yeah. Eli's pulling down two million. Yeah. From Kawasaki. Oh, I think it's, it's, think more, it's more. Okay, it's more. so I mean, what, it, overall, it's more than that. Yeah, no, I just yeah, meant from yeah, Kawasaki. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. one one check from Kawasaki. Yeah. yeah. So the hundred thousand yeah. dollars is is 
peanuts. Exactly. Like it's crazy how how it's much it's escalated. And yeah. and in my, in my <laughs> opinion, and I've said this on the show, it's escalated too far. No, it I'm... has gone too far. Because when you can walk down a shopping mall and make two, three, four, five million, what those guys are making, yeah. all in gear, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. and you can walk down a shopping mall and not be recognized. Sorry, that's my that's my contest. Yeah. Where yeah. you don't you you make too much money. Yeah. Like that. That's it. So. I don't know. That's another story for another time. But um, no, uh, it's, it's definitely, and we we talk all together. The promoters, we have the same issue. The sponsorship is shrinking. Yep. You know, uh, riders' fees is going up, and uh, we. Yep. You know, I don't know. I think right now the the mid pack guys. Oh, the good value. The, yeah. Bra- the Brayton of yeah, the world, yeah, yeah. not to mention no, no. my good friend Brayton. Once Shocking, again. Eric thinks yeah. Brayton is a good value. Yeah. Uh, no, but look, you 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 went to Gene- they race. Hey, they Gene- ra- Geneva last year. Yeah, Brayton, Sealy, Craig, Malcolm, who had some bike problems, but um, Barsha, uh, Barsha, you know, it's it's that's a gr- that was great racing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and they were all pretty equal. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, that's kind of what you're, you yeah, know. To be honest, it's probably better to go that route anyway. Stack it up with the mid-level. Yeah. You say mid-level. Yeah. These are like yeah. the best riders in the world. But a bunch of guys that are close because you throw in a Ken or an Eli or Marvin, and now maybe it's yeah. not so entertaining. Well, I think when Stu showed up at Bercy, it was a lot of money, and he swept everything except for that one night you yeah. know, when he got sick or whatever. But I don't know if the fans got their true value. They saw James, which is cool, but yeah. but did they he was, see he was, good racing? He now? was gone. Yeah, he, he was. was he was gone. literally twenty seconds lead. Yeah. And, and when you're in a, a small stadium like that, twenty seconds lead is like it's, yeah. there's no racing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, um, so Geneva still coming up. Yeah, yeah. Geneva absolutely. back, of course. That's a yeah. long running race. Uh, Italy, you doing Italy? No, Italy is off this year. Off? They, okay. they they lost the lease on uh, on the building. They didn't want to go back to Torino where we were. It was a little bit small. Oh, okay, and they were looking for a bigger building. Yep. They couldn't get it in 2019, so 2020, hopefully. Right. You know, and uh, and straight rhythm. Yeah, straight rhythm. That's yeah, that's that's a that's a jewel. Of Hammer, the American season. Hammer yeah. from Red Bull is he's thinking big this year. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull it off, but yeah, he he really wants to do the legends and the older yeah. guys. And if if he pulls it off, God bless him. That'll be yeah, amazing. He's, he's fantastic. He's working so hard. Yeah. But uh, there's some good. I mean, I, I'm talking with a lot of athletes, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, we, we're gonna get some real big name. I think Travis is coming back. Yeah. I think Ken is coming back. I yeah. think we're going to, you know. I, I like that event. That yeah. event is a lot of fun. And it took me a lot of work to drag you there. <laughs> I know. I didn't go for <laughs> many years. For many years. Wow. Yeah. And I got my complaints about this media thing. I don't, you probably heard them over the yeah. show. I'm not I'm not totally happy with the, with the media thing. But, no, it's a cool event for sure. And, and, and um, it's one of the most viewed race in the year. Is it really? Huh? I mean, it's yeah. the, the numbers, yeah. I mean. Thanks to Red Bull TV yeah, yeah, and yeah. how quality it is, yep. it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing actually. Um, no, it's really cool. And I thought the track last year was awesome. I thought it offered some great varieties, and we saw RV and JG going at it. And I mean, that was that was legitimately three thrilling runs. You know what I yeah. mean? So, um, and yeah, I, I I'm with Hammer when he talks about. I don't know why these guys don't just load their bike up and come down for the money. And and it's the yes, it's it's the week after Monster Cup. I get it. But dude, you live here. It's right there. Yeah. It's yeah. But yeah, it's another story for another time. But yeah. But um, the only thing I don't understand because I'm I'm not at that level is why is it so difficult to ride a two-stroke? I mean, it seems like a lot of guys. Oh no, we don't want. They they look at the switch from a from there. <laughs> yeah, like they're getting onto a three-wheeler or something. <laughs> it, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I mean, I cannot judge it because it's such a level. Uh, I know when you jump on a two-stroke, it's different than a four-stroke. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. usually after two or three laps, you. 
I mean, personally, I go as slow. I mean, two stroke as was a four stroke. Just as so. slow. <laughs> McAdoo hadn't ridden one since God knows when. Yeah. And he was rusty. You yeah. like, thankfully, you gave us a, a, another day because he had never gotten on one. Yeah. For the practice day, and by the 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 twentieth run, he was he was fine. He was great. Yeah. He was yeah, no yeah. problem. And there he goes. Got everything down. He was bad at first, but this was a kid that had literally not ridden since he was sixteen or fifteen years old. Yeah. You know, any four, any two strokes. So. I saw, I watched a guy adapt to it in twenty runs. Yeah, you know, and, and look as good as anybody. So, uh, yeah, it's that's uh, a race where we should see more Europeans because that's where you can really show your technical skills. Yeah. on a on a minute long. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. you don't got to do it for twenty. Yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yes, um, USGPs. What's happening with those? Any idea? Are they coming back? Do we I do think it? it's pretty much done for a while. Because oh. I remember there was a pronouncement, yeah. we're coming every year, yeah, yeah, MX yeah, Sports yeah. and Ustream, I mean, and we all love each other. Yeah, n- now with the friendship between uh, Ustream and MX Sport, I think they're going to, they, there's no real sense of competition. It's just like they're yeah. working together. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when there is competition, people are trying to outdo their, themselves sure. for better or worse. Yeah. You know, it's always not. Not always better, yeah. But yeah. Uh, the fact is, now they have a re- they have a relationship. They're working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not expecting an MXGP in right. the US in the next just, couple of years. I mean, yeah. you, the tennis hasn't been good at any of them. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, there's not much going on for a promoter. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, like for a promoter to write the check to Juice Stream. If if Charlotte would have been less expensive to promote, mm-hmm. we had fifteen thousand people. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In Charlotte, yeah. Yeah. and that that would have been. If we could have been reduced to reducing the cost by right, half, right. because building a, a, a more, building a supercross track is expensive, yeah. but building a motocross track is <laughs> really expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that 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 was really it's always dollar and cents at can, the end of the day. Can you believe Glenn Helen again and Memex Sports? They they broke up again. It's like oh my god. And I've got a feeling like it's not over yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't either, yeah. And then Glenn Helen holds a ride day on the Saturday of Paula. A, oh, free, a free ride, ride day. day. No kidding. Stay with, classy, with donations Glenn Donations to, to uh, charity. Oh, my <laughs> God. They're, God, they're brutal. Yeah. Uh, hey, we got a question about, speaking of Stu, uh, Kyle's on line, line one. Kyle, what's up? You want to talk about James Stewart? Because I will talk about James Stewart. Definitely. I knew you would. Um, and I just heard the mentions. But um, now that the ink is dried on the press release that he's officially retired, Wanted to see which of the which of these events you thought was most detrimental to his career achievements. Okay. Uh, number one, Cowie being last of the market with a competitive 450. Number two, the 2010 YZ 450. Number three, the Lakewood photographer. Or number four, the WADA suspension. Oh, WADA suspension. That was I mean, he over. literally won the week before WADA. Yeah. You know, he won that at High Point. You think? I mean, Dude, he won at high point, and then he comes back, and he's a shadow of himself after that suspension. But, I mean, how many more th- years of winning do you think he had in him uh, prior to the WADA thing? Mm, you're right. Not that many. He was, Yeah, but it might have gone out a little bit better. I, I, I'm speaking on just, my, just a guess. I think that a lot of the reason why we haven't seen him for so long, too, I think he's bitter about that. I mean, oh, he said in those videos, too, I think that was one of the reasons why he was like, F this. I but mean, he has nobody to blame but himself. Oh, I, I, I That's know. That's what I but, can't but understand. I, like, I'm a big James Stewart fan, and so I like Stu. But for him to be pissed about that, you didn't do the paperwork, bro. For sure. But again, this is similar to the Tickle thing. Is he pissed about that it happened, or is he pissed the way it happened after? Wow. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not sticking up for him or them or never, anybody. He would have never been suspended had he followed through the right paperwork. 100%. 100%. So you have no one to blame but yourself. 
I heard one year at Anaheim he showed up without any license, without an FIM or anything. And they were yeah. like, they were like, hey, dude, you don't have any license. Like, we got to hurry up and fill your paperwork out. Yeah. Did you hear that? Have you ever heard that? No, I never oh, heard yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. That's, he but it's sh- totally not amazing. surprising. Not surprising, right? Yeah, not I don't surprising. know. I don't know. Yeah. My source was pretty good on this. They said he had no license, didn't yeah. fill a, anything out. What team was he up, riding for? What year was it? I don't know. And showed up at Anaheim, and they're like, yeah. Uh, we got, you know, so what do you think? Am I, Eric, do you, what you do know, you, I, I was very bummed by the video and stuff. I f- really? felt like, I felt like there was too much bitterness, you know, like, uh, I, he was arguably one of the greatest of all time and just disappear like that and do a small video. They did a lot of things wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a known thing in media too. You don't release things on Friday, the old Friday dump. That's how it gets no. lost in the You know weekend. why they did and that? that? Was, you know why they did that? 100%. They did that to take the shine away from the racing that was going on that weekend. That's what they did. That's what it didn't they work. Wanted, no, it did not work. It didn't work. And Wygant has that theory, and he's right. They, took, yeah. they did that on a Friday to be like, everyone at the races are going to be talking about this video. Well, and really, I, barely anybody talked about it. Yeah, no, so, they, yeah they didn't. And, and again, it's a, it's a known thing. When you want something to kind of be hidden, yeah. you drop it on Friday because by Monday, whatever – by Saturday, I forgot it even happened to. Absolutely, on that level. But the the content of it is just like it was not even the good James because we all know we we've been around the good James, and it was like it was this somebody that I did not even yeah. rock, recognize. Right, you know, and I've seen the good and bad, you know, yeah. because we've been going through those days. But he was just a different person, and uh, yeah, he's what about what about Kyle's thing of the four things that. Hurt James's career. I say water suspension. Yeah, I think the Yamaha. The Yamaha was yeah. really definitely something that affected him. Right. And uh, but definitely between Yamaha for the bike yep. and water for life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was yeah. like the, the the period to end it all. Yeah. But uh, I would go even one step further, and I would say just a career long of a lot of concussions. I mean, that's he had some bad ones over those years, yeah. and I think that was detrimental towards the end and even now the the life stuff so i blame it on the 2010 or the cat whatever he he yeah. had a, a yeah. long run of some bad ones yeah. and uh, yeah. i think that affects him too All right. good good question kyle yeah so well, th- thanks yeah. for taking my call um one more quick one if uh well eric's on the line is i was wondering what you thought as far as improving the racing if they should reduce the field size of like the supercross mains and the motos because it's like the last four guys in the Supercross main, by the end of the race, they're not even racing, but they kind of contribute to first-turn carnage and stuff like that. And, I mean, the lappers at High Point this weekend were just horrible um, when they are trying to, you know, come through them in that wood section and stuff. So you think about maybe reducing the field size, like 18 in Supercross, 34 or something in motocross. You know, it's a very good question, and uh, I'm very guilty of that because very often you want to have more racers and less because mm-hmm. you 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 know you're you're an old racer yourself. You want you want to put more racer on a gate because you you feel like gotta. If I was a 20 years guy, I would like to be there, and uh, and and sometimes it's detrimental to the quality of the show where you really have to to have uh, the best guys racing and forget. The guy that shouldn't be there. So it's 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 kind of an emotional question about you know how many guys should you put on the, on the track? Yeah, because I don't honestly like the the GP in Russia. Yeah, uh, twenty guys basically. Uh, that's not a motocross race to me. I mean, come yeah. on, twenty guys yeah, no. in a motocross race. 
I mean, I think it should be where you can't start and last and start getting points right away for sure. Like, right. that's that's no good. But um, at the same time, I just feel like, you know, especially in Supercross, those guys in the back, they're not willing to pull off because they're making a couple bucks. But, I mean, they're seriously just rolling around by the end of the main. There's a rule about the percentage of speed yeah. you're supposed to go. And I think, you know, this year in, in Hawaii, when we were together, <laughs> Steve, I, I've learned that you can't really let guys go that are five seconds slower a lap. Yeah. You know, so somehow we have to be <laughs> we have to be putting our heads together and say, hey, you need to be within... 10% yeah. of the fastest lap. Yeah. Because if you are, if you are 30... So that, so that year at Hangtown, Tomac, he'd be the only one out there. He was yeah. five seconds lap yeah. faster than yeah. Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. You're all out. Yeah. Just Eli's going to ride. Yeah. That's obviously a freak <laughs> circumstance. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. There is a major difference between the guy in first and in last. Yeah. And I don't know how you fix that. Uh, the top guys are freakish. And then the guys that aren't, aren't... There, there's a big dip from our best guy to our 20th Absolutely. guy. And you don't see that in other sports. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the call, Kyle. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, right, Kyle. Thank you. thank you. Yeah, good good stuff. Uh, got a few more things to do on a Pulp Mech Show. presented by btosports.com and Fly Racing. How's everything with Jacob Hayes? Uh, you've been repping him. It's going good. How's his gloves? Um, gloves are good. They've been fine. Yeah. Uh, we've worked that. We've worked through that. Um, on paper, his results, they're not, they're not good, straight up. But I think that team's been having issues. I really do. When you they have, at- but that, I, I think they're on the back end of it. I think okay. things are getting better. Um, but I, to be honest with you, I he, I mean, he's, he's 25 years old, but he still sometimes can be like a kid. I mean, I, I work with him very closely, and he still sometimes has to call me for, like, life advice. And he called me after the second round. and was like, dude, I don't, I, I'm having a hard time in the outdoors. Like, it had been a while since he has been – Riding outdoors full time, yeah. you know, he was an arena cross guy forever. They do twenty second lap time, second gear, and he's like, man, they're just all wild. They're like chihuahuas everywhere, and I'm not. He hadn't adapted to it yet, so <laughs> the results aren't there. Even the speed all isn't there. But during the week, it's really good. Yeah, um, he's in fit, so he he is almost taking like a, a personal goal to get where he wants to be by the end, and a lot of it has to do with just adapting back to the pace of a 250. Again, he's 25. Yeah. He's racing against yeah. a bunch of wild kids. Yep. and He even said, he, go look at his lap times. The first four laps, he it's pathetic. And then by the end, he's the 10th fastest guy on the track the last five laps. He says by the time he like realizes that he's going, it's just they're, they're freaking crazy. Yep. Yeah. Um, so overall, like, as bad as it may look on paper, he's actually really positive, and he's, he's got personal goals, and he's going to be just fine. So. Okay. All right. Spoken like a true agent. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's the agent. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a real agent. <laughs> um, I'm, a fa- I'm a father figure. What did uh, – something we were talking about before the show. By the way, if everybody wants to know, uh, Daniel Blair, who bragged he could do a clutch and oil and a tire change in under 10 minutes or Ooh. 10 minutes or less – and everybody that should stop whining about these uh, triple crowns. We did it before the show. We did a little experiment. We're going to come up with it soon on uh, on video on Instagram. 16 minutes and 8 seconds. How many people do you think start your show, fast forward it through the first 10 minutes, and then start, and they're hearing this for the first time? You know, we already talked about this. We don't need to double down. My feelings are finally recovered. Right, We've got to bring just, it up again just I'm in just, case okay, someone skipped just, the first 10 minutes of the show. Just making sure that everybody knows. 1608. Uh, you suck. Yeah, jackass. Uh, pretty much. 
Uh, Eric Pinard brought to you by RoostMX, RoostMX.net, official team of uh, graphics of Jacob Hayes and Brandon Hartraft. Uh, used RoostMX, use the code PulpAmpNation to save uh, 10% on uh, RoostMX.net stuff. Custom graphics, uh, Pulp stuff, uh, Pulp Nation section with T-shirts and hats, and uh, official Cobra merch as well. The folks at RoostMX.net uh, can do anything you want for uh, for graphics, for wraps, for clothing, anything like that. So, And use the code PulpNation to save with those guys. So thanks, RoostMX, bringing you Eric Pernard tonight on the show. And also we want to thank the folks at LA Honda World. 30 minutes of anywhere in LA where the 5 and the 605 freeway meet. Over a 1,000 new Hondas in stock. Over 100 used cars. Free oil change for Pulp Mix listeners. If you mention, uh, if you drive a Honda, if you drive a Honda, mention Pulp Mix, get a free first-time oil change from the folks at LA Honda World. 5 and 605 freeway meet. That's where Vince Freeze got a truck, and I got a truck, and Kiefer got a truck, and 7 Deuce Deuce got a truck, and we are Ridgeline Nation. And it's fantastic. I've never been happier in my life. Thank you, LA Honda World, for that. Uh, Intense Cycles, Pulpamex 10 code is, is the code to save on anything from the folks at Intense. Uh, absolutely love my taser, and uh, it's been going great. And uh, just want a quick shout-out to the guys at Fast Fast Bars. They gave me a set of bars for a mountain bike. You know those ones with the stock observers? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying them out. So pretty good. Thanks, guys. Happy pre- so far? Appreciate it. So far, I'm good. Um, so lots more to get to here on the show tonight. Um, something funny before we hit, hit record was you were telling me that you talked to Tony Alessi about your son's <laughs> racing career. What was the advice that Tony Alessi gave you uh, before the show? There's serious shit going on with those guys. What did Tony say? Well, the first disclaimer he put up before he told me what to do with my son is he said, don't do what I did. That mm-hmm. was the first thing he yeah, said. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like elaborate. He goes, well, first <laughs> off, uh, don't start the career until he's a teenager because they're kids. Like, you don't need to start at that young. That's odd because he started Mike and Jeff super young. Yeah, at like yeah. one. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he says it's destructive to the family. It's expensive. It's odd. A lot Tony, of pressure. Tony got divorced. <laughs> it's just, he said there's a lot more to it than just going all at it as, as a little kid. Uh, he said... Focus pretty much all on Supercross and make sure that... <laughs> Which Jeff and Mike didn't do. <laughs> and he said that as soon as the rider is skilled enough, start doing whoops. <laughs> so, no, no Shocking. Uh, no starts? Uh, uh, no, he left that out. Wow. I think he just assumed that's an obvious, yeah, but yeah. he pretty much said, and I'm following... I literally, I'm telling you right now, I have a program for my kid. It is, it's in stone. It is... Fifty percent Tony Alessi, fifty percent Talon Volan. They have both given yep. me information. I've taken uh-huh. the little pieces oh, yeah, of both. Yeah, yeah. I got the perfect plan in place. No, no pressure. I already told you we're not doing Loretta's yep. ever because yeah. well, just whatever. Um, but no, it's a lot of Supercross. Not much pressure. Yeah. Not much racing. And when he's thirteen years old, then we'll we'll talk about a racing career. But. All right. uh, that's what Tony, that's said. Tony said. All the things that he did wrong with Mike and Jeff. He that's literally what he told <laughs> right. me before he told me everything, and then right. he laid them all. And then he told me a lot more than that. Those are the things that I like really picked up. Right, right, right. So uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good conversation, and he even still checks in on me from time to time. I like that. How's the kid? Uh, yeah. I said I'm on track, Tony. It's good. <laughs> Jim, what's going on? What do you want to talk about? Oh uh, yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, first, I wanted to say about six months ago, you guys gifted me an FMF drop subscription. Uh huh. I just got back from school. I had six boxes just for me. They're all sick. The shirts are awesome. So thank you for that, first of all. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, thanks for thanks for listening, and I'm glad you enjoy it. FMF Drop, everybody. Of course, of course. So I noticed in the uh, for my question, the 450 Moto uh, 1 this past weekend, the entire top seven were all either uh, national champions 
or world champions in like either class in either discipline. Do you think, you know, when Daymark gets healthy, Plessinger gets healthy, Wilson gets healthy, are we going to be able to see an entire top 10 at some point Jeez. of national and world champions? Um, yeah, sure. Why not? It's happened before. Like, you look back at racing, you know, for, we've had a ton of past champions. That's what happens in the 450 class. That's the what, what goes on in the premier class. So. I remember one of the Supercrosses, I think, this year. I remember looking, and it was early, obviously, before injuries, but I think... 15 of the 22 guys were all like Supercross lights champions or outdoor champions. Like the, 15 of the no, 22 um, were all what was a, it? Was something no, like a that, though, right? A Ray qualified at a Triple Crown in 18th, uh, and Freeze was qualified 16th, and they were the only two guys that had not won a race. Is that what it was? Yeah. I, I remember looking at it yeah. once and going, oh my God. Yeah, everybody else had won a race uh, yeah. outside of Freeze and A Ray. So. Um, yeah, no, um, you're, it's good call on that. Good call on noticing that. And Jim, that that's, that's, yeah, that's the 450 class for you right there, man. Boom. Yeah. You know, I, so. I just noticed it was super deep. And I mean, I personally, as like a newer motocross fan, it's kind of weird to see, you know, a field that stacked in any form of motor racing. And I just thought it was, you know, yeah. awesome to see. Hey, can I ask you a question? Just curious. Yeah. You say you're a newer motocross fan. How, yeah. where'd you get your start? Like how, how did you become a fan? Just curious. So, like, when I was younger, like a child, you know, um, you, I would watch X Games. I'd see Travis Pastrana. I was like, oh, you know, that's super cool. Um, and then I kind of just fell out of interest with it. And at that point, I'm, I'm sorry like, if I'm going to ramble on. No, oh, that's fine. I, I really want to know. Yeah, I didn't even know what motocross or supercross was, really. I just knew Travis and tricks and everything. Um, but I've always been a racing fan in general, like NASCAR, Formula One, or whatever. I think it was 2017 uh, when Kenny had his like huge crash and it was like all over the news. I was like, oh, this is like, you know, an actual racing series that you kind of pick up on. Hmm. And I, I think it's hmm. my own ignorance that I didn't n realize it before, but there's not a lot of cross promotion with stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I just started watching it in the race after Kenny's crash. So that would have been Glendale 2017. <laughs> wow. And I mean, I just got hooked. And oh, that's cool. That is, yeah, that's like that for every form of racing, really, for me at least. That, there, I mean, there's a the big question on how do we grow the sport? How do we get new fans? So when you say you're a new fan, huge crashes and guys breaking no, compound I, compound fracturing arms. Well, it's funny you <laughs> mentioned well, Travis first with the yeah. freestyle, which was yeah, right freestyle. I, I talk to people all the time. They're like, "Oh, you do oh, supercross? You the guys with the flips and yeah, stuff?" Yeah, I get that. I too. hear that yeah. all the time. So, that, and then you say you're a new fan. I'm curious. And then, literally two and a half years ago. You get in it, and now you're listening to a podcast that dives into it every single week. That's just, I'm, I'm curious of how people get in. Yeah, because yeah. we've all been doing our well, whole lives. That's right? all yeah. I know. I don't know right, anything yeah. else, right, so right. I didn't have a informal introduction. Right. It was like I was two. Yeah. Yeah. So that's then, that's crazy. Yeah. For me, like watching it, I feel like, especially I listen to like all your shows all the time, and I hear a lot of people say, especially Ralph was talking about, like, oh, we want to bring in the casual fan. We want to bring in the new fan. I feel like that's kind of missing what they should be looking for. Like they should be looking for racing fans that would enjoy this kind of thing. It shouldn't just be like these random people. I, if you're I a racing agree more. Fan, yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you're a racing fan, you're not going to be like, 
a stupid fan, you'll pick up on it. You'll figure it out. Because you'll understand <laughs> racing, so you'll figure out what this kind of and racing you'll just fi- is. Yeah, you'll just figure it out as a normal human. I mean, Troy Aikman doesn't come on the NFL games and start talking about the the football has four downs. You need ten yards to get the first down. Like they don't they don't do that. They, right. We just we just go on with what we do. And if when you figure it out, you you join the you join the bandwagon. You get on that's exactly. It. Yeah, that's exactly it. So wow, that's, that's uh, cool. thanks, Jim. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. It's yeah. good to hear your story, yeah, man. Does. Thank you. Appreciate Big it. Points. Uh, all right, the BTOSports tweet at Travis segment. We got a lot of questions. Some for Eric. Some for Daniel. Some for me. Let's do this, Marks. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. Here's the tweet to Travis. BTOSports.com, call there and mention uh, Pulpamex. Uh, call there and mention Pulpamex. Put it in the notes section. They'll give you a discount, anything you need for your bike or body. They've got it happening. Thanks to BTOSports.com for all they do for the show. These questions are submitted to at uh, Show on Twitter, and the guy in the corner there picks the best ones or the ones that make him giggle. Just and say debatably. Debatably. Yeah, we'll call it good. Hey, so are we just going to skip the second commercial break? We, we, we have I, to. I, uh, I would yeah. imagine it would yeah. All That's right. Sorry, all the sponsors. We're skipping it because we're wrapping this thing up <laughs> soon. So, my bad. Uh, from Adam Milson, would you rather see DB Wharton and Justin Hill form a MX super band or Seven Deuce Deuce Bogle and Vanilla Ice? Hashtag rap sucks. Uh, I want the first one. I want Daniel That's Blair, Hill, and who was the other one? Oh, Blake Wharton. 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 Yeah, super yes. band. MX super band. Like a boy band. Yeah. But with instruments. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Sounds gay. From Todd Martin, do you think Cole Seeley hangs it up after this last injury? That or Honda doesn't offer a ride for 2020, and if so, who do you think takes that spot at HRC? We've talked about this. I don't think Honda brings it back. I think it's been a nice run for him. Um, I think they pick up Savachi. Yep. Myself. I've been hearing whispers of Dino, but then I heard back to somebody today that said Ian Harrison said that Dino's going back to Husky. So I don't know. Take that for what it's worth. But I think Savachi goes there. Uh, and I think I don't know what Seeley does. I, I, some people close to him think he may hang it up. Um, I don't know if he would or not. But there's a ride at JGR. That's if he wants it. That's where some people th- see him. Yeah. But yep. Would he have to move there? No. Maybe then. He's got his chick in Newport, dude. He ain't moving anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and or, then I don't know if he lives in Noobs, but he lives somewhere down there. And then with JGR, I've heard about this potential title sponsor. Who's gonna? Where's the? Who's the writers gonna be? Like who? Who is out there? Well, I think they'll sign Reed again. Okay. They'll have Sealy if they want. Um, Dino if he's not signed. Savachi's not signed. Bogle depending on what Bogle does. Um, Tickle. Could you go a month and a half without Tickle and then pick him up in February? <laughs> Could you pick up Tickle after a month? When is he? February. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Man, for outdoor, I mean, I, I guess you could. Jacob could... Hayes? Hmm. Make that deal happen? Phones, there's been communication there. Okay. All Not right. for the 450 spot, though. But Right. From Kenny Bob, any chance the TV production could get any worse? Great piece on Ted Parks this weekend, by the way. Oh, they're getting hammered for this. Uh, they're, they're doing this, you know, Malcolm Mosman and Chess and Teddy Parks and, like, they're missing things. But that happens in Supercross, too. People pay money to get featured on the TV show. What can you do? I don't know how you... It Something's got to pay for it, man. That's all i got to say. Two things. Why no picture-in-picture? Picture? 
We have the technology. Mm-hmm. We can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, not even a replay of the pass Tomac made on Anderson. Like, okay, you missed it, but surely there was still a camera on those guys, right? Right. We don't even get a replay of it? Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, it's not like Supercross where there's how many cameras that are catching a lot. of. I mean, you know, in Supercross, they might not catch it live, but they got everything pretty I blame, much. I blame Wygant. He's had a rough start, man, with the phone thing. Yeah, watch. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's dropping yeah. colors. Uh, from JS Turbo, why do they run 450 motos first sometimes? Is it just to fit into a TV time slot? Yeah, That's a good yeah. question. Like, what is that for? Yeah, they do it um, because they want the live moto on NBC to be 450s, to be the stars. I see. So if, that, if it works out that they can get a live TV spot for NBC, they put the 450s first. I see. From David Lacombe, what happened to the Freestone National? Was it too hot? But Jacksonville is this weekend. Might be hot there too. Bad yeah, track, yeah. no crowds. Yeah. Um, uh, depending on who you ask, they always move the ball on what the problem was. As Eric <laughs> yeah. knows, like yeah, yeah. Uh, tenants hot. Like what? Do you, what do you want? What do I, you, I was yeah. told years ago by very very powerful people in the industry that there'll never be a national in Florida ever. Okay. So yeah, there we go. There right. we go. You know, hey, do you just, remember the rule that was coming in that said you you they you had to be eighteen to race pro? Remember, it was they were taking a sixteen year age limit away. Yeah, because you couldn't rent a car when you were sixteen, and sixteen is too young, and you can't make a decision. And you should be in school. And, and, yeah. It, and, and <laughs> yeah, and then so they didn't, then they were going to make it eighteen, and then uh, a bunch of people were like, "Yeah, well, the sixteen year olds are just going to go to Europe," and that rule just got forgotten. All right, okay, <laughs> we'll just keep the sixteen year olds here. Yeah, Ew. whatever. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I like Justin Cooper doing well and just showing how the old the the old way in isn't the old way in anymore. Yeah. Steve, I know you can back me on that one. That route is a lot cooler in my plan. That's how they all should be. I, I, well, I we feel, don't need to even start from, that. I feel like I'm talking but. to some VIPs in the industry that there's finally some pushback on hiring these amateur kids and giving them five year deals. Nope. There's finally some pushback. And, and they're going to all revert right back. Yeah, there's maybe. A, there's maybe. a generation of kids coming up that are going to change the sport. I'll tell you that right now. I've seen them enough. And they're going to all go, nope, never mind. We're, never mind. We're going to hire them all. Well, who's all right. the next four-year-old? Right. I, I'm, I'm telling you. Right. Okay. Right. They Right when you think they're learning their lesson, give it three more years, and they're going to go right back to it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, I won't be doing this anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> From... Uh, drunken people. I'm going to go work with Eric. I'm going to do whatever Eric does because that's working really good. So I don't know what he's doing, but I want to do what he does. Hey, Hawaii, it. I'm in. We like started to, uh, the you know, side one this. weekend out of the year. I mean, we work actually more than that. Yeah. You know, we do two or three weekends yeah. out of the year. Right. So I'm in on Hawaii. I'm out on a train across Russia. <laughs> <laughs> DB, do you actually think that people don't care about moto and that it's all about supercross like you and Hobo Nick said? At least the tracks are different and interesting stuff happens in outdoors. Hashtag fake news media. What do you you say at the beginning? Do do I think people what? Do you actually think that people don't care about moto Mm -hmm. or outdoors and that it's all about supercross like you and Hobo Nick said? Not all people, but a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I have really good friends that watch every supercross and have parties and then they don't even know that outdoors is on and they... Six rounds in, don't even know who's when. They don't care. There's a lot of people like that. The, the diehards, the, I, of course, watch it all. Yeah. But so yeah, not 
all people, but yeah, I mean, it's simple numbers. It's just facts. Look at the attendance and look at the TV ratings. It's And it's a timing issue, I think. It's, it's just the it, fact that it's a daytime. It's, it's like I, I'd rather go riding than watch TV when you're doing the – you go riding and you watch Supercross right. in the evening. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah, it, it works out. And, and people go on holidays in the summer. Like they, they're yeah. family time. Like yeah. we're going on holidays. On we're going it, away. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's – it's completely different, different time of year. Again, Supercross, it's something about Saturday nights. It gets dark early. Yep. Most people are in. Um, but, outdoors, but, I'm sorry, but 1 o'clock, it's hard sometimes. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I'm watching every single one. It's kind of hard. I'd like to be out doing other stuff, but I'm watching them all. So. I, uh, I actually ran a story on Pulp a couple years ago. A guy at a TV ratings place helped me track down ratings, and... There were some nationals that outranked supercrosses for TV ratings. Uh, the ones on NBC Sports or like th- it wasn't as crazy as I thought. Like there were some supercrosses that were terrible, some nationals that were terrible, some nationals beat some supercrosses. Now top top level supercrosses beat nationals, the very right. top. But the best U.S. national, best one or two fit into you know the upper tier of supercross numbers. Really? Yeah. How many of them do? And which one, is there like a reason like people watch? No, dude. It's, it's, like- it, dude, it is all it is all just timing in your lead in. What's your lead in? I mean, I, I know that it. that's true, too, because when we had arena cross, we would get our numbers, and they were inconsistent. There were weeks. Yeah. We had a couple of arena crosses that were right behind Supercross numbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm, was that because people were just dying to no, watch? No, no, no. It's because you're leading. Faith lead and the haze and blows? No, it, it was, was because it, it was following something NASCAR or whatever. So, yeah, those numbers are always going to be a little bit goofy. Um, but, yeah, to answer the guy's question, not everybody, but. A lot of, I mean, I, I know I, a lot of people that only do the one and don't do the other. I, I mean, see. even me, like, I, yeah. I feel bad to admit this, and people give me a hard time about it. But, yeah, I, I, I have a harder time being into the outdoor. Yeah. I, not that I don't love it. It's just, it's summertime. I got, yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. other things to do, and but, I'm not as caught up in it. But for Maxima and FMF and Pro Filter, those are the guys that ride that buy their products, yes. I feel like. Yeah. For, for you 100%. Know? But so, then again, I, I had this conversation on our show. How many people out there, and there's a lot, this is going to be crazy, but there are people out there that ride every weekend with their buddies. They don't race, and they don't even watch the races. They just yeah. ride with They're their buddies. Yep. And then there's tons of people. I know tons of people that have never even ridden a bike ever and watch every single week. Yep. It's really hard to figure out the fan base in this sport because it is all over. It's it's not as simple as other sports. Well, so Listen, one thing I've been consistent in saying, and I don't give a fuck how many of these jerk-ass agents tell me about it. We are what we are, man. We were on Jay Leno, and nothing happened. We were on ESPN2, and nothing happened. Yep. We were on ESPN. Yep. Nothing happened. Like, nothing happens. We are just what we are. And I love it, and we all love it. It's what we do. But stop telling me about this fucking thing that's going to blow the sport up, and fucking weed companies are coming, and, like, well, stop I, it. I, stop it. Again, I, 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 so of course, right. of like, course we love so it, easy. but yeah. stop it, everybody. Okay. Like, and, like, we have to enjoy the pie we have, yes. not the pie we would not, never You're have. You're never going to get. Yeah, well, if, I, if, it ain't gonna, if it hasn't happened now, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. And that's the thing is I, you still strive for growth, and there's no of question you, you, can, you can still grow. But at the same time, this sport isn't as relatable to the the regular person. No, it just I mean, is what it is. My kid, he's in third grade, whatever. Yeah. He, he says he goes to school. And he says all the kids make fun of him because all he wants to talk about dirt bikes, and they don't even know what it is. It's exactly. like oh, yeah, when it is. you're the one kid in your school who rides a dirt bike, well... Of like, course. bro, bro, Dino, meet the beast mode, man. The beast mode is huge, and the sport, and the beast mode's at Supercross, man. Nobody gives a fuck. 
Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares that Marshawn Lynch is at Oakland and he has eight bajillion followers. Nothing's going to happen, guys. Nothing's happening. Yeah, and the mole Just, test. You go through the mole with any motocross guys yeah. and nobody knows them. Dude, and again, yeah. I love it. It's how I make my living. But stop it, everybody. Just stop it. Yeah, it's, uh... So, Rihanna, Rihanna wore motocross pants. Nothing happened. Was that rant number two? No. Nah, <laughs> that, that rant has been, I mean, that has been a. That's an ongoing that's rant. That's an ongoing yeah, yeah. rant. I just, uh-huh. these fucking guys, these agents and these fucking <laughs> industry guys going on and on about this shit, about growing the sport. You're just like, stop it. Stop it. So. Uh, this one's from at Bukhari. Steve, is Kiefer's results to blame for you not getting your hot tub yet? Happy birthday to Kiefer, by the way. It's tomorrow. Happy birthday to my Happy buddy, birthday. Chris Kiefer. Uh, the hot tub deal. Was done at Calgary with Mike Genova. Done. Agreed on a price. Agreed on terms. Agreed on what I would do for him. I should have a hot tub right out that door right now. <laughs> Is it there? Check. No, it's not. Can, you look Can I there? produce the show from the hot tub? We want. I want you to get in at Gosh. one time with a headset. I want to make that happen. Oh, it's going to happen. So, and there has been no communication with Mike Genova since then. I sent him a text. I said, who would you like me to make this checkout to and when? And let's wow. get going on this. And there's been no communication since. And the hot tub drama continues. The people are waiting. I know. Yep. After you destroyed the reputation of that team at the first <laughs> rounds, maybe there's a reason for that. So, I just... uh, so no hot tub. I blame Footnick. <laughs> from Nick Steenbergen. Any word on Cade Clayson's penalty from the FIM? Should know next week. For real? Yep. Should know what? Should know what his deal is for next week. <laughs> I know. Don't get me started. We don't have enough time right now. I'll go on with the FIM. Rant number three. Yeah. Uh, from Parker Tibbs, why are the large gaps between Baggett's highs and lows not talked about as much as Tomax? Is it simply because Tomax's highs are better than Baggett's? Yeah, I just think Tomax's, you know, one of the all-timers. Yeah, Eli's the most winningest rider Dude. now to ever not win a title. It's He's going to be headlined. Blake's won one Supercross. I brought yeah. this up. Supercross, yeah. I brought this up to... Eli, like, dude, he is climbing the all-time ranks, like Supercross and Motocross winless. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's right up there, man. Like, it's crazy. I, I don't really process it because you see him all the time, and you know, I, I don't know what. But when you, I looked at his records, and I'm like, holy shit, because you're there and they're racking up. He's and whatever. ninth all-time yeah. in Supercross, I think, and I believe he's twelfth or something all-time in 450 Motocross. Like, dude, this guy is going to be top five or better all-time. Two, when he's all done. Two-part question, if you don't mind, Marks. Is that okay? Yep. Number one, Eli signed that two-year extension. Is that is that the end of it? Is that is it two and done? I don't That's think so. One. Yeah, I don't so think, think so. More? How old is he? Twenty-six. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not. He's been doing this for a while. I think he's done after two. That's yeah. my thought. Okay. And then uh, the second question is: If those are the last two years, does he get the Supercross title? I'm done with him picking Supercross. I'm done. I'm done. When Cooper Webb can just come off for two shitty years and get on a KTM and win the title, I don't know anything about this sport anymore. <laughs> I know nothing about this sport. That that drop, get that drop if you want. But that, that's I don't know anything about this sport anymore. I don't. I don't. Right? I mean, the so anymore I, part. Say we don't, we know nothing. I no. Saying you that said that earlier. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was. I would have been giving the title to Kiroli. 
yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. why do we need to worry about MXGV? Yeah, yeah. You know, boom. Yeah. He's 50 but, points behind. But but <laughs> but no visor geyser can wad at any time, and then maybe Paul Lynn wins. Well, I don't know, dude. You were talking about Ricky earlier. Some people have the gift of bounce. Yeah. They yeah. can geyser. just yes. get up. And that dude, I haven't watched the GPs enough to see everything. Oh I've seen God. enough oh, to watch yes, that guy. Yes. He terrifies me. Yeah. In a good way, I I love watching him ride. He's unbelievable. But oh man, if I was his dad, I would be like, stop it. Like I, my kid right now goes at all one percent over the limit. He, I think his dad's probably down. yelling at him to yeah. keep going. If you know his dad, you, is he? Is yeah. he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So as he's swapping by, the dad's got the hand out. Go! And he's just oh, yeah. swapping why, why by. Why did you lay down so long? Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you? Why don't you get up? You pussy. He just cartwheels. Yeah. He's in the air looking at where his bike is going to make sure he can get on his bike before the bike stops. Oh my gosh! But no, he's. He's got some special sketch, oh, man. Just unbelievable. But he pulls it off, too. He's yeah. good. That escalated quickly. From Zeke Green, are there spots on any teams for riders like Cantrell and Bailey next year? Yeah, sure. I don't know where. Yeah. <laughs> A I mean, team that pay or team yeah, that you just ride for right. fun? AJE Husky, uh, yeah. you know, um, cycle trader team, uh, places like that. Man, that is such a hard one because, oh, that's that's a that's a no, its own show to just go down that road with with those guys and how young they are and how it looks. Jordan Bailey's looks, looking like looks he, bleak, you know, he's not doing man. anything right now. Um, he's having a rough time, so he's dead to me. <laughs> fantasy hashtag fantasy problems. <laughs> hashtag fantasy. <laughs> uh, from Quinn oh nine two eight, do you think that riders are making more setup changes now more than back in the day, or is it the same? I think it's more now because more. you have engineers now and you have the EFI, so you have making all those type of changes. I think four-stroke and four, especially 450s are so heavy that they react more to chassis changes one way or another. So I'd say more. Yeah, for, and for the worst, too. I mean, what could – look, look, back in the day, Yamaha – 252 stroke like what what we did was uncle bob would port the cylinder bob oliver <laughs> because he, when he he port the same fucking cylinder mcgrath had because we use mcgrath cylinders for testing sometimes mm. we have a com- high compression head and we would literally go from track to track and change nozzle in the carburetor the part where the needle slides down you can't change it in production carburetors mm. or flywheel that's it what kind of dirt we got hard slippery uh, heavy flywheel pipes yeah well no pipe pipe our pipe would be set really? it would be set yeah oh. we'd run the same pipe all year uh, traction, lighter flywheel, change the jetting nozzle. I mean, that's literally what we did from round to round. Yeah. That, that's it. Four strokes. It's like, ah, oh, God, let's map it. Let's put the, the valve train in it. Yeah, all this shit. So, yeah. And then from moto to moto, can't ride the bike to best thing I've ever ridden in my life. Moto to moto. It's. Yeah. Let's see. If I had my own rant, that'd be one of them. The, the whole bike thing and the riders and their But dude, as a guy in the media, a guy God. in the media, what do you say to the guy that tells you, dude, we made a fork change and like it made all the difference in the world. Look at my results. I, I went five one on the day. And we made a fork change. I mean, I'm pulling my hair out because as a former mechanic, I've been there when they've rode piece of shit practice bikes and killed it on a piece of shit practice bike. And you're just yeah. like, how how set up is that thing? Suspension has been changed for twenty hours. I. So again, sometimes it's too much resources, gives you too many options, gives you too many yeah. excuses. That's yeah. my well, thought. I've, I've, I've said this. There's too many people trying to help. They're, they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart to help a rider, but they should just leave him alone. But they want to be the one that offers the fix. 
the suspension guy, the motor guy, the do- the, the the engineer guy, they all want to help. That's they, they come from a place of goodness, mm-hmm. but they're just fucking up the rider even more. Yeah. I remember Forkner at one point this year, him or his mechanic in an interview said something like, this is four or five rounds in. We haven't changed one click this year. And I was like... Wow, because it, there's no possible way that the bike worked perfectly at all five rounds. There were different tracks. But you really had a rider who just adjusted himself just a little bit around the track instead of going, ooh, this track is 1% different. Let's go and try a bunch of things. It's just... Dude, show me the bike that's going to work good in the, all the whoops, in the sand section of Supercross, in the turns. How about each corner? Yeah. It, it's impossible, yeah, yeah. but that's the problem is they spend all their time at the test track getting it just right. Oh, well, you don't race on that track for one, so what's the purpose? And then number two, they can't run anything unless it's 100% perfect because that's what got them their fast lap time that broke their own record at the track. It's, yeah. it's, just, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thinking problem. It's get the bike to 95% comfort, adjust every week. And yeah. a click or two, but my God. I, I, it's, it's, we, we have a big problem in dirt racing is the fact that you can never compare. Because you, you can do all the work on the bike, go back, and Billy Bob with his dozer will have changed a couple jumps, and mm-hmm. you never know yeah, if yeah. it's if it's because of Billy Bob or because yeah. of the bike. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. road racing is yeah. different. Yeah. Road yeah. racing is like yeah. there's no uh, there's no forgiveness. There. Well, in Supercross, yep. Yep. you're yeah. right. The guys ride a track in qualifying. Yeah. The heat race and the main, all three are completely different. So how are you supposed to prepare for that? Uh, how about you prepare yourself as a rider to be adaptable? Exactly. It's yeah. that exactly. simple. But then these guys with their small windows and their base settings and all this, I, again, I'm... I yeah, you like that? I'm sorry for going at the two best guys in the class right now, but I've heard them say some things this year that I'm just like, really? Like, come on, man. I mean, it's just, it's it's silly, but I think they've trained themselves to be that way, and it's it's not good, I don't think. It's It's just, it's something that bothers me. It's on my list. We're very good at creating our own monsters. Yeah, yeah 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, create yeah, their yeah. own yep. problems. Yep. Yep. That's, that's what the world is. You know, you complicate things. And like you said earlier, everybody is very good. They have the right intention. Mm-hmm. But if you put 20 people on one motocrosser, you'll have 20 opinions. Yeah. And then it's impossible yep. to... I or mean, before it was one mechanic, <laughs> one guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. Like, uh, the well, that was, it, I, that was me back in the day. It was me yeah. and Nick Way and me and Tim Ferry in 99 and 02. And I'm jetting it and I'm looking at the rebound and compression and we're talking it over and we're making changes and we're trying the best we can. And there we go. That that, that There's our no bike racing. for the night. And then I got to a factory team and it's like, I'm looking around going, this guy's got a fucking trainer. He's got his wife. He's got his riding coach. He's got the suspension guy. He's got the motor guy. Man he's, friend. He's got uh, yeah, man friend. And I'm just like, wow, like I'm this guy. He's he's overloaded, right? Like, yeah. And not to mention, these riding facilities are tilled and watered when they wake up and they come yeah. to the track. It is it is it is. There's not a bump on these places. Yeah. And, and every day they ride like that. And you're just like, not, not, I mean, not, when I say not a bump, I'm exaggerating. I'll, but I'll have a fun story for you. We've, we've ruined freestyle for the same reason. Oh, why? Because freestyle now, every top ga- guy has a full compound with all the jumps in the world, perfectly, perfectly groomed. Yeah. You know, every angle of every ramp is absolutely to their liking. Yeah. And then you go to X Game was the biggest show on earth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 20 years yeah. ago. And now X Game gives them less than what they have at home. 
So mm. they come here and say, hey, I want my landing 26 degrees. I want this. And <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I mean, we do everything we can in two days. Yeah, yeah. That's all we have. Right. You know, however, at, at my place, it's that. I say, yeah, but your place is 10 times better than the, yeah. the practice track. Yeah, we can't, better we can't do than, that yeah. that quick. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, like when we build a supercross. You know, we know. I mean, it's like it. you have 72 hours to do it. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I'm sure plenty of practice track are better than the supercross track you race well of course because like you said they groom them every day they're yeah. perfect That's they learn them though. so freestyle is even suffering from this yeah and it's yeah, like yeah. i mean freestyle is still guys that know how to work on their own bike they still they, they have no entourage they bring the suspension right put it in and just freestyle today is like supercross was when you yeah. we were racing right, you right. know 25 years ago right. yeah. you know all right from always moto killian alberson set out high point after concussion at thunder valley does the AMA have a specific concussion protocol to be cleared to return to racing, or is it just the call of the rider and their doctor slash medical team? No, we've talked about this before. There's a concussion test you take before the series. and That's and to get your baseline yep, settings. your baseline things, settings, right? and then you have to go online and, and hit buttons to, to register your reaction time, and then they look at that and make a decision uh, whether you can race or not. So there is something, yes. Like an actual protocol for yeah. that? From retired Bubba... Unless you have a motorhome and you just don't let the asterisk guys in. Maybe Alpine Stars. <laughs> yes. Security. Sorry, yeah, Alpine Stars. Yeah, if you just lock yourself in your motorhome and then, like, which a few top racers have done in their time, and they never can see you to never know you're concussed, perfect. Yeah. You can still race. Yeah. Motorhomes. Maybe, usage and maybe you can get out your IV back there, too. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> at, the, at the Nationals. Next question from Retired Bubba. From Retired of. Bubba. <laughs> Steve, what happened to the word of the day for Nationals? Yeah, I don't know. We stopped doing it, right? I don't know. Yeah, fuck. Maybe we'll bring it back. We just have a lot of issues. Yeah, right. a lot we don't need to add that on. He's got a play. lot of problems right now. So. <laughs> Poor uh, from Brad Cesaroni, if Cincerello and Prado were racing the same outdoor championship right now, who are you taking for the title? Ooh. AC. Apples and oranges, man. Yeah, like yeah. I'll take AC. Prado's, uh, Prado's got less experience. Yeah. Um, what do you think about him, though? You think he's going to end up here? Yeah. He, he wants the, to. Okay, yeah. good. I mean, if well, you look he does, at, but I then heard he, Antonio Caroli said he was embedded with him now, and he loves see, the See, I've heard both, life. too. Um, Did you hear that at all? Like, he was living in Italy now? And, yeah. yeah. Uh, two months ago, I mean, at the GPs, the rumor was... He, he would like to come to America, but the, between the he would like to come to America and he comes to America. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we've yeah. seen that early right. and all those guys. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I feel like there's two types of European riders too. There's the Hurlings, Caroli, Everts that master that stay there. They're comfortable. They're happy. They're satisfied. And then there's the Rocks and Muskin type guys, Villeman, where they want to come here. And I feel like the big obvious factor is the ones that can ride Supercross and the exactly. ones that can't. Exactly. So, and Prado, I watched him three years ago. He, kid, he was like 15 years old on the TLD KTM track just riding. And I remember looking over the fence because I was up at the Cowie track and I looked down and went, who is that dude? He is sick. And they're like, oh, it's some 15-year-old kid from Spain. Yeah. So... When I see that, I go, why are you not here? Like, you're well, one of them. You're a Rocks and Muskin guy. Like, why are you yeah. not here? You have that skill well, set. How old is he? He's only 18? He's 18 or 19. 19. Yeah, he's young. Well, if he wins the title this year, which he will, unless this, he's out of that class. For real. Yeah, the rules state you win in two years, you're out of that class. Now, will Giuseppe change the rules because KTM pressures him? Who knows? But <laughs> It's been done before. It's been done before. So... <laughs> He's oh. out of that class, so then I could see him coming to America because there's no 450 spot for him. 
Okay. Hurling's, what is Hurling's he, got a ride. For? And got KTM a ride. wants to win 250 races. Yeah, of course the they do. Yeah. But yeah. do no, they he rides bring with, it? He rides for TLD KTM. Yeah. yeah. He has a contract. His contract is KTM Worldwide to wear any kind of gear, I guess. Doesn't matter. He gets paid this much money. You wear oh, yeah. this gear. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever team you're on. If you're on TLD, you wear TLD. If you're on Fox, you, you so, whatever yeah, it is. Okay. Right. So that's his deal with KTM. They're just like, hey, you're going to be on. You're a KTM guy no matter where you go. Okay. So is so. KTM TLD really panicking right now that they're possibly losing Jordan Shane? Or are they sitting there going, guy's going to win the title here in a month or two and maybe we know. got him? Yeah. From, I mean, how. Sorry, but. Go ahead. When, when does that kind of decision get made? I mean, is that get made after the GPs would be done or I mean yeah no. usually they don't make any decision during the season you know it's uh, but over here usually contracts are usually starting to wrap up right around now mm-hmm. so yeah. that's just that's a, yeah it'd be interesting I hope he comes I, I, the dude is he's sick man yep there's not too many so not so many Europeans actually that you feel ready to come to US right. short of Prado yeah I don't especially in that 250 class yeah. I don't see any of them that are like screaming talent to get over here. He is like, would be immediately really good right, those series. Right. All right. From D. White, number five, if you're TLD and you benched McElrath to preserve his 250 status, how are you now feeling towards the man you paid to stay at home if his proposed star move happens? Yeah, I don't think you're feeling too good. <laughs> I don't think you're too pumped. I told Tyler Keefe, I texted Tyler Keefe a few days ago, and I said, uh, I feel sorry for you. And he said, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do, man. Uh, that's rough. That's rough what they've been going through. You know it's bad when that's all they say is thank yep. you. Yep. From Ollie Townsend, will Osborne get a moto win this year? Yes. Yeah. Eric? Moto for sure. Yeah? Yeah. Eric says yes too. Yeah, here's, yeah. here's what I think is going to happen. He's going to get a couple starts, run up there, and kind of not be able to pull it off because it's uncharted territory being up front. He seems to not know what up front really is this year for whatever reason. <laughs> I think a couple of those happen, and then he finally, like, by the third good start, he'll get one. It's gonna, it, it'll take a couple up there before he gets it, but he'll get it for sure. Yeah, we know we left Europe last year. We were Steve and I were putting our money on Osborne. Yeah, that didn't work out. Oh, the off season Osborne was good. Oh, he was so good. He was. I texted him when he came back to Supercross. I said, "Where's Bercy Osborne?" <laughs> He's like, I got hurt, man. So. To be fair, he did, and he did pull yeah. it out. He got hurt twice. Turn, he got hurt twice. Yeah, he was true. ready for yeah. Yeah. to come back from the first thing, and, and he got, yeah, got yeah. hurt again. And to be fair to him, he by the end, he got it. And if he stays yeah. healthy all the way through again, I, yep. I look forward to seeing Zach at full strength next year. He's Man, he's, a, he's good. Uh, from John Schroeder, Steve, thoughts on DB and Stink Dog talking down on the Blue Crew and calling the 450 a terrible what? bike? What? What happened? You and Stank Dog <laughs> talking bad about Blue Crew? I think we talked bad about Blue Crew. I think what happened is I rode one and didn't like it, and I just. Oh, said okay. That. So the guy that hasn't ridden for seven years gets on a Yamaha and decides it's no good. Okay, well, to be fair, it. I didn't like many of the bikes I rode that day. Dude, that Yamaha 450 is amazing. It's hard to work on. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> it's a clutch, great bike. The clutch is, it is a super great weird. Bike. I don't want to hear on. it. D- DB's done for the show. He's out. All right. Later. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Last one from Ben Dover. What? What has a better chance, Cincerello winning all 12 overalls or someone else winning the 450 title other than Tomac and Roxon? The 450 title. AC's not going 12 for 12. Come on. Who's going to beat him two motos? I don't know, bro, but he's not going 12 I, for 12. I know. Come Obviously, on. odds would say. Who no besides way, Tomac or Roxon is going to win the 450 title? Uh, yeah, Anderson, Osborne, or Marv. I don't know. Way about it. Uh, just for fun. I mean, they're both long Just odds. for fun. 
who what happens first? Somebody else, someone beats AC in the two fifty, or somebody wins an overall and beats Kenny and Eli in the four fifty. What happens first? AC loses. So somebody that in the class 250. is too yeah. too crazy. That I'm, class is too squirrely. Yeah, yeah, is what it is. It is. That's it why is. I'm saying I don't. I, I don't know. Right. Yeah, you don't know. Da- Daniel Bird doesn't know everybody. He's I checking don't know. Out. Yeah, he's checking. Out. He I don't know anything know. about outdoor. He doesn't know anything <laughs> about the sport either. <laughs> all right, that's all. All right, that's the BTOSports.com tweet of Travis. Wait. That's old news, right? Nice. We got an outro. We do, in fact, have an outro. It's taken three years, but we got an outro. Funny part is we have had an outro that we were unaware of. Yeah. Swizz never told us. Nope, he didn't. He's an idiot. I think he, t- I think he thinks he told us. <laughs> no, he's he, an uh, idiot. He's an idiot. Um, thank you uh, to Phil Nicoletti and Colt Nichols and uh, Mitch Payton for coming on tonight. Uh, always a good time for that. For guests, don't check out sponsor deals on com. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, sponsor deals. You can always get that under com as well. Eric, uh, thanks for coming in. Love it. Always appreciate having you in. Love everything you do for the sport and what you're doing. It's very – Always got something interesting going on, man. Uh, I love talking to you about it. So, yeah, thank you. So you're going down to L.A. tomorrow? Yep. For flat track? Yep. Flat track qualifying for X Games? Absolutely. Right? It's okay. going to be fun and flat. <laughs> uh, I also love the fact that during the commercial break we were talking about some of the politics involved. Yeah. Good, good to know that it's not just Supercross and Motocross. Good Ex- to know. Exactly. Right, right. Um, so good luck with everything that. X Games is when? Uh, Minnesota, first weekend of August. First weekend of August in Minnesota. Yep. Is it around Millville? No, Millville's no, no. later that week. No, Minneapolis. Yeah. But no, Mil- no. Two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't later, work. Yeah. I remember it worked out. Yeah, one time ago. we were on the same weekend, yeah. which was pretty cool because we got a lot of athletes. Yeah, a lot yeah. of crossover. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for coming in. Thanks for everything you do for us and, and the well, show and everything you. else. A uh, big part of that, of course. Um, and DB, sorry about the 1608, bro, buddy. It's all right. I've moved past it. Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> Publicly, I've moved past it. Privately, I'm still upset about uh, it. <laughs> How's that coming with getting that guy on the show? Should I read the text messages back and forth today? No. Waffle, 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 waffle. No, no, just... just. Let's just say the chances as of today are better than they've ever been. Okay. Ever. Can't wait. So you're telling me there's a chance. Can't wait. Put it Uh, this way. When I text him and see if he would come on tonight, the response was, bro, you got to give me more time than that. mm -hmm. As far as a warning. Yeah. So that to me sounds pretty good. And then the next text message, it went back and forth. Steve's a piece of shit. A bunch of that came in. No, yep. I'm just kidding. Yep. Yep. Uh, but let's just say the odds are, I think they're pretty good. Maybe the next time I'm on. I don't know. Oh, by the way, ride engineering dot, ride-engineering.com. I forgot to forgot to mention this. Sorry, Adrian and everybody there. Pulpamex-20 is the code to save. With all the manufacturers offering 260 or 270 millimeter front brake rotors, it's harder to find good brake upgrades nowadays. For those looking for improved braking performance, look no further than not riding a adding a ride engineering billet front brake caliper and braided steel front brake line. That's what Nicoletti and Reslin did. Benefits are improved braking power, a cooler front brake, and much more um, better, much better modulation and feel for traction. Uh, Pulpamex-20 is the code to save at ride-engineering.com on everything those guys make, including their real cool clamps and links and everything else used by the Smart Top MCR team. So, uh, yeah, thanks to those guys for coming on. Daniel, thank you. Always a thank good you. time. EagleGrit.com, Pulpamex-20. Or Pulp Mex code, I should say. Use the code Pulpamex to save 25% off. 25% off. Free t shirt. Eagle Grit. Fantastic. You know what? I just changed my mind, too. I said 25. Let's go. Let's go 45. The first 45 orders get 
45 orders. Get You've lost your mind. Well, it's because like almost 25 already came in, so by the time everybody hears the show, they're going to be like pissed. Right. Yeah. I, better, I better get a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, you were you were one of the first ones. So. Good. <laughs> good job. Yeah. Uh, PulpMX20 to save at worksconnection.com. So that's good for those guys. Thank you, Atlas Brace as well. PulpMX code. Uh, get and guts and W and everybody on board with us, man. It's been a great show. And uh, Marks, thank you for all your work. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Swisscore. Thank you, Moser. And thank you, Pookie, of course, for all that. Uh, Eric Pernard, Daniel Blair. I'm Steve Mathis. See you guys next week. Yeah. I was in a gangbang. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.